So, boom. It's Pete. Hey, it's Mark. Mark's the special guest. Hello. And this is another episode of Dream Warriors. song is still playing i love it <laughs> um yeah so so real quick uh there's a special guest hello a special intro someone new a long time long time in the making uh how many years has it been that we talked about sitting down um i don't know well we've known each other since probably 90 in peripherally through 97 67 i would say definitely 97 90, Oof, 98 that's a long time ago and uh <laughs> We even have a history, like a, like a, wow. A rival, we had a rivalry. Rivalry, <laughs> a goofy history. Yep. Uh, a South Jersey comic book shop history. Oh, yeah. Very, the competitive market of South Jersey comics world. Yeah. During, uh, I guess, like the, the final boom period, would you say? And then it the, went to Pokemon and cards and merch and not comics. And it killed everything. Yeah. We're also drinking beers. I, yes. I feel like we always have to reference our, our alcohol. <laughs> make that noise, what yeah. those noises are. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I was bad. I did not mute my phone. No, that's bad. I thought I did, too. So I worked at Legends Comics and Games from 94, 90, yeah, I think 94 to about 2000, 2001. And then I then I got out and went to Baltimore. Yeah, to work for Diamond Comics. Yeah, so comics and comics. That was so, it. That's and, my whole life. Yeah, th- but that was even for you, though. Because we kind of had a couple deep conversations about mm-hmm. this. Th- this this was you, like, putting yourself on the path. Kind of, like, chasing, a, like, I don't want to say a dream, but it kind of was a dream, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I think so I've always was, been interested in just the, the fandom of it, whether it be selling it, it was selling it or marketing it or in, in some fashion, just love. I just have always loved it. It's how I grew up. It's what I started reading. So I learned how to read. It was a Hulk comic my brother had. Do you remember you know. what that comic was? Do you remember? I remember Hulk was in, uh, Hulk was looking, it was, a, I think a man in a truck and he was looking in his rearview mirror and uh, it, was, it might have been a Bob Layton cover. Okay. And uh, I, I think it was Bob Layton and he's looking at the rearview mirror and the Hulk's like behind, like Hulk's mad at him. Okay. So I remember him like, and then the guy, you could see the guy's face like, oh no, the Hulk is in my rearview mirror. Wow. It was like the passenger side. So I remember that. Yeah, I do. Yeah, see, like, for me, it was, there was this visual. Like, I, I kind of had comics that were, like, in one of my drawers when I was younger, like, that got banged up. But it was, like, it was Detective Comics, and it was kind of, like, Batman with mannequins in a house, Ooh. like, on fire. It okay. was, and the imagery in that comic is, like, even to this day, it's just mm. so free. Like, I was watching something, and they had walking mannequins, it was, and uh, I'm like, that is, it's still to me, it still sticks with me. It's still that creepy. Mm-hmm. And then one day, my grandmother brought home the Doctor Who, Doctor Who, Walking Mannequins, and one it, of the series. It yeah. wasn't Doctor Who. It was, it was a, I think it might have been a movie. Okay. It, was, it was something that was, I can't even remember right now. It was stacked much out of place. Where mm-hmm. I'm just watching. And, oh no, it was Ghostbusters 2016. 
Okay. There was like a there was a walking oh, magic yeah, 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 in that yeah. movie, and I'm like, yeah. oh, that's so creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, again, completely out of place <clears> also <throat> in in that movie. And there's <laughs> <laughs> many things <laughs> amongst yes, <laughs> and and I sent, and my grandmother brought home DC Comics Who's Who number one. Mm. She got it at like a discount magazine store. She got me that and a couple other comics, and I I just remember staring at that Who's Who. Like kind like not being able to make any sense of the text, but just the idea that these characters were like out there, that they were in the ether, and, right? And yeah. I, and like even as a kid, like you kind of know who's who was, like which is something that they've long abandoned. But it was just a documentation, like encyclopedia of superheroes, and it came out as a, what like a two year, two and a half year. Yeah, comic so that series. was a Aquaman on the cover. It was just a because the second one had Batman on the cover, so it was yeah. probably published 86, 84, you know, eighty five, eighty six. Yeah, I think um, I think it was eighty five. But yeah, so basically it was an encyclopedia, and then it yeah. would have like the character bio, the height, weight, nickname, first yeah. appearance, almost like, like a role playing manual. Yeah, uh, yeah, strength, weaknesses, things like that. Yeah. But it always had really good, nice, all that. Mar- even when Marvel did it, well, Marvel had almost more of they were more carbon copy, the um, meaning that the the character designs were almost exactly the same. Yeah. Throughout, yeah. but the uh, the character designs in the Mar- in the DC ones. There might have been a little bit more flair to it. So I always thought the art was better in the Who's Who's than, than the Marvel Universe ones. I thought that the covers were amazing for Who's mm-hmm. Who. The covers really, uh, like, to me, even to this day, I think, like, almost like the post-Donner Superman DC mm-hmm. comics, which is, the po- I guess, post-Crisis, is still their best era. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the best era that they, that they will ever have. The 86 one, post-Crisis... Yeah, like uh, highly underrated title from that, like was the Flash, mm-hmm. uh, the Messner note, Messner lobes. That's where we got Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. even like the part of the, the incarnation that led to the movie, and still the the John Byrne Superman. Yeah, you had the, the best, best Wonder Woman. You had the John yeah. Byrne doing two, writing two series, kind of going right post Man of Steel, and then going into two different series. Yeah. And you couldn't you couldn't go wrong because it was like Ordway was doing a part of the art in the series with Carrie Gamble, and you had Byrne doing the other one. Like okay, like so you always had you were fed two twice a month. Yeah. And for very for, good Superman for anyone out there, because he he kind of right he's he's faded away. But who who is John Byrne? Who who is who is this guy? How would you describe him? As He's a, a bearded Canadian <laughs> with with a, a test pilot rocket chair for at his yeah. drawing table. He's got a lot of. He's got like he's got like a pilot chair <laughs> at his drawing right. table. But but okay, I guess what I'm getting at would you would you say like where would you rank John Byrne in your list of, of true talent? Well, I I think that there, that's comics. like the '70s '80s Mavericks. Those are the guys that those were the when the artists started to take over pre-image basically to a certain level. Yeah. Claremont was doing X Men. Um, Cockrum would, you know, Cockrum was was a B plus, and then Byrne gets on, gets paired, gets better and better and better and better, and then he started to get ideas, and then started to co-plot X Men. Left and did Alpha Flight. Alpha Flight was, you know, was great at the time. It's a little dated now, but it was great, and the story yeah. that had a lot of depth at the same time. Uh, it's uh, Alpha Flight Two was also for anyone again that may not know. The just we'll we'll just paraphrase the Canadian version, storyline wise and physical like location version of the X Men. 
It had almost, had almost the same exact archetypes. Yeah. You had like a Cyclops S character, a, a girl character with red hair. You had uh, you had the big guy. Yeah. So you had, but Sasquatch. It was, Sasquatch was was Colossus. You had your Wolverine. Puck. Yeah, you had Puck. So you had you had a tiny Wolverine. Yeah, your little person Wolverine who was um, who was as, as and they and eventually you know and it end, ends up being like one of Wolverine's best friends and then Wolverine yeah. a guest star and but the thing that they did was they they just had a lot of. Um, they had a lot. All the characters were really good, and all the interactions were really good. Now, at the same time as he was doing Alpha Flight, he was doing he changed Fantastic Four completely, yeah. and also and did that was seminal run there. The, I, I know you're you're partial to Hickman, but I mm-hmm. I view that John Burns his Fantastic Four is the Fantastic Four. Yeah, I'll, the, I'll even put that above right. Kirby and Stanley. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to. I know that the first hundred and two issues were very progressive for it, so they always go Stanley. You know, for me, I guess it would probably go in order. I'd probably put Hickman just because it's kind of faded. I just like the fact that Hickman, like, I felt in danger. Yeah. When Hickman did a series, this was only a couple years back, and we'll go back to John Byrne in a second, um, as we will tangentially go through everything a lot. Um, but the thing I liked about Hickman stuff is there was a, a series that were, like, the death of four, and someone was going to die. And every issue, I just, I really didn't know who was going to die. Like, I mean, and yeah. that was, to me, that suspense was really good. And then when that death happened... It was great, and then they had a bunch of episodes after issues after. That well, was great. Yeah, you yeah. know they did a lot of they did a lot of they did a lot of interesting things, and I just I was shocked that I could be in suspense. Yeah, I think that's what kind of shocked me. I think one of the takeaways from the Hickman run, his run with you know like if you took Stanley, Jack Kirby, John Byrne, and then Hickman, you have your Fantastic Four mythology. Mm-hmm. To its final end, I would say it, until like when they start splitting dimensions and the uh, uh, what was it called the University of Richards or the the League of Reed Richards. Yeah, there's the, uh, the dimension. Six hundred and sixteen Reed Richards. Yeah, exactly. Like until they had that, like a super team of that. Yeah, and even and, one of them and that, destroyed and, the world. Reed Richards destroyed exactly. the world recently. Yeah, and and essentially. Whoops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it happens, you know. Yeah, it, uh, but essentially, like, the Hickman Fantastic Four work unraveled Marvel Comics. Just, like, just from a story, like, structure of it being a shared universe. Like, he, he did dismantle the Marvel Universe as we know it, and I guess that's a little bit of our topic today, mm-hmm. which is we, we will discuss... What's happening with Marvel right now compared to DC? Uh, what some of our insights into that? The state of the union, kind of for both companies. <laughs> okay, but sure. <laughs> um, but before we get into that, you and I haven't sat down for a while and talked geek. We used to we used to have long phone conversations. Yeah, <laughs> like and t- calling each other all the time. Uh, some, sometimes you would call me in like the worst situations, which I always love. Sometimes <laughs> I picked up too because I'm like, I want to talk to Mark while I got this, chick, like this naked girl on the bed, <laughs> like waiting for me. I'm, I'm talking to Mark about like Scott sure, Snyder's Batman. Was, was a good choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I've seen a couple movies. I just want to know if you've seen them and what I'm sure I've seen them. Uh, yeah, you, you you absorb way more content mm-hmm. than myself. Uh, green room you know i didn't see green room that's that's funny okay yeah i know i want to because that has the unfortunate uh last one of the last performances of anton yelkin okay uh, rest in peace i highly recommend green room okay i think uh it wasn't exactly what i was expecting 
but it essentially is like a twelve Angry Men. It's a noir movie, but essentially, right? They're stuck in a, they're literally yeah, stuck in a room. They're they're in a room, and I love movies like that. The latest mm-hmm. movie I saw in that vein was Buried with Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, where he's in the. Uh, I saw the trailer. I never saw it. Yeah, it, almost like Snowpiercer was the same thing too. It's like we're stuck. We're got to go yeah. forward. We have to make a decision. And buried with Ryan Reynolds. I th- I I think I got that title right. Mm-hmm. That movie That's right. is just phenomenal. Um, Doctor Strange. I was late to the party on Doctor yeah. Strange though. Um, I like Doctor Strange a lot. I give it like a solid B plus. I um I understand why he can't be weird. Um, it is a very much a Phase One Marvel film. It is an origin story. Um, the first. You know, so they make them. They do make them likable. I do. I do buy into the fact when he becomes more of an asshole later, because um, yeah. I do like that he doesn't know how to do everything, and they didn't yes. have him be Sorcerer Supreme immediately. So I thought yeah, that was great. He had like almost, three tricks. Yeah, yeah. I thought the, that was kind of cool. <laughs> you yeah. Know, I, so I think that them portraying him as almost a victim of his own success. Mm-hmm. was something that was unexpected because it's hard for you to think he's a complete maniac when he's a surgeon. Right, When right. he's saving lives where... And people compared it to Tony Stark early. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a bad comparison because Tony Stark was... He he, he was only in it for himself. Mm-hmm. And in that Iron in the first Iron Man, when he kind of breaks down with Pepper, when he tells her, like, this is the mission, this is all I have, this is all we're doing. Right. Like, that was, like, one of, the, I think, one of Marvel's best arcs, like, mid-movie, mm-hmm. where the character literally took a turn and you understood it. Uh, I think Strange kind of had, like, a similar... Oh, sorry. Uh, you know, where Strange had, like, a similar turn mm-hmm. to where, um, like, you're just watching that movie and he has become a different character. Like, he's right. he's not this like ego driven like i guess house like right the, yeah, the I, house tv show right guy. but I, I feel he's a bit he was a bit more likable and i think that um i really liked when he at like towards the end when he's he's taken on everyone and he's out there and he's and he knows how to do some of the spells um and mordo's questioning him and even it wong's like mordo understands more of the universe itself and knows that it's like you will have ramifications which i thought was kind of cool yeah and he's like well, I don't really know. I'm just trying to keep the world in place. Yeah. Like, that's all. Like, I, it's... And, uh, quick side note, I love the explanation of how the protection worked on Earth. Like, right. the, the different houses, you know, like, created the force field or the, the magic spell mm-hmm. on Earth. And I, like, I thought that was so well explained. Like, similar to, like, the origin of the Infinity Stones and Guardians right. of the Galaxy, right. where it was kind of really geeky information. And they were just like... Poof, like here we go, <laughs> like and boom, right. like stuck. But know? they showed the celestials like during Guardians. I was like, "There's a celestial." Like I never yeah. thought I would see the celestial. Well, and, you yeah, know. or even so. even Doctor Strange when they talk about the Living Tribunal, right? And right. and they kind of refer to Dora Mamu as the World Eater, right? Right, the right. Eater, and so it's like shit. Like, yeah. It, like is he Galactus or is he? And I even thought the visual of Dormammu because mm-hmm. he still had the lines in his face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just like, they found, they just found a way to like even do that. Well, I think that they tested the, it and it probably didn't test it. Like Dormammu in the comic books just has lines in his face and just like two eyes and a big gaping fire. Yeah. Mouth. And I don't know <laughs> if it makes sense. It's one of the weirdest visuals yeah. for a uh, villain. 
Right. So, and I, I do think the finale is so fun with him. You know, I guess. Well, I'm sure this is a spoiler. Everyone understands spoilers, right? We yeah. are. Well, no, we didn't say it. Everyone, but everyone has should have seen everything anyway. <laughs> I don't really. I don't care. Like we, we all have access to early content. Right, right, right. So we're not going to <laughs> right. screeners. We're no press, whatever. Like right. it, it's okay. So why well, does like that his challenge to spoilers? Blah blah blah. Um, I love his challenge to Dormammu, and and everyone in the theater. I, I saw it three times. Everyone just laughed, and I thought it was such a cool thing. Like you know, he'd come back. He's like you know, yeah. I come here to bargain. And when it happened over and over again, it didn't become trite. I I do love that. I think that's interesting. Yeah. There's two weird time things that they do in the movie, or, or I should say, not do. I don't know how long he trained. Okay, mm-hmm. and I would have liked him to say because it doesn't matter. Yeah, they I, could say he trained for three, four years. Yeah, I thought I thought what they were going to do was similar to Dragon Ball Z, mm-hmm. and I've only seen a little bit of Dragon Ball Z. But when Goku trains to become a Super Saiyan, they take him to an alternate dimension or like in a chamber mm-hmm. where almost like Neo in the Matrix, where um like one year there is like a second here. Right, right. So right. and he trains for like hundreds of years and comes back. Right. And and I thought they were going to do something similar with Strange, but I think that and the eye, like mm-hmm. they lead into like the eye calling him mm-hmm. too well, right. and and what his draw and why the eye maybe was picking him, like right. and they they portray him also as the student that was like heightened to the material that he was feeding himself. To where he became like this X factor amongst that school, like you know. That's I, exactly right. Yeah, I, he's, I, he is the X. He's. It would have fell apart. The ancient one couldn't beat him. No one could beat Caselius essentially in this yeah. concept with Dormammu's influence. Yeah. No yeah. one could beat him except for Strange. So I had to take that outsider. And also, when he's fighting Dormammu, you could have had it the same thing, like you said, with Goku in the other dimension. How long was he there? And if he came back with like white temples, you'd be like, well, he was there for like a thousand years. Like he was there yeah. for like. I just, Ten years, yeah, fighting I, him over and over and over. Again. I, I thought they were going to lead into something with him going through the books, and right. like they were going to do like maybe the the three rule where by the third time it was happening, it was happening against Dormammu, and mm-hmm. you it depicted off from one of the books. But but overall, like I I'm still with you on the notion that like holy crap, dude! Like they kind of did a Doctor Strange movie, like. Yeah, they, I, I don't they, know. They made a Doctor Strange movie. Well, I mean, more so. Is, I mean, go back. They they succeeded in an Ant Man movie. Like, yeah. I don't understand that to a certain level. But but do you think that movie? Like, I I do have a theory on that. Mm-hmm. I'll get into it real quick. Go back to Bob Gale, working on that movie. Okay, and for anyone who doesn't know, Bob Gale is one of the writers of Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. So he had that property. The property was, at this time, not connected to Marvel. It was just a studio property. And the, the movie, even then, was supposed to merge comedy and, like, action hero. Not even superhero, because there was really no such thing as superhero movies either during that time. But it was supposed to be, like, this weird mix. And he had, like, an angle to make that character comical. And I just feel like Marvel putting that movie out, like, honors even, like, the development hell through right, the Bob Gale right. years. And yeah, I think Bob didn't Bob Gale get a comic series out of it? Um, did he do Ant Man and he did Spider Man? What did he do? I know he worked on Daredevil for a bit. I he probably I know he worked with Marvel in there somewhere. Yeah. Um like mid two thousands maybe. Yeah, because he was working he worked on their Marvel Knights, he worked with like Casada and he, yeah. did, he did a Daredevil 
um, with uh, Phil Winslade I forget in the about middle. That. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it was pretty good. And it was like courtroom drama, like <laughs> Matt Murdock, which it seems super boring, but all of it was relatively compelling at the time. Yeah. I mean, the, what they did after, I think the sequels were somewhat failures in a way. Iron Man 2 is a bit of a failure. So War of Dark World's a bit of a failure. And then once they did Civil War, they started to to move into concept. They started to move into making a, a concept film, and then yeah. there's a superhero in it. So they made a 70s espionage movie With featuring Soldier. Captain America. Yeah. And his long lost brother, yeah. essentially. You yeah, know yeah. I mean? well, so, his his dynamic opposite. Right. As every so I mean, I don't know if you would put Doctor Strange in that, but essentially Dora Mamu too is is Strange's dynamic. Well it's opposite. also Benedict Cumberbatch's face, if you you know that he did a, huh? he did yeah. the uh and voice, I think, too. Yeah, uh but I really I really feel like just getting back to Doctor Strange, uh it it is that next level for the thread that they're doing for the next few Marvel movies. Like, Doctor Strange is almost like a, a point zero, like, internal universe reboot. within mm-hmm. the, the, And what was that, 14th film? Was that the 14th? It's, I think so, yeah, which is yeah. just crazy if you really think about it. And I think that's what, you know, the Civil War, to an extent, works. And I think Ant-Man works for audience because, you know, making a heist film and they had a lot of comedy in that. When he showed up in Civil War, Civil War is somewhat bleak. The material is very... It yeah. moves you around because you're just like, oh, there's a lot of conflict yeah. and conflict. I, so when he shows up, that's a crowd reaction. That was something that yeah. I was like, whoa, all right, here. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? That's interesting. He, here's the thing. During Christmas, uh, I was sitting down with my friend. A little bit of when we were going back and forth. So for a while, we were sitting down watching uh, Civil War. Mm-hmm. And uh, just real quick to Mark. Mark and I tried to set up a, uh, a bar excursion on Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what you do in right. Christmas in New Jersey, you, right? And you then go, it all you, falls apart. Yeah, you go to bars, <laughs> and so I'm watching watching it with my family. My mother's never seen it. My sister's never seen it. Her her husband's never seen it. Like a couple of people in the room haven't seen it. I'm answering questions every five minutes, <laughs> and 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 that's where I saw the light that this movie is a complete failure. As great it's so as in, it's so inside, yeah, it is inside as, baseball. But as great as it is, because it really is, they're in, in their top five. Mm-hmm. As great as it is, it's an absolute failure. Because even the opening shot, like with the Winter Soldier, like, like you know, doing his, no, like, who's that guy? His, his <laughs> back, like, you know, like his, the, his back to tank, dude. Like, they open up with the Winter Soldier, and it's like, who's that? And I'm like, oh my god, here we go. And I knew it was all coming at that right. point. I'm just like, I'm like, F. Um, and real quick, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Where are you with that? You know, I, uh, this, uh, this is a longer discussion. That like, so My problem with movies this year is that I, I have a concept when I see. I, I, need, I don't know if I need to stop. I love movie trailers, but I feel like I need to stop them, stop seeing them. Yeah. Because I feel like when I see a movie trailer, I kind of come up with a concept of what I think the movie is going to be. And then when I see it, you know, the prime examples, I saw La La Land, and I thought it was going to be a different movie, and then it wasn't. Even Rogue One, without touching that, I thought that was going to go a certain way. Yeah. And then those scenes weren't in the movie. Yeah. So I just, and then I'm just waiting for the scene, because I may have liked the scene in the trailer, and I was like, oh, I'm waiting for it, here it comes. Yeah. And it doesn't show up, and I'm like, what did I just say? Did I just see the movie? So I get confused. It's it's getting confusing now, because they're making, they're they're putting so much emphasis on making the trailer so compelling that when you know, even Force Awakens did it. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man Two did it a, a, a ton. That was yeah. a totally different movie that came out. 
Um, all these movies, they, they make the trailer... I mean, the Suicide Squad tr- second trailer, like the, the Bohemian Rhapsody trailer, is the best movie you'll see all year yeah. if that was a movie and not a three-minute cool music video. But, like, that wasn't the movie. None of these movies are the movie. What movie did you ask yeah. me about? 10 Cloverfield Lane? <laughs> yeah, 10 Cloverfield so, Lane. Yeah. I feel like in a, in a certain mindset, I thought that was going to be a different movie, and then it wasn't exactly. Yeah. I, and I wish I didn't see anything well, about it. I'll know? tell you one thing with Cloverfield. I think it was the movie that was pushed up until the end. And it's either you buy into how it wraps up or you don't. I I thought uh, I'm kind of <laughs> I'm kind of sick of like every single alien that visits Earth has mm. some type of seeker thing or right, animal right, right, that right. picks up the strays. I'm just sick Isn't, of that's the J.J. Abrams alien. It's J.J. Abrams uh, <laughs> alien. It's uh, it's in that movie Skyline. It's in War of the Worlds. Right. Where they all have scenes of these seekers. I'm just like, come on! Yeah. Like, there's they could. It's an old drawing too. It's like you know what I mean. It's an old kind of concept. It, it is like like survivor, like being a survivalist. Yeah, and having this danger out there, and it's looking for you, and all your friends are dead. I get it, but <laughs> <laughs> but I just I just wish with the with the direction they went in that finale. That they kind of pushed it a little bit further because the movie ha- has you up until like when she escapes and gets out, and I thought the way like that was shot and just put together mm-hmm. was awesome. And, and and I do think it's a great movie. I really, I think I think it's really good. I, I feel the same way with like like Cabin in the Woods, where I thought that was gonna be a different movie, and then it wasn't. But I, I liked that pretty much all the way through. But then when I watched it again, I was like. I was taking it apart a bit more. I like that. Yeah. I mean, these are very. I mean, what's really great about it is that. Um, they were really pushing things around, so I find that fascinating. I find that they're going to push that movie. Yeah, you know, and that that movie should not have been. Uh, and do, studio do, normally would not have been made. It doesn't make sense. Do you think it's connected to Cloverfield? I think it can be. I think they can just make loose sequels like this. I think that's fine. You put out yeah. a weird, like, what if you made a weird, a strange like mythology like this? I don't need everything to be so neat. Yeah. You know, I don't need. I, I I'm with you on that. You know, I just I, I think that that would be kind of fun to have like a, a quote unquote spiritual sequel. You know, just put a Cloverfield in the title because you know what? Even if it's not super connected, it does. I like the first Cloverfield. I think it's really great. I think yeah, I, uh, that that did kickstart the kaiju experiment in Hollywood. I just think that it's led to Pacific Rim and, and Godzilla. Yeah, I just think that like the way that I I was just uncomfortable and I couldn't really see a lot of stuff. They just yeah. like they were able to just keep me going with it and I thought it was compelling. Yeah, you know, I, so. I, it's been a while. I watched that not too long ago. Yeah, a couple, I should, a couple I years went by and it still it still moves. On it, Thanksgiving, it, I think Pacific Rim was playing and I put it on and people were walking through like, what is this? I don't know what this is. I'm like, you should sit down, yeah. like you're gonna have fun with it. Let's go. I think you know? I think Pacific Rim is next to Tron Legacy. The two best universe building movies mm-hmm. that we've seen. We're the only one that like Tron's, Tron Legacy. I, don't know why. I have no idea. They're, that movie is so tight. This is me Tron Legacy is so And Speed Racer. With the, those three yeah. movies. Yeah, that's kind of like don't the, know. the Pete that's the our, movie That's club. our trilogy but Speed of people Racer who don't so, know. I, I watched Speed Racer for the end. Like when he, he, he corrects for the himself. Milk. And he, he, yeah, and he <laughs> he's about to win the race. And he sees all these moments in his life converging. Oh, it's nuts! Like it's, it's converging tears. towards that finish line, mm-hmm. and it's almost like wow, like what, like and that—that's almost a life lesson. In that sequence right there, it really is kind of 
like marching towards a goal, like running towards something. I think was I think the reason being unstoppable. We talked about speed. We I mean, God, I don't know how many hours we talked about speed racer, but I think the speed racer movie for the most part. I was trying to explain to someone who doesn't understand it, and I said, look, it's just earnestness. Like we love, I love that it's earnest. I love that his name's Speed. That they have a brother and that's a monkey. They don't. Yeah. That it doesn't mean it's fine. You know what I mean? And then I just love that. You know, my favorite scene in the movie is uh, when Sparky goes to Speed. He's like, hey. I'm looking forward to that cold milk and speed's like, <laughs> yeah. me too. And yeah. it's so, that's yeah. right. Because when you win a race, you drink cold milk, okay? Yeah. And, I mean, the opening sequence, I think the opening sequence for storytelling purposes, it introduces every character, introduces the conflict, it sets up the world in like 11 minutes. It's yeah. three separate timelines. The, yeah, and it's fantastic. It, and it also beautiful. sets up his psychology mm-hmm. when he's doing the drawings at school and kind of like flunking out of school mm-hmm. as a kid. Uh, like almost like manifesting his destiny. Right. Like I only want to do. I only want to do one thing. I'm only yeah. good at one thing. This is the thing that I do, and I'm and I'm going to do it. So that's it. Uh, Lace movie, real quick, and I wanted to jump this into like a shorter discussion. Mm-hmm. War Dogs. No, didn't see it. Didn't yeah. see it. Okay. So uh, we're going to talk about trailers. There's only one trailer I want to know your point of view on. Ghost okay. in the Shell. You know, I, I don't know. I feel like it's uh I feel like it's gonna flop. I feel like it's gonna be exactly like the Aeon Flux movie. Yeah. I feel like it's the Charlie's Aeon Flux movie again. It's the, gonna come out. The only thing the only X factor in this is is that um I feel like Scarlett Johansson, if she's in a movie like what did Lucy Lucy made a ton of friggin' money. Yeah, Lucy was I think the last uh female action role. She so. made a, I made a ton of money. And that's yeah. what as soon as I made like, a ton of money next and it's good. Maybe Fury Road, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean it's 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 part fantasy. It's like mm-hmm. limitless action, super limitless super action. Right. Movie. So I feel like that, and I don't, and also release date is so important because I feel like we're getting hungry. Audiences for the most part, like they they're just used to something. So I kind of yeah. feel like when it comes out, it'll be part curiosity. So it could, I think it could. I just I just feel like it's not going to hit exactly. It's going to be mid level. I think it'll do okay. Um, I I just feel like they don't. I don't think her design. I understand the designs. I've seen the designs. Dude, I don't think it looks futuristic enough. I don't know. Dude, something about it's not it's hitting. too close to the source material? I, I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was too dedicated to the manga. And to jump into it, Ghost in the Shell is, is probably what? Top five Japanese yeah. stories, comic books, graphic yeah, novels? Sure. Yep. Um, I can never pronounce the guy's name. That Misamu Shiro. Uh, I just always say Shiro. Shiro yeah. yeah. Masamuni or something like that. Yeah, and yeah. he, I think his contribution to the art form was his drawing of tech, mm-hmm. which, you know, was a part of the, the 90s revolution. Everyone drew tech like uh, mm-hmm. like like him and kind of borrowed a lot from John Burns. Fantastic Four run. Right. And the other thing that has it going against it is that, you know, depending if it's a slow news week, if no one dies in uh, 2017, no, has it killed anyone yet? 2017, has anyone died this week? I don't know. I'm sure. But uh, yeah. I don't mean to be <laughs> callous, coming. but no, it was yeah. really bad the last three weeks of the year. Um, there was a big uh, campaign as soon as it, it was right around the summertime. So Doctor Strange coming out. The Ancient One primarily was um, he was Tibetan, I think, in the in the in the normal comic books. So that was. A white Irish woman in the movie, so people had things to say. What are they called? Yeah. Whitewashing is that the term for it? Yeah, and and yeah, whitewashing. Real quick though, so mm. Doctor Strange was accused of whitewashing, right? Because uh, the Ancient One wasn't the um, and and what's funny if you go back to the sixties, it is a terrible um, 
yeah, almost it's racist. Ter- it is a racist yeah, portrayal yeah. of this like Tibetan monk. Yeah, like it's horrible. But here, here's here's the other thing though. Uh, Mordo of Doctor Strange lore. It was, doesn't was reverse whitewashed right. into a black man. Right. No one will talk about. That. No one will talk about that. Right. Which is it's totally so and, ironic. And you know, I oh, getting to, you saw the final credit sequence of Doctor yeah, of Strange. Of right? yep. Okay. I um I didn't know that was there. I was just talking with my friend, my buddy John, that I saw it with. Mm-hmm. We were just talking in the theater and um just chit chatting about like other things. And we just let the credits roll. And I was like, oh, maybe there's something. We'll just like hang here. So it comes on, and I saw Benjamin Bratt, and I immediately thought, <laughs> I said, son of a bitch. So you're going to put Benjamin Bratt in the Marvel U. Like, he's going to be somebody. And I'm like, son. And then they, like, take his power, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yes, Benjamin Bratt's out. <laughs> <laughs> you just care about Benjamin Bratt. You don't care about the motivations <laughs> no. of uh, Baron Mordo. I'm just like, he is. I. <laughs> Let's see, like, the, they did a good job. They did a Loki with uh, Mordo. Mordo in the comics um, has always was always a little sinister. Yeah. And, and it was the same character, but he was always. But to me, he, in the movie, they did a better job because he was so dedicated yeah. to the Ancient now, One. How? And now he's going to flip, and I like it. I think that's great. Yeah, and didn't Mordo? I'm really rusty on this. Mm-hmm. Didn't he consult Adolf Hitler in the comics? <laughs> I, I thought he was Adolf it's Hitler's very... <laughs> like astrologist or something. I I always remembered him. You know, I wouldn't put it past Hitler, it. Yeah, that was like the Nazi regime was more. Yeah. and and this which makes it even more ironic that it's a uh, African American. You know, it's, <laughs> playing well, his I, role. Now. Yeah, I mean, if you go yeah. back, I mean, um, Red Skull like. He he! I know he was with he was next to uh, Hitler, you know, in a lot of Kirby comics. Yeah, you know the the Kirby yeah, comics yeah. that they made those uh, the the sixty like kind of stop motion like art card. There was like it was yeah, like an early flash were, animation. Those were great. But they would they had Hitler in that. and They called him something else, and they took the, they took the mustache uh, okay, out. Yeah. <laughs> I used to watch those at the shop. Like we used to watch them and love them. Yeah, because they were so fun. Like because it's just it's Jack Kirby comics moving around. Yeah, it's super really, fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, watch watch was a technique. That even went up to St. Keats the Max for MTV. Oh yeah, I love that. I love it's the that. best. It's and it's so weird. It's, it's so, so yeah because the Max was never a seminal comic. No, but that was that's how much of a boom the nineties were, even for animation, where mm-hmm. they were just like, okay, like take this one off the top of the stack, and and we're we're going wrong. Yeah, but with how it. good was like MTV at that time? You had Liquid Television. You had, um, you know, the head was weird. You had Daria starting after that. Um, you had the Max, you you know, you had lots of interesting stuff. When they had Liquid yeah. Television, they had the Anflux cartoons. Neo Tokyo was in there. Dude, I, I remember nuts. staying up at night, like late at night, to watch Liquid Television reruns mm-hmm. just for Anflux. It was like, it like six minutes. Blew it blew me away. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't. It was so freaking weird. And that, what's, I don't know what he's doing now. Peter, Peter, Chong? Peter Chong, yeah. I don't know what. I, he's I someone know. I should. No, I, I really should know off the tip of my brain, but... I don't think he's doing anything relevant, really. I mean, that was his 25 years ago. His latest thing was he had a sequence in Animatrix. Right. Called right. Mat- Matriculation. Matriculation. And that was that was more of like the Wachowskis are us. The Wachowskis are fans like us. Yeah. They're geeks. So that's what's great. But that know? was... I always felt like his... His... Uh, his... His... Um, segment could have been its own movie... Mm-hmm. Where the humans go into the dreams of the machines, right? Like they mm-hmm. they reverse Matrix. The I have Matrix. to watch that again. That was very good. It was Animatrix is is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. 
every single one counts. Every single one matters. Um, and <laughs> and that was it for the Matrix. <laughs> that was it. Just stop there. You go Matrix, Animatrix, and we're done. And then go get some beer. Let's get out of here. You yeah. know what I mean? Like we're good. And, 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 then, and then, go, then just watch Speed Racer. That's fine. Yeah, no, jump right Assassin. into Speed Racer. I like Ninja Assassin, even though they they didn't direct that technically. I, I love. I like. I like Ninja Assassin. I love Cloud Atlas. Mm-hmm. For some reason, we're the like two. I I like Cloud Atlas with the caveat that I think Tom Hanks feels like he's in a Saturday Night Live sketch in every scene he's in <laughs> <laughs> because Tom Hanks to me can't be can't not be Tom Hanks mm-hmm. even though there's a movie coming out soon called The Circle. Did you see that where he's playing like a Steve Jobs esque? Oh yes, yes, person. Yeah, and that looks interesting. He's, is he not doing Oscar grabs with every role now? I don't think he has to. I, I wish I, I, I wish I Denzel and I wish I wish Denzel and um uh. Will Smith would get out of that too because, you know, the collateral beauty thing. What which, is that movie? Okay. Please tell me you saw that. No, you, you know what? It. I watched, I, I read about it. I want to get drunk and see that movie. I think we should do I that. I just want to do fireball <laughs> shots and see that movie. Okay. This is what I mean when I talked earlier about how trailers like destroy concept, okay? So that movie in the trailer. Okay, so let's, let's go. Let's, everyone's seen the trailer. Everyone go right now. Well, don't yeah. pause it, but you can just. So the trailer is this. So he is. So Will Smith is upset. He's grief stricken over his daughter dying. Okay, he's talking to Naomi Harris for some reason, and he's talking to all of the people that are in his company. So he runs a company with all the other Oscar people. So he runs it with Oscar nominee Michael Pena, uh, Kate, Kate Winslet, Oscar winner Norton. I don't know if it, Norton win doesn't matter. Norton yeah. Oscar person. So Edward Norton, and they're all his quote unquote friends boardroom. Okay. So the trailer has that, you know, they, they say, well, he's, he's acting crazy. He, right. He's I, writing I, letters to concepts. He's writing letters to death, time, and love. How okay? would they know that, though, if he's just... I don't know. I don't know if he's telling them. Yeah. So he's mailing them. So I'm not sure if they're hijacking them. I'm not sure. So that's mail fraud. Okay, that seems weird. So anyway, <laughs> so like, so he's writing these letters. Maybe he's giving them someone in the mailroom, gives it back to the people. They yeah. read it and they're like, huh. So the movie... So then all of a sudden, Helen Mirren shows up, and she's death. Okay, and then there's... I don't know, some new young African-American guy. He's there, and he is, what was he, Time? I don't remember. Um, I think he's Time. And then Love is Kira Knightley, okay, Oscar-nominated, um, and Helen yeah. Mirren's Oscar, Oscar. So I don't know, there, there's like seven or eight Oscar people do, in this. Do women Oscar nominations matter? <laughs> I don't know. but I don't think they do when <laughs> there's not enough roles to go around for a full run of right. nominations. When, Kate, when, like, when Helen Mirren gets like five... Yeah. Out of like six nominations, I understand. But see, here's the thing. So I like, I li- people know me. I like ma- like magic realism. I think the the the, yeah. the magic realism. So I'm like, okay, cool. It's kind of like maybe it's like a Christmas card. It's coming out on Christmas. Yeah, it's kind of you know, like it's kind of like that. It's like big. Yeah, like I'm I like think that's I like it that there's personifications good. of concepts. I'm like, all right, that's cool. And then they're answering him, and maybe that. So, yeah. So do you know? Do you do you have any idea what the twist of this movie is? No. Wait. So uh, that's the trailer. So I, I'm thinking about this. I'm like, oh, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's. I know it seems really cheesy, but maybe it'll be like Love Actually, which is kind of super cheesy, but you like it anyway. You know what I mean? Oh, like Love, Love Actually is phenomenal. I don't know. I, I think I, it's really cheesy. I, I think it's love bad. Love Love Actually. I, I watch it. Yeah. I, but I think I, it, I, I, I know I, it's bad. I just though. saw it for the first time a couple weeks ago. Not not for the first time. For the first time in a long time. Okay. A few weeks ago, I completely forgot that movie like i knew like you kind of know who's in it and that's yeah. it i complete and, and and i and the only other thing i remembered was like they had a somewhat of a curvy chubby girl mm-hmm. play monica Lewinsky. <laughs> okay 
That's the only thing. It's it's the only thing. It's the prime minister, right? Or yeah. no? Yeah, the prime minister. Yeah, he's the PM, a... and it's, it's Monica Lewinsky because she dresses like her throughout the entire movie. Right, right, right. Like the blue dress, she has the beret on, like everything. Yeah, she has the the hair, the but ponytail. But dude, I forgot. I forgot how cute that girl is. Like, the Monica Lewinsky person. Yeah, dude, I don't know what I don't know what actress. Dude, she is so freaking cute. I'm I watching, do remember that. I'm yeah. watching that movie, and I'm like. I was like, who was the prime minister? Was that Hugh Grant? Yeah, Hugh Grant, which okay. is also kind of funny and ironic because right. if he's maybe in the Bill Clinton position <laughs> and he got called with, with that hooker that time, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah. led to his divorce. That didn't do anything to his career, though. It's fascinating. That did, like, he, no, guys he, can just get away with anything. Yeah. And the Eddie Murphy stuff got blown over, too, right? Remember, didn't he pick up hookers all the time? Yeah. That's cool. That's fine. Not a big deal. R. Kelly. He still has a It's no big deal. Yeah. Not even that. It's, but see, what it is, here's the funny Miners, thing. Miners, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah anyway. But, but here's the funny thing. <laughs> Uh, if you make a movie and you do it, it's fine. If you play football and you do it, you are the devil. <laughs> You're the devil. Like, right. like you, the devil has walked into the room. Um, okay. Um, so we have to close. Okay, so real yeah. fast. The, the, the collateral beauty, this is the, this is the thing that yeah, actually happens. Yeah, tell me the okay? twist. Tell me the twist. All right, first off, so the, the, board, the people, the board members, to find out. So Edward Norton, uh, Kate Winslet, and... Um, uh, Pina, the guy from uh, Ant-Man. Anyway, so they realize this. So they actually hire, they go down to like a local acting troupe and they hire those actors. They hire people Wait, as actors. What? They hire what? actors. Those are actual actors in the movie. Oh. So they hire actors. Now this is where it gets even weirder. They, they mandarin. Right, but the they, hi- they hire yeah. actors to act as if those are, those are the characters. Okay. And they t- and so they go up to Will Smith and you know Helen Mirren as an as an actor in the movie. I know this is getting meta meta, but she says she's all this. She's lying to him, and they feel this is where the weird thing. This gets even weirder. So Ed Norton and Michael Pinnacle they film Will Smith's character talking to these people, right? Then they digitally they go in and they digitally era- their plan is to digitally erase these people, so it looks like Will Smith is walking around town talking to no one, to show to the other board members. To have him thrown out of his own company. Wow. I'm not making this up. This is the weirdest, like, turn. And I'm like, so there's no magical realism. There are actually people trying to mess up with someone who is grieving of his daughter. It just seems all weird and cruel. It's not collateral yeah. beauty at all. It seems like collateral damage, like really terrible people because they want to keep a, a company together. What? Like, just go put him on suspension, send him to an island. What, yeah, what, what are you talking you, about? But this is a little bit, uh, we'll touch on this. And we talked about this in our kind of like green room pre pre screener mm-hmm. conversation. Do you think that's another case of Hollywood taking you to school? Do you think it's another thing like we have to show you how evil companies are and that corporations right. are the devil? Like you know, like well, yeah. I mean, I mean, you have a couple movies do that this year. So like, so say like Sully, right? So Sully comes out, but it wasn't heavy handed that and, like. But they all fail though. Every single one of these movies that I takes, think that scene fails because it's like the scene in Sully where they have like the, the where the where the bad uh, FAA, you know, he yeah. didn't do the right thing, and uh, if he didn't do that, and you're kind of like, uh, you know, so like, but you're right. Yeah. I felt very taken to school at that point. Um, Loving did that a little bit. I saw Loving, which was. A true uh, case of yeah. How was it's very good. Super yeah. quiet and slow. Okay. Like so, it's so slow. I don't know. It could be a little bit. You know, they could have a couple. I would like an Oscar scene. I don't know. I feel weird. I feel like the same thing. I saw Manchester by the Sea, and there's only one, maybe 15 second clip that is Oscar-y. Yeah. And, ah. if, and if I had a couple other parts of the movie that were a little bit 
louder, yeah. I would have liked that more. So, leapfrogging real quick uh, before we jump on to our topic, topic, our actual, our actual topic. <laughs> uh, La La Land. Mm-hmm. Do you think what's what's standing in that movie's way for? To I think like people will not. I'm not going to spoil the ending. I think people will not like the ending. You think they're going to reject? Okay. Yeah. I, I, Without saying anything, like I think okay. people will just be like, you know, like, I think the ending is somewhat polarizing. Someone talked to me today and said, you know, I just, I, I know, and it was just, you, you, did you, not like the ending. Okay, everyone, and, I, and it's everyone, having trouble, especially women. Every single girl I know mm-hmm. that's seen it loves it. Mm-hmm. Okay, it seems to kind of have captured people. Now, do you think the ending is any, like, I would say polarizing as, like, Birdman? Um, no. Where, where Birdman's ending is, is really, you're almost like, like, like now I have to think. Like, before it's like, go, 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 go. And now you kind of reach a point in Birdman, and then you're just like, like, yeah. I got to think now. Well, I kind of think that the whole I think the magic of La La Land to a certain level is that they they stage certain things. I think the characters are somewhat important. Then all of a sudden they're not important and the, and the staging is more important. Um, and I think that the, the, the movement and the dancing and the lights and the mood. I mean, to me, I heard it on uh, it was another podcast. I love being on a podcast, quoting on the podcast, but yeah. film, I won't I don't, I don't want to see the quote. Oh, but no, yeah, someone on film spotting said it was like it was like a mood ring. So the lighting moved yeah. and, and they would just like isolate. And I was like, so I liked it because I love color. Like, if anyone knows yeah. what I do in my art and stuff like that, I love color like ridiculous. So color-color combinations, I understand what they mean. And they just do such yeah. a good job with that. And I, and I feel that, like, that that's so good. And, and I just wish – but then I think when they have some of the scenes and they sound they, – they want to pay homage, I think, to old Hollywood movies like this. So they have – dropped in music so they've dropped in lyrics you know and they're lip-syncing to and you know that yeah. but to me the best scene in the movie is when they're kind of screwing around on the piano and they're singing live even if it's bad yeah. like almost like the layman's rob movie a couple years ago was a failure but everyone's singing live there's something to that i think there's something there's, there it's is, more it's yeah. a bit more electric and i think it was staged that way it was it was purposely done you know the person I saw it was like well it was purposely done like that because that's supposed to be yeah. like a busby Ber- berkeley send up or it's supposed to be this type of send up or that movie or gene kelly send yeah. up and i'm I, like okay i i really think that movie is going to get the academy award absolutely because I think it's, it's yeah. another crappier for movies it's the artist Dude, <laughs> it's the artist yeah. again it's, i don't know how many times we're going to watch that in a couple of years it, i mean it could be what i think is interesting who's academy award winning movies you don't like shakespeare in love one yeah i'm just well that was the marketing genius right. of of the wine <laughs> to beat out Saving Private Ryan. Right. Okay. And, but the thing is, though, I like most Oscar-winning movies are not watchable more than a few times. Mm-hmm. They're tough to watch. Like Deer Hunter is a tough movie to watch. Right. Gandhi one-timer. is a tough movie to watch. Schindler's List, I've seen once. I am okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I had to watch it twice. Saw it once to watch it in film yeah. school. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's let's get in. Uh, I was going to. I had this whole Michael Bay discussion. Yeah. Oh, to be fair, just real quick. Yeah. So like, I did like a rough top ten. La La Land's still my number one because okay. they. I feel that um, not about the characters. There's a couple speeches in it that I think the writing is ridiculous. There's a speech about jazz that everyone will know when they see it. It's fantastic. It's the best explanation of jazz yeah. from visual medium. Plus, it's not about the concept of like going after your dreams is what the movie's about to a certain level. 
and the way that's explained a few different times in the movie. And it's nice. about there's a there's a part where there's a part of the end of the song when she's an audition, she's singing about the dreamers, the painters, like, you know, that that they have a struggle and they have trouble. And I think yeah. that's what the movie's about. And I don't think I think that ten percent of the people will get it. And that's what I think the movie works. Because people are gonna get it on all different levels. My mom will love it because people are dancing. Yeah. You know, like my grandma will love it because the colors are pretty. Like it's everyone's gonna love yeah, it for it's, different it's reasons. It's just it's it's right place, right time, with the right elements. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of, and yeah, and there's all the performances are fantastic. Like everyone's fantastic. So, yeah. um, well, we'll talk more about your top ten. Uh, uh, yeah, I could probably give you my top five. Of, you know. Okay. Let's go. Yeah, we'll talk more. But so I did have this Michael little bit of a Michael Bay discussion. Or like a na- quick analysis linked to War Dogs because I just and real quick, uh, okay. I just saw War Dogs yesterday. Mm-hmm. As soon as that movie finished, I said this is Pain and Gain, starring the great Mark Wahlberg mm-hmm. and The Rock. Okay, <laughs> I said this is that same exact movie, and Pain and Gain is a hundred times better, a hundred okay. times just funnier. The, I think the movie did well. The, to the, be fair, yeah, the the points are more clear mm-hmm. in pain and gain war dogs just seemed like like um like watered down there was just well, like all these elements that didn't yeah. really work but so i started looking into michael bay and i'm like why so i looked it up looked up both movies on ryan tomatoes okay pain and gain 49 percent critics 47 percent audience war dogs 60 percent critics 71 percent audience and then at that point, I'm just like, no, like there, there is a bias. <laughs> There's a hundred percent bias of these, like cinephiles, like mm-hmm. cinephines that right. that are on their high horse preaching about movies, and they're preaching down to people. And so I just looked up the top grossing directors in Hollywood history, domestic. Do you know where Michael Bay ranks on that list? Like, no oh, director, uh, two. He he is number two. Yeah, Cameron he, than him. Well, no, number one is Spielberg. Oh, okay. Like, well, it, it, here's the thing: Cameron is most bang for the buck because he's okay. made only nine movies, and his movies are just under two billion dollars. All right, and Spielberg's made thirty. Well, yeah, Spielberg has made thirty movies, and he's yeah. at four point three billion. Now, really 30? I get that right? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, the, 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 uh, the last, 15, at least 17 movies of Spielberg, no one remembers. <laughs> the BFG. The War oh, House. Okay. The War Horse. We, oh, yeah. We, I saw we, the let's go see The War Horse. Okay. I, I cried um, during War Horse yeah, a lot. But Michael Bay is number two with 12 movies, $2.2 billion. He's just inching out Peter Jackson also with 12 movies for $2.1 mm. $2. billion. Like, isn't that amazing? This guy that people... So, if, if, if you just can... The sheer fact that people vote by their dollar. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't trick people to see a movie more than once or to buy the DVD, especially DVD sales, right? If I right. think if a movie does well on DVD, like, you're not tricking people. There's no, like, very little campaigns are done for DVDs to begin with, mm-hmm. okay? And, yeah, so, number four, Zemeckis, 19 movies. Uh, mm-hmm. Roughly two billion. James Cameron, one point nine billion, uh, and and worldwide, Michael Bay is number four, at five point seven billion dollars. He's two domestic, four worldwide. So I don't, like, it's it's just beyond me because 
I, I can sit down and watch Armageddon or like The Rock. And believe it or not, I think the Transformers has a cohesive universe. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though like the, the backstory goes backwards, like every movie goes further back. What in in, right, in the backstory? Right. They're going to okay. go Ryan Pax now. They're going to go back like even further in the new one. Yes, and I'm okay. like, oh, all right, you know. So, but at, at the same time, it's logical. It does make sense, and it's also a movie starring giant freaking robots that transform into cars. And 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 how you know, like how every much movie, sense does it really have to be? I think since the first one, there's a scene where the human gets thrown up. And then the the Transformers do some weird long backflip, and it gets better in every movie. It does, yes. And every movie, I'm just like, oh no, like like, yeah. like he's not going to get caught by a Transformer. Yeah, or yeah. But the, I love it. The like, the one most the most recent one was the most fantastic. Like that was like you can't yeah you can't deny that. So I can't wait for the new one where Mark Wahlberg is going to fall. Mark Wahlberg and any woman who's going to be cast, yeah, uh, British or otherwise, is just going to be thrown, and then they have to get caught. And there has to be a triple flip from Bloodsworth <laughs> Prime. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh no. I just, you know, I, I just, I really. <laughs> and I don't think they're very good movies. I just, I can't help myself. Well, I don't. They go back to the, their popcorn movies. Yeah, I mean, That's it goes, what's good. Yeah, it okay? goes back like, to like, fine. how how are we gauging a good movie? Because like at the end of the day, it really is. Let's be pretentious and <laughs> say Crash is a Academy Award winning movie, and sit right, people but, down you know what? and and. Whatever. Now you, you like seen it once or twice. Oh, you know what? That's like such a take in the school. That's what you said earlier. The take in the school. Crash is such a take in the school. It movie. is a take in. Yeah, Crash is yeah. like. We're gonna make you. We're gonna make you racist. Feels. Yeah. We're gonna make you be. You're gonna hate everyone. You're gonna feel bad about yeah. you. You said that one thing one you're time. You're gonna like, be freaked out by a <laughs> cop trying to pull you out of a car. You're about to die, but you're afraid for that cop yep, to touch the, you. The person you just picked up in a hitchhiker is gonna kill you, and now you're a jerk. And you killed yeah. him. Yeah. Like every every scene you're like, Am I that person? Who am I? Am I the person who got killed? Did I kill that person? Yeah. But in that movie, but I feel that, that was a that was a movie in the theater that I was like, Oh no, this is good. Like I don't know. I yeah. feel like that fooled everyone that year. What, what um what should have I feel like I don't was remember a crouching what, it was tiger hidden it. dragon? I think so, and that's such a more watchable film, like and such a more like re- it's relevant so film. Visceral. And it's, just beautiful, and it had like seven or eight set pieces that are one equally better than the yeah. last. I mean, it's just, it's insane. All of Angley's early work. You know, his new movie came out and just went away. Supposedly it's terrible. What? Oh. It had a horrible title, too. What it was, was his uh, NC-17 rate, rated movie that uh, had full penetration? XYZ? I don't even know if I, XY? I don't even know if I, if I Man, thought what, about it. I guess Hulk killed that he guy. Did life, Hulk, no, he did Life of Pi, and that was great. Yeah, Life of Pi was great. Yeah. And that was a good, you know, when even to talk about Doctor well, Strange for one second. Doctor yeah. Strange was the best film I've seen probably since Avatar in 3D. Because yes. when when the sequences fell down, it, I didn't see it in 3D, but and it looked like it was when the buildings fell down, and then it went when he went to a, um, I went with my friend Walt, and um, when it went to like fire escapes, yeah, and it kept falling down the fire escapes. Yes. There's a the part where he fell, and I was like, I I know I was, I know I gasped like, oh, like in the theater, I'm like, yeah. oh, like I made noises, and I was like, holy crap, like I feel dizzy, I I yeah. think I'm falling, and I think that was that scene, um, so I kind of feel that that's that's what it needs to go to, you know what I mean? Yeah, so. I I just I feel like I thought Doctor Strange was going to be the biggest 3D movie ever, mm. because the material 
is that one sequence just is pretty lent good. itself to three. There's like three super. There's three or four super good sequences, and I just I don't know if we're gonna. It's gonna recapture like Avatar never recaptured anywhere else. Yeah, it's and for the record, Avatar was was that our first movie, our first. Were one they, of the first ones. <laughs> I think so. Where you, you put your hand on my that was, leg that was and around. I did the uh, popcorn trick. That's right. With it, always a classic. <laughs> the po- the, it's the, the classic. The, the Mickey Vork fool diner. Me, fool me five times. Yeah. <laughs> so the topic today, we were texting. And this, and this uh, so people know, people know. Uh, we're, we're at almost 12 o'clock here, 12 o'clock midnight. It's not, is it snowing? Uh, I think that it's no, it was snowing a we're little in a bit. Whiteout. Yeah. Huge whiteout. Possible few inches You're coming in. Yeah. Uh, Sacrifice you, it all for this. You, you worked. You worked until night. Yeah. I worked all day. I'm still actually in my work clothes. Yeah, me too. And my plaids. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you know, like there's there's a lot of prep that I have to do for the podcast. There's just things I have to get in order. Um, but you and I were just said, look, we'll, we'll, let's start recording at 10 o'clock ish. Like you'll get here around nine 30 and let, let's just do this. So you and I, like, we kind of have full lives. Uh, we juggle a lot and, but the, what we're doing is a part of what we absorb and love. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you might be the only other person other than myself that I know that loves this, this media. Mm-hmm. The people that contribute to it and just kind of connecting with people that, yeah, you, know, you maybe like never meet, but you kind of respect their opinions and and you kind of grow from that. I think there's like a dopamine drip that happens to podcasting. Mm-hmm. And but anyway, so like we're still going. We were texting back and forth all week. And you said that you kind of was like, hey, let me bring you up to speed on comic books. Because but, yeah, I think every time we go out, it's the same thing. We go to the same bar, and I'll start saying something like, "Hey, are you reading blank?" And you go, "No," and I'll go, "Oh my god, this is going on." And then you're like, "Well, what's happening in this?" And I kind of know whether I know it or not. I kind of know what's going on in that. And then there's other things that you have, that you know what's going on. So yeah. we have this weird thing. So we're gonna try to replicate that. And yeah. you go, "I don't understand this thing," and I say, "Well, I know all about that dumb thing." So, you know what I mean? So yeah. So tell me about the article that triggered. The, this topic thread. So there was an article a couple of days ago that um, you know Marvel's had market share for the past year or so, and um, a lot of people. So it's on bleedingcool.com, uh, and and a lot of a lot of the retailers put in the reorders, and then they they report that to Bleeding Cool and say, hey, these are my top ten, and pretty much between eight to nine out of the ten were all DC. So DC has a has a, a, ser- a series uh, where they just changed everything again. For like the second time in uh, two years, essentially. Second time in two years. Yeah. How many times overall has DC? Or no, wait, that's a fifty-two. Well, it's rearranged or like completely uh, rebooted. Let's see, their Crisis, universe. Crisis Zero Hour, yeah, Infinite Identity, Crisis, Identity Crisis. Well, that just kind of reset elements, but okay. for the most part, it yeah. was. So uh, it made it very Marvel. Identity Crisis is funny. It, like, uh, yeah, I it was very Marvel that. because there was a murder and it was a lot of humans like like behavior. Yeah, and and the thing between DC and Marvel, just to kind of give everyone kind of a concept, what we believe, I think, uh, not speaking for you, but what we think. So with Marvel, it's all character and flaw, and with DC, it's all gods and archetype. I think yeah. that's probably the way, the best way to describe it. Really broad, broad, broad scope. 
Um, meaning that you think of like the archetype Superman, you don't be like, well, super, you know, and when you think about Marvel characters like Spider-Man, oh, he's a geeky teenager, Hulk's out of control, you know, like it, it's all emotion and it's all range of Stan Lee's crazy emotions. Yeah. That's what the Marvel Universe was, is it was all inadequacies. Yeah, so essentially DC is always in the position of re-jump-starting their status quo, be, be, mostly because they don't have an easy foundation like Marvel did where mm-hmm. Marvel kind of did have a point zero in the sixties mm-hmm. and they, they, their idea was we'll just put things in like New York city, modern day, and we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. And they didn't know what they were doing at the time. They were just, and, well, they all started at the same time. Comics. There was like yeah. one guy, maybe two guys. Some of those are ghost written yeah. by like Stanley's brother. Like, you know what I mean? But it's pretty much one to two guys architect are like just architecting everything. Yeah. Whereas DC started in 38 Superman, they were like, we need an opposite Superman. I don't know, uh, Batman, you know, and then... Yeah, they're, they're playing off of each other. Right. Uh, you have Challengers of the Unknown with DC, mm-hmm. then you have Fantastic Four with right. Marvel. Okay, and the, that that ping pong match goes back and forth. And Justice League started, and then it was either one of the two, and then they're like, we need to do the same thing, Avengers. Like, it was kind of the same, yeah. you know, back and, and forth forever. And a part of DC's problem is that they were kind of like uh, like how Mercury gathers, mm-hmm. okay, where they were a little bit like Mercury, and they gathered other companies and, and were absorbing things, and then always had trouble absorbing that into, like, in continuity. Right, because like they the got thread. the Charlton characters, so they got the question, yeah. uh, Captain Adam. Right. So there was always this, like, from the early days, like multiple Earths, different mm-hmm. scenarios, realities, They both Captain Marvel, which was a soup, which was, was and, that and, and before, that's just, it was like, it was a Superman ripoff to an extent. Exactly. And they throw him in and then it's like, we need two of these guys? Like, you know, yeah. so there's, it's a lot which, of strange. Which is still a thing now because now you're almost like, <laughs> like, is there, any, is there any interaction of those two characters that is even valuable outside of Kingdom mm-hmm. Come? No, I was going. No. I was going to say Kingdom right. Come. You're right. Yeah. Zero. Without that, that's zero. And that's yeah. That's Mark Wade's brilliance. That's basically. it. So Mark Wade and Alex Ross. Yeah, Mark and Mark Wade is writing wise. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest contributor modern day. Yeah, I would say. I mean, I mean he's on. There's let's nothing, say there's nothing that's not great that he's he's on two two of the Marvel books that I want that I have here to talk about. Like he like yeah. right now we're talking twenty years, twenty five years. Past Kingdom yeah. Come was twenty. What was Kingdom Come ninety six? Maybe nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So right there. So I mean, we're talking twenty years later. He's writing extremely relevant books right now for yeah. Marvel, and he can't work for DC because he's a little bit. He's loud. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's very he's loud. So this article, real quick too, was just about like, hey, like here's a heads up. DC has retaken market share over mm-hmm. Marvel, and. Like was was the art? Did the article give any analysis? Was there any just tec- a, like technical analysis? Well, I, I, most of it. The most of it that, that if they talked about Marvel, they just feel like well, everything post you know, Civil War two is does all the identity is the characters just like it, it's not a cohesive post post Secret Wars. Yeah, they tried Marvel now again. I don't know what it's called now. Well, yeah, Marvel now now. Marvel so, now now. Yeah, now. so Marvel essentially. I talked about this with Norm uh, a couple episodes ago. So Marvel put themselves on the path of, uh, like, doing events. 
Mm. I guess, like, would you agree with me that it kind of started with House yeah. of M? Right. Yep. So House of M, the beginning of the status quo events. Even House of M, to me, was so destructive that it would be a wonderful standalone story. Mm. Like, you know, like, just off to the side, it became continuity, became status quo. The X-Men have never recovered from House of M. Mm-hmm. And they took away Marvel's best concept mm-hmm. with House of M, which was the X-Men. Like, right. it was easily their best best thing they had going for them. And then, so what? what's the follow-up? It was House of M, Secret Invasion. You know, the, Siege, then they all got Mueller. Heroic Age. Yeah. What am I missing after Heroic Age? I don't know. That's a, that's where it all just kind of gets blurry. It gets blurry. Then they did the one where Nick Fury's on the moon, Original Sin. Oh, Original Sin's so yeah. bad. Yeah. There's one kind of... the Watcher's Eye. There's one concept that came out that was pretty good. That, what was it? That's the Thor, You're Not Worthy. Yes. And then... Yes. But they need to stop that now. Like, yeah. we're, we're fine oh, now. And, and what was <laughs> the one where everyone got Thor weapons and became Tron versions of superheroes? Oh, what the heck was that? That was... Uh, Siege? I don't no, know. No, that wasn't Siege. It was whatever Fraction did. Fraction did it. Okay. I forget. I like that. I actually kind of like yeah. that. Well, I think I, I think that was like an awesome fantasy of yeah. just having Thor versions of all like the Marvel villains right. and like all the, the Marvel heroes. Yeah. I think Juggernaut got, or Colossus got Juggernaut's helmet too during that, or after right. that. Right, right. Yeah. Like, that was awesome. That was like fantasy stuff. And then, so at that point, Marvel spirals, right? They spiral because of Hickman. Because Hickman does this reality well, Hickman breaking. Hickman Secret Wars. Yeah, but Hickman essentially unraveled and did explain something, which mm-hmm. is like if you're constantly traveling through time, something's going to snap. Mm-hmm. Something snapped, and then they merged all their Earths and dimensions into a single Earth, mm-hmm. and now we have alternate versions of characters running around the Marvel Universe, and the versions of these characters that we rather have are either dead, missing in action, just forgotten about. Mm-hmm. But Marvel's doing a really big experiment. Well, they're doing they're they're doing crisis. It's so funny that they, that they come out with these concepts. They're like, we're so original. Like, and they just get into like their concepts. I'm like, no, the, the, it's already been done. And that's the thing is, I think that you know things have been done. If it if it makes sense, it makes sense. Yeah. Um. The the biggest the worst thing I think when they did Secret Wars is that they they killed the Ultimate Line, which probably needed to get done. But then they kept they cherry picked stuff. They're like, we want to keep this thing and pull that over. We're yeah. gonna pull over. The Ultimates. The Ultimates doesn't make any sense when it's in this universe. It doesn't make any sense. It's a, uh, and they're not even the Ultimates. It's just like it's it's. There's no Ultimate person in there that was in the Ultimates. Yeah, from the it's old just universe. it's just a great. It's Captain party. Marvel and Alpha Flight. Yeah. So so I don't know. So I I did some research, and we're gonna get into your stuff. But in 2005, the comic mm-hmm. book industry collectively made 579 million dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that was roughly a seven percent jump. From the year before. That was what, what year was that? Uh, 2015. I might have said 2015. Oh, okay. Yeah, 2015. Okay. Um, Talking about Secret Wars, because uh, Secret Wars to me was like an idea that captured people for whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, it always seemed silly on the surface, but, but it was kind of pushed as this status quo defining series the name resonated. The name had mm-hmm. legacy. Oh, yeah. Like 
technically it's the fourth Secret War, right? You had Secret Wars one and two. One through the Secret the, War. The seek the, the Ben the Secret War which didn't do anything. It yeah, wasn't really that but secret. but what a great <laughs> idea though. Like the Ben the Secret War, great idea, great idea. Um, and then we have the Hickman Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which essentially is the end of his Fantastic Four on his conclusion of Doom. Yeah. It masked as a giant event, which it still works. I do think Hickman's a, like an architect. I think sometimes his stuff doesn't... I think his ideas are better than what actually comes out. And I think Bendis yeah. is a part, part yeah. of that, too. Real, real quick in that. Uh, does Doctor Doom... What happens? Like, does he die? Like, what? what is his Doctor fate? Doom is completely intact. He survives, and he has a perfect face now. Which doesn't to me doesn't make exact sense. And but, uh, do but you know wait. who Doctor Tomb is in the in the Marvel universe right now? No, he's Iron Man right now. Oh yeah, okay. Which I, I uh, think I, well that's kind of because they they're kind of star crossed lo- lovers with the time travel Excalibur. Yeah, I do like line. that. I do I do think that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I just I want but, my Tony Stark. I yeah, but here but here's the thing though, um, Doctor Doom with a perfect face, like. Can, can you because you're better with this than me mm-hmm. John Byrne getting back to him mm-hmm. reveals Dr. Doom's face after years and years and years of knowing nothing about what he really looked like mm-hmm. it, it gets revealed I think he had like one little scar he had like one that. scar <laughs> and people are, okay and then it's like why do you cover your face and he's a perfectionist Right, and he 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 covers his one tiny scar on his face. To me, that is the ultimate definition of Doctor Doom. Mm. That is that is the only way to to make a riff on that character, to have a position on that character. Uh, that's why I loved in the 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 Fantastic Four movie that everyone hates, the uh, <laughs> Jessica Alba one. Which is you know like watch that movie just for her and probably. Chris Evans six pack, but whatever. <laughs> is that their Doctor Doom was like, like he was handsome. He was like a sexy dude, and I, I a nip talk guy. He was yeah, and I always felt like they were on point with that for that reason. But so, and then Doctor Doom went back to being scarred. I think they, uh, I think in the Wade run, possibly the Wade Ringo run, they, they burn him or something. Yeah, yeah, I think there's something up there where. So he was he was back, back to scarred. Yeah, and then, then crazier. He be, then he becomes a god, with Secret Wars. Right. Again, right? Because Doctor Doom tricks the Silver Surfer. Uh, yeah. Has he? Ever, did Doctor Doom ever have the Cosmic Cube? Um, did he? Did I don't remember. Okay. Yeah. He, he goes back and forth with Tallowing becoming a god. Actually, has a run of being being a god in Secret Wars, and then now now you bring me up to speed with Doctor Doom. Yeah, so I mean, the, I, to go back to the the original article was basically saying like what what's the disconnect and 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 what I started to look through today when I was kind of thinking about it, I was on my lunch break and I wrote down um, none of the characters that you think are the characters are the characters. So when I say, well, who's Doctor Doom right now? He's Doctor Doom, right? And you're like, yeah, and I'm like, no, he's not. He's Iron Man. Yeah, and that's and, and that's where. That's where I think the disconnect is, and, and we talked in our pre-show, in our green room, it's yeah. right over there. Yeah, the, um, <laughs> right there. <laughs> right is there our is our green room. room. Um, that uh, you think that Marvel is story building, like world building, to see what uh, the audience would accept. Yes, in a way, I do believe that. Yeah. Okay, I think I think this is 
one of my early mentors, uh, first Sal, I kind of had maybe a second Sal mentor, maybe. Mm-hmm. But this older gentleman, Sal, uh, he used to tell me, throw shit to a wall and see what sticks. Mm. And that was like his idea for everything. And in effect, as much as we want to imagine that these things were calculated and and people are smart, like, you know, like as soon as you realize that the world was built by people, no, by no one smarter than you, as soon as you realize that, that there's mm. nothing that exists out there made by <laughs> someone that is not smarter than you, your perspective kind of changes. Mm. These people, especially the people making comic books because comic books don't even make $600 million a year, which is peanuts. Right. Okay. These guys, don't, they all know what they're doing. They're throwing shit to a wall. Marvel wants to gender bend their characters. They want to see what characters can have a flip, can change race, can change sexuality, everything. Is Marvel being too progressive for their own good? I think, in my opinion, I think Marvel thinks that they're, like you said, I, I, if they make $600 million, yes, that's a lot of money, okay? But in comparison to what the movies make, a movie, one, yeah. like, yeah. Doctor Strange is probably not, he's not making, it's not making a billion, right? But it's making, what does Deadpool make? Is it's, it making a billion? I think Deadpool was under a billion. It was so, close, though. Yeah. But it doesn't, like, these movies are, it, if they're not billion, they're Really close. I, close. I know we and know now there's like four or five a year. I mean, the, the yeah. Marvel's putting out like about three a year, up to four a year. So we're talking, you know, and 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 the thing is, is that they're not, they don't need to pull from them. They could pull the gist. The Civil War movie that came out has a just a just one one concept, just the Superhero Registration Act, just that. That's the yeah. only concept that carries. Yes, that's about it. Well, that but also also though. Do you, I, I feel like it was the only one worth carrying? That's probably right. Because there was, yeah. there was nothing else in Civil War that well that you could have taken away. Yeah, there's too many characters. Like, there's too many characters juggling, and, and the motivations are not there. And, and all the characters aren't there, too, because of the Fox thing and who's, who has what and Marvel and Spider-Man over there. And, you know, and, and to, to me, that movie wasn't really anything because they had to introduce they had to do a lot of stuff but ant-man is there a seminal ant-man run no the concept's no. good is that guardians of the galaxy movie dependent upon the comic books no because that those that all those people weren't really together in the books that it was good from so yeah. i don't know like yondu wasn't there like things weren't exactly there but there's enough creativity there's enough concept in that they can make the movie so i kind of feel that marvel's being overzealous like well, we're just going to do all the the 15-year the work, because we know that Chris Evans is going to quit and Robert Downey Jr. is going to quit. Right. So will they accept, uh, you know, a 15-year-old black woman as Iron Man? Is anyone going to accept that? We'll do the work for you. And I'm like, they're probably not going to yeah. be looking. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure well, if they're going to be but, looking at Marvel for concept. But the thing is, though, I think as they took one run of Guardians of the Galaxy, which mm-hmm. was like, you know... Uh, it's like twenty five issues. They took they took Dane, bits and pieces. Dane, I forget their names. Anning and Abbott. Uh, Dan Danny. Abbott and Andy Lanning. Yeah. Which side note had a awesome Legion of Superheroes run. The best run. Yeah. Well, next to Wade. 
Wait, I like it that we keep going back to the same guys, <laughs> but it shows you how, right. how few people... How relevant. Um, yeah, and there's only a few... Yeah, you know what? Wade might be the best writer. Like, think about that, because he's done... I think he's the best. Legion of Superheroes is, is very complex. Okay, there's tons of characters. It's such um, a tough idea. Dude, they couldn't, even, <laughs> they couldn't even pull off a cartoon of it. And they should have. That, and, that and, was a pretty good and cartoon. it lends itself so well to a kid's right. cartoon you know, bouncing where, boy where and anything could lad. happen. Like, anything happens in a kid's cartoon. Yeah. But the kids... was mm. what, what did that run? One, two seasons? Maybe not even. It might only went one. Jeez. Which is tragic. Like, 14. I don't, I don't even think it was, like... I think it was 14. DC it wasn't even... has the worst ideas. They, they really have the worst... <laughs> But they have what the worst mean? ideas. Let's elaborate on that. If, if there is Marvel is Marvel's at least linear to where like things are relevant and easily relatable. Mm. DC is just stupid sometimes. It's even stupid that 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 the Dark Knight is in the mix with Superman and Wonder Woman. Like you, like you have to accept that because you're told it's cool and it's the possible. Trinity. You mean like Trinity concept? You're like, yeah, oh, okay. It's just like no, but but what's Marvel's Trinity? But don't you think? Don't you think Marvel? Don't you think DC? I, the thing that I, I read something a while ago that basically was like, well, Batman. The only reason Batman's probably he's he's a Marvel character. Like he's a tragic, messed up character. Yeah, because yeah, a, Mar- a Marvel I, I, character. That's a hundred percent true. Yeah. That's a hundred percent true. And um, and it all comes. I mean, to, when when you know, say what you will about Stanley. I'm like the one Stanley defender. I I know. Oh jeez. I'm the guy. But listen. You are the guy. I'm the one guy. But here's the thing: is I do I think he's done a lot. I just feel like I feel like he, he worked in the machine. I he, think he worked the machine perfectly. He, he worked in the machine, but then again, he's he also became like, the machine. He marketed everything. There would not be the universe if it wasn't for that personality. Of sorts but, to get things okay, going. Okay, but he was also one of two companies that, for the the large majority of the U.S. population, had so limited means of entertainment <laughs> that comics was relevant. Right. It was yeah. easy. Like yeah. it, it. Like it's just it's somewhat of a Michael Jordan argument, and I'm not mm. saying Michael Jordan wasn't fantastic and great and the best ever. I'm not saying that, right. but the talent pool was so high during the Mike, Michael Jordan era, someone else would have inherited that role. It would have happened. Mm-hmm. There was so much happening that comic books was a great business at the time. It was a fantastic business, mm-hmm. okay? And he did things. I get it. But at the same time, show me one thing he's done outside of his run in the bullpen of literal geniuses. Geniuses working around him. Mm-hmm. Show me something he did outside that bullpen in the early sixties. That, well, that's all he did. He that, focused on that it. That was, his, that was his concept. But everything he did outside of that is a complete disaster. Right, because he needs a collaborator. Co- I think he's no. A, he's, he collab when he did the DC Imagine series. <laughs> yeah, like what are we doing? Dude, he did DC Imagine, mm-hmm. which was a play on a Stanley DC multiverse. Mm-hmm. Yep. No one cared they all sucked right yep they all were bad they all sucked because they weren't his creations they were he was trying to pull archetypes he was trying to write other archetypes but he put they put the best of the best of the best Jim Lee it doesn't matter none of those people are going to tell him him they're doing the wrong thing but dude he had the best collaborators he, he's too he old. Had that's the, it he ran no, out he ran no, out no he 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 was in a wave and I'm I'm not joking Anyone could have ridden that rave, that that I don't wave. Know. 
If you're working with Jack Kirby, I don't freaking care. I don't care who you are, Jack he Kirby. He had the right whimsy to write it. I did, feel like he's 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 right. He's the pen man. Listen, yeah. Like I I think you know then okay then go to like then tr- okay try to sit down right now and read ten issues of New Gods. You will fall asleep. You can't read ten issues of Kirby written New Gods. You can't do it. I'm not saying you'd it's, be asleep it's not tough, before but, but issue I will, three. I will say one thing though. Okay. They're boring. Okay. They look go- they look great. Kirby Kirby was never a writer. Right. That's okay. why you need someone. But as a talent, he drew the shit sure. out of things that still last today, and it's things that he did on his own. I don't know. It's too great. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to go back and he, really read. Like he did. and and I don't. I and don't even think. for the time, he boosted. He boosted sales whenever he touched. Well, he was like, drawn five like bucks. No, no name know. titles though. He boosted the sales. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Stanley did Ravage two thousand ninety nine. Yeah, but that's old Stanley, man. It doesn't count. That's, that's like Claremont later. It's Sovereign Seven Claremont. Yeah. You, you have like you know you have the Sovereign Seven Claremont. <laughs> so you have one of our friends. I know, dude. What, that's what so I mean geeky. Is, well, yeah, yeah, but that, what I'm saying is, was, like, was that drawn by Travis? Did Travis draw nope, that? That was uh, Dwayne Turner. Oh wow! Yeah, my brain is crazy that I know that. Dude, um, well, it's it's even crazier. I know who doing <laughs> <laughs> the McFarlane disciple later. McFarlane. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, but like, but no. What I mean, the the reference of that is is basically that you have Claremont. Like, if you you know, when I read Classic X Men, Classic X Men's coming out, you had the gorgeous Art Adams covers. You have these really, you know, pretty good looking st- stories inside, and then he would write Claremont would write like a. Five issue, five to ten page backup that would complement the, the beginning of the issue. Well, yeah, and then later on when the issues got thicker, you know the the, the Claremont uh, X Men was just good. You know what I mean? And then I think it got better when and Burn when Burn came on and Paul Smith came on and you had all these people that were that that yeah. what they were doing they were kind of I, working with him. The John Romita Jr. stuff. I I think it all. I think they're I working with it. him. Yeah, but yeah. the reason I, I I compare that to. Uh, to to Stan Lee is I think that Stan Lee was doing the same I think he was doing similar things I don't think I don't think anyone's giving him I think because he he took later on when things got too busy and he became more of a businessman yeah he may have went in and scripted but I, I refuse to believe that he wasn't but, in but, charge of a lot of these ideas and Spider Man so you're saying that Ditko came up with Spider Man completely on his own no I, it's not well, the case you well, know what I mean so well there's an argument that even Kirby was involved with that. Yeah, I with mean that, that's with that Kirby design. drew the first issue, he, or he drew Amazing Fantasy 15's cover. Yeah, and that's true. Character design, possibly by Jack Kirby. Yeah, but the thing is, though, we have a guy that w- is there. Mm-hmm. Okay, we never hear from Steve Ditko. He's not there. No. Why? Because he's you know, a crazy person. But I will, he, <laughs> I will say this though. Okay, I, I think it's ignorance on Stanley's part. To force like this, this, this thing with these cameos, especially in movies I don't think that he, I think they just, they that, just that that he well, it's a goof it's, now. well here, here, here it is. The people have accepted it because they were told that this was fine, that there was no louder <laughs> voice for him to be in a Captain America cameo where he has nothing to do with the creation of the character. Well, yeah, where he takes credit. If it wasn't for Lord Kaufman's appearance in Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. I would be equally pissed at him for Guardians, but but Lord, we know how influential Lord Kaufman was over James Gunn, the right. director of Guardians of the Galaxy. He gave his first job, yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it lends nothing but confusion to what the history of comic books are. 
and it's it's through strict malice because he's still alive and he still can't give a straight answer to who created these characters and what the revelations were. Like 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 we can go back and trace the origin of a lot of ideas that are well documented in competitive companies. I'm even talking Apple Computer. I'm talking Atari. I'm talking Microsoft. And there's a lot of these like deal point discussions that happen in the inertia of the company that we know for a fact because there's cooperation in story. Mm. There's none of that coming from this guy. And I'm telling you, like I really feel like it's malice. I think that he he is too great. He he's he's a little bit of that evil business guy that people wish, like people like Donald Trump were. Like you know, like he he is the the true danger because these guys are are alive, and they can't even they're like almost like kept in the shadows over fear, and it sucks. It really does because it it especially this generation coming up, they really think Stanley was everything when it came to the Marvel boot like bullpen. They mm. think he's everything, and he's he he really wasn't. Yeah, he, but uh, I don't know. I mean, it's. I don't know. I mean, I guess it, it is what it is. I, I understand what you're saying, but... Yeah, but, I, like, like to compare it, though, okay? Mm-hmm. You and I can sit down, okay? We're sitting down right now. Yeah. You and I can... <laughs> yeah. We're sitting... Okay. <laughs> that just got made up. That's what we're doing right now. Okay. And we can sitting discuss now. Walt Disney and mm-hmm. Ub Iwerks. Do you know who Ub Iwerks was? Mm-mm. Of the Disney studio? No. Okay. Ub Iwerks was the insanely talented Jack Kirby... Of the early Disney studio. Okay. Disney needed this guy. His company would fail without Ub. Him and Ub had, like, this, they had a falling out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, some of it was over Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Okay. The precursor. Disney lost the rights to Oswald. Had to create Mickey Mouse. Okay. But Oswald was, like, their initial, like, push. Okay. okay. But that was the, the original Mickey Mouse, yeah. essentially. Okay. Okay. Now, throughout the years, they had a falling out. Yeah. Yeah. Mark's Mark's going to the uh, bathroom. Oh, oh, Mike. Mark's getting more beers. Uh, yeah, I'll take another. Uh, and yeah, uh, just grab first available. First available. Yeah, and uh, you know, you might as well check check to see if it's if it's snowing. Too hard an album. Yeah. Opener? Uh, Opener is right there. It is the the skull. What's it look? Is it really? Okay. I think Oswald. I think you'll have to spend the night. <laughs> I think I think you're sleeping over. Okay. <laughs> We're cracking this. Uh, yeah. So Walt Disney and Ub had this really epic falling out. Okay. But along the path, Disney did correct his relationship with Ub. Disney um, honored him. They brought him back into the fold. They brought his legacy back to the Disney company. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, there's a documentary made by, I'm pretty sure it was Ub's daughter, that did, that that they had the cooperation from the Disney company. Okay. Um, the Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, as of right now, uh, was a part of a marketing push. Uh, merchandising marketing pushed by the Disney company for people dedicated to the Disney legacy. Like, you know, like people that collect the legacy driven mm-hmm. things through Disney. But they they corrected it. Okay? Vince McMahon, another example. Huge falling out with Bruno San Martino. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like, and Bruno San Martino was a part of the back that Vince McMahon was, he built that title off of. Mm-hmm. Okay? Huge falling out. It was corrected. It was honored. Bruno San Martino now is a part of the WWE entertainment legacy. Mm-hmm. You know, the, they gave him like a portion of a percent? Well, no. Or? Well, I, I, I think he is still paid as ambassador. But they, they, they make good sometimes if it's too late. They make good. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, another example of that would be their repairing of the relationship with the Ultimate Warrior. Who, mm-hmm. who <laughs> WWE put out a documentary called... The rise and fall, or something like that. The fall of the Ultimate Warrior, right. and they literally for an hour had people talking about how bad of a wrestler the Ultimate Warrior was, and how inexperienced and how he hurt people. And these these were paid interviews. Like people mm. are on the record that they were they they were able to talk about it full disclosure. They they were they were told like you gotta trash him if you want a job here. You gotta trash him, and that's what they did for this DVD. They still made good. Ultimate Warrior died <laughs> shortly after uh, this this big run they were planning with him. Mm-hmm. Like he, he was supposed to be this ambassador. Hulk Hogan was supposed to be like the second ambassador for the company. Now, how old is Stanley? Uh, he's eighty something. I, think he's I thought he was ninety. I thought he was close. Yeah, to 90. I don't know. Okay, <clears throat> fuck you. Like fuck you. Dude. <laughs> what that I don't know. Yeah, no, no, not you. I'm just him. Like, like you, like you're not making good on. Like you. Look, I know he says these sound bites, and people yeah. love playing. They're great sound bites. He knows that game. Mm-hmm. But you can't tell me. He's on every documentary, and he can say how he did this. And I, I think I think part of it comes to when you tell a story so many times, it becomes a new reality. So I do feel that that he's told these stories since 1982. Yeah. And and I do and I so I do get that so because then when you hear me like, well, I was just doing it on my porch, and I yeah. saw a spider, and now it's Spider Man. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like Second, I feel like. Second Hitler reference. <laughs> okay? Second Hitler reference. If you tell a lie more than that. If, if you tell a lie big enough, mm-hmm. the people will believe it. Okay. And that is a part of St. Lee's game. It's a it's it's some of a propaganda game. And I might be a little bit more uh, I love jaded towards it. But I rather love the guys see, I know that were okay. in the dirt. So Fast forward 100 years, he's Walt Disney. He's going to be a Walt Disney-esque character. He's a Walt Disney-esque character living. Well, he's he's a Walt Disney-esque guy in like, comics. Right. But I, yeah. I think overall, like, his legacy is, like, you know, I think I think that he's going to be remembered fondly like that. Like a Tom Hanks-esque person will play him in a movie of, of the early days eventually. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, at, at, Attack of the Show yeah. used to do... They used to have a guy that did Stanley impressions, and but it was like like the whole joke was Stanley doing stand up, and the whole point of his stand up was talking about how he used to trash Jack Kirby and like just steal oh, his really? artwork and steal oh, his I ideas. Look that, up. that sounds I, I, It's I keep forgetting to dial it up on YouTube, mm-hmm. but it is the funniest, most in my mind, the most accurate portrayal of that guy. And look, I'm not saying. He doesn't do good. I think there's like a portion of people out there that because he's like this old guy mm-hmm. from something that was like comic books that are kind of like in the dark corner and are weird. And it's hard to explain to people why comics are like so fantastic. I mm-hmm. just dropped a bottle cop there. Uh, like, you know, like it's good. But but at the same time, it's 
it would be the equivalent of like Hunter S. Thompson appearing in like a Mark Hemingway movie as a cameo, and he had Hunter S. Thompson had nothing to do with that like book, right? Had nothing to do with that novel. Hmm. Maybe it was the same publisher, but come on, it's to me it's that ridiculous. Yeah. And 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 because he's he's uh, just adulation, like it does take away from the other factor, which is, like he he would sometimes submit, like very little story, and these guys would draw twenty plus pages and create the story and it would go back to him, and a lot of times, like his words covered up the better artwork. I would yeah, say pound, I just think it was just like, the style like, of it. I think it was just like the style of it then. Pound, yeah, but yeah. pound for pound, the, the Marvel artwork was so much better than anyone, like collectively anyone out there. Mm-hmm. Maybe <clears throat> like like I guess stereotypical, you could say EC Comics, but you know whatever. Like mm-hmm. they were like, Ugh, like them themselves are in the shadow of the shadows of comics. Right. But but Marvel always Marvel always had. I mean, up until the the mid two thousands, mm-hmm. they had. Far superior artwork over DC than, than, period than any other company in any other time. Yeah, really. DC only really um, when Neil Adams uh, and you you were saying like make good Neil Adams when the Superman movie was about to come out he yeah. he forced DC to make good like when yeah. you were saying who made good are they going to bring up Neil Adams with Neil Adams but if it wasn't for Neil Adams DC would probably still look like yeah. but would, Carrie it would probably still look. Uh, who, um, Kurt Swan, Superman, yeah, but, the big chest Superman. There was not. <laughs> that was Superman. That was it forever. But look, but look, I'll, I'll say this: we got Bob Finger reference in Batman vs Superman. Okay, Bill Finger, Bill, Bill Finger, Finger. Bill Finger Bob Kane. Yeah, Bob Kane. If you read by Bob Kane's biography, Batman mm. to me, like fuck that dude. Like he, it, there's no mention of this, and right. now we know some of that is actually true. Mm-hmm. The type of bullpen that Bob Kane ran for his comics, for his like segment of of the DC Comics, after, like the kind of like the birth of DC Comics, right? Right. Like, so he, so what I mean by bullpen, if you know, if we have any, yeah, those, explain you know. that. Real so hard. bullpen essentially would be um, there might be five artists in the room or so, and and someone's going to handle different parts where someone might be good at background, someone might be good at this, someone might be good at that. Before it went off, you know, Bob Kane did was responsible. I think they always kind of say it was, he was the figure drawer to a certain level, yeah. and then Bill Finger would clean it up, and then someone else might be doing the backgrounds and the cars and so whatever they were good at. Yeah, and yeah. it was to get it out. We had to get it out. Right, like they were coming out. Yeah, it was, you know. it was about. I don't know if it was monthly. I think it was even might have been faster than that at that time. I think it was about making a living. Mm-hmm. Period. Okay. Now, enough with that crap. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. I was talking. <laughs> oh, that was a rough tangent. That was, was <laughs> that was a rough one. All right, but you know, I, the people have to know. And you know what? I might just call this episode. I hate Stan Lee. Oh, you can. I just and then, I, I and want, then go. I want his face. But I want like my guest starring like before that. Be like you know, I say like the opinions of you know. Peter's well, not well, Marcus no, you're going to be like the the thumbnail. We'll have you instead of Norm. All right. With special guest Mark. Okay. Like that's it's already kind of there. Okay? <laughs> okay. But I I literally want the title of this episode to be I hate right. Stanley and an update on Marvel. Comics. Here's an update on Marvel. <laughs> okay. Comics. So in in 2015, all right. Uh the the big 
comic book story for 2015 was Secret Wars. That we already read. Who who did the artwork for that? Uh, Isad Ribic. He's awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. He is awesome. Okay. Yeah. Um, issue one. Five hundred thousand, five twenty-seven thousand. Mm-hmm. Okay, half a million copies. Um, you you would know this more than me. Mm-hmm. Did that get released? Or there was gaps in its release or confusion. Uh, and- it was eight issues. We had a zero issue, which was not necessary. Um, it went eight issues, but it took probably about a year to come out. Yeah. Okay. It, all the Marvel books. Are plagued with latenesses. The Secret War, uh, Civil War Two, just ended, and it was about two and a half months late. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, issue eight, one hundred sixty-nine thousand. <laughs> Crazy, right? Okay. Now, during this time, during Secret Wars, and Secret Wars just captured the imagination. Mm-hmm. We'll just say, okay. Convergence comes out for DC Comics. Explain oh. that to me. Explained uh, convergence only sold. You know, it's the same two hundred thousand. Ex- it literally is the same exact story. It's 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 so strange. Yeah. Like because it it literally is convergence is all the world oh, smashing together. They were close. Yeah. They're, it's exact same. It's the exact same story. Yeah. Um. The the only thing that I think was interesting with, um, it seemed like they were they were so hell bent with with convergence to keep concepts really really close together. Yeah. Um. Whereas so things were just completely boring. Uh, whereas Marvel had a lot of good miniseries, a lot of them, like yeah. a ton of them. You know, Weird Weird World with like well, Pearl think, Raven was fantastic. Like, do you, you think know? a little bit of what Secret Wars tapped into was what people like, what the geeks love, and and and, and I say this with love, mm-hmm. but what the geeks love is a little bit of that Star Trek factor mm-hmm. of like different realities. I think we're gonna say Age of Apocalypse. I think it's Age of Apocalypse concept. Oh yeah. Well, that's a, that's right. Like, like yeah, like Secret yeah. Wars had like, a, but it also had kind of had like this these different dimensions, different like imagine this area. Like, what were some of the um the lanes? Um, well, they had Wars. Thor's. So right. they had oh yeah yeah the Thor's were like the Green Lanterns. Right, and there was just a bunch of Thor's awesome from all idea. over the place. Awesome idea. And then there was a murder Thor, and then the Thor's book was a C, was like a CSI's procedural. <laughs> With Thor. Wait, what? Yeah, there was a Thor that got killed. I forget. I think it was Ultimate Thor got killed. What? Uh, they can't kill Ultimate Thor. He's like the well, best Thor. Oh, well, he's gone. Uh, but then they had all the Thors having to figure that out for a couple issues. And it was drawn by Chris Sprouse. And Jason Aaron wrote it. And he wrote the shit out of it. And it was great. Chris Sprouse drew that? Yeah. It's great. Why would he draw that? He can. Doesn't matter. He's great. He's drawing uh, Black Panther now, and it's great. Like he's great. Okay, a, I'm okay with him on yeah. a new Black Panther. But no, it, it works. Thor CSI? worked completely worked um there was a like a conan-esque uh situation where it was uh kill raven and on weird world and yes that was that was, that was painted was gorgeous yeah. by michael del mundo written by jason yeah. aaron so it's it's a little all these miniseries were fantastic. Yeah. a lot of the miniseries were really really good the ghost riders was fantastic that was like a road race yeah and that was fantastic. so yeah so it plays with these concepts it blows them up kind of does dc flashpoint yeah, it was just it, like it was just it was looser idea. than that. Yeah. It was just so okay. every book was way different. So every, Secret Wars for the entire Marvel line captured the imagination, like to the point that if you drill down into the the monthly sales of like DC would have like seventeen of the top twenty five. I mean Marvel would have 
seventeen of the top that twenty-five time, yeah. books. It was just it was all Marvel. Mm-hmm. Okay, twenty sixteen rolls around. Overall, the comic book industry does five hundred thirty-five million dollars. So we're down a little bit from five eighty. Mm-hmm. Go five eighty roughly to five forty. Um, Marvel's big push now is Civil War two. Mm. Explain that to me. <laughs> um, so, to as we talked about how Marvel's movies are influencing the comic books, uh, the X Men property is Fox runs the X Men property. Okay, yes. so they won't do new X Men concepts or characters because if they do that, then Fox owns them for future exploitation. Right. Um, yeah. So just to kind of give a scenario, it would be that. You and I work on an X-Men book. Mm. And we kind of know this to be true, too. Um, I've listened to a couple of interviews with creators saying that they had a directive for Marvel not to create new IPs. Completely. Like, it was like an IP freeze. Oh, yeah. So Mm -hmm. you and I, we sit down. We cannot create any new X-Men, like, IP-driven scenarios and or characters if it entails characters. Say we have a character exactly like, or somehow would... Get the X factor, pun intended. That like that <laughs> it would be pun. Deadpool. Like say we made like some type of Deadpool S character. That maybe it's yeah. not. We created the new Deadpool. Whatever. However, that would factor. Right. Yeah. So Fox I, would own it and could make a billion dollar movie. So exactly. So it it it, it goes into Marvel the doesn't fun. make money on it. Yeah, it goes into the um like the wheelhouse mm-hmm. of what Fox would be able to pull from. Right. Now here's my only argument with that. Okay. I think there was more of a directive with Marvel, okay, which was, because it's not like Marvel didn't play and do good with some of the concepts that they had to work with. Mm -hmm. I think the big idea from all of their current X-Men books would be the formation, the redefinition of Mm X-Force. Like, the X-Force, I think, is the best X-Men that we have in the modern era. I know people love the Bendis time travel original X-Men talking to modern-day X-Men weirdness that never interested me because it's just so stupid. I just can't deal with it. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, the X-Men are not that to me, but X, X-Force was. So I called up on that. Okay? You're talking about the remainder when it was, like, Phantom X, Deadpool... Yes. Bad, like Dark Wolverine, it's, it's essentially. The best. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah. It's 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 really X Men. Bleak. It was it was yeah. Black Ops. X Force is Black Ops X Men, essentially to a certain level. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but they collect a lot of like strange characters, threw them together. Psylocke, yeah. uh, Archangel, and that's kind of Wolverine. the X Men, also by definition. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I think the Jim Lee era, what that did was was it did make. We talked about this a little bit earlier too. It was the best X-Men team teams mm-hmm. between X-Men and Uncanny X-Men. You had the, the best set of characters on those teams. You cannot top that. And they kind of, that's a little bit of a carrot they've been chasing. I, th- <laughs> I do think the, the modern X-Force like matched it. I think having Wolverine, like Psylocke, uh, even like you know, like they played with the Archangel. They mm-hmm. had work like the this co- this collection of characters fits so well. They just visually look so well together, mm-hmm. uh, and they kind of had matching costumes too, which is 
on X-Men-esque anymore. Right. Uh, except when they wanted to just do something cute. So anyway, so Civil War Two, Civil War happens, becomes the biggest comic book movie of the year. Mm-hmm. Marvel pushes Civil War Two. What what's the <laughs> what's the argument in Civil War Two? Well, the reason I, I mentioned the the reason I mentioned the, the X Men property is because yes, they would kind of throw the X Men out of it, and the, the centers around the Inhumans. So the Inhumans, okay, to a certain level, like they they Marvel decided because they can IP the crap out of Inhumans. Because they own it. Yes. And they're weird, too. So they, I think they just think they're like, well, they're weird, too, so everyone will accept it. No, that's not the case. And the humans are good yeah. when they show up every 50 issues in Fantastic Four. Yes. They're not really good on their own. It doesn't really work. No. They're not that interesting. They're really good supporting characters together. Yeah. I remember when I was younger, when I was really reading, like, everything. Um, when New Comic Book Day used to be Friday, not Wednesday. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Black Bolt was like a, a fascinating character. You saw him mm-hmm. once in a while, and just the idea that he couldn't speak was awesome. It was just freaking cool. Like everything else around, it, like corny, the dog dude, the chick with the <laughs> hair, <laughs> like it's just stupid. Like fish, another fish guy. It. Right, Who right, cares? Right. But, but Black Bolt was like the dude. Okay. What's his name? His name is like Blackagar Boltagon. I think is his actual. Yeah, I'm not even. Inhuman we're not name. even talking about that. Well, I just love that. Dude. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Blackagar Boltagon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah, you. I'm in. Yeah, you you nailed it, Marvel. Okay, and now I Black Stanley created that guy. Just want to say I was. Yeah. Like an, is that okay that he created that? Or I, I would say I, maybe Jack Kirby created that and then No, I'm look, I'm look, at at the end of the day though, that character is garbage right now. It's so far overused. He runs a nightclub. That guy he runs a Wait, who wait. Black Bolt run, runs a nightclub. We'll Black, get into that. That's that's Black part of this. Bolt, list no, here. we're gonna get into that right now. <laughs> Why does Black Bolt own and run why is he even running a nightclub? I'm not sure. I I just know that peripherally. I just know that he does. And he wears like a suit. Isn't it? But is, like isn't a, it, like a tux. Isn't that whole theory bullshit then? That Marvel's trying to derail the X Men. I don't and bring no, up the because Inhumans. if you're they doing, made an Inhumans book, they made an Uncanny Inhumans book, but, and and Inhumans are just uh, Miss Marvel's an Inhuman. Yeah, the, but, the Kamala Khan is Inhuman. Yeah, but if you're doing Moon Girl is Inhuman. But if you're doing the stupidest idea on earth to your only Inhuman that you care <laughs> that anyone cares about, and you put him in charge of a nightclub. There's no directive. It's the no, stupidest. It's so stupid. It, there's one really good cover though, where he's about to sing. Like, and I think that's kind of funny. I don't know for whatever reason. I, I kind of like him being a nightclub singer. It's like it's interesting to me. Well, okay, so the, I need the Inhumans, some fireball right now. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> it's right over there. Well, the Inhuman. Okay, so the and just to spin it too into like media and to go into my previous point that Marvel, I believe, is trying to concept what future Marvel. Uh, so you're saying that, that they're 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 basically trying things out. What will I accept? Will I accept? Yeah. Uh, will I accept? Um, Sam, will I expect Falcon as Cap? That way, if if Chris Evans wants to grow his beard and direct movies like he wants to, yeah, he can go do that. Even though he should just be Cap. You know what I mean? Like he can go do that. Yeah, just be Cap. <laughs> and, and, get then, your, and then Anthony get your, Mackie will be Captain get your America. Tony Stark money and be but can Cap. I can I go to a Captain America movie? Will I be okay going to Captain America but, and okay. be Falcon? But but here's here, here, here's a little bit of 
of the of what I think Marvel's challenging. Okay, is is somewhat of that scenario, but it's also of the scenario that they can do these types of like pivots. Okay, with possibly like let's just say Thor, mm-hmm. like maybe, like what's his name, Chris Elba, Elvis, Elbo. You're you're mixing Elba. a lot. You're mis- mixing Idris Elba. And Chris Hemsworth. Idris Elba. <laughs> the, who, the guy from Pacific. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he was, uh, he was Heimdall. Heimdall. Yeah. Heimdall becomes Thor. Yeah. See, I think because you're, you're, you like, for that core audience, they're tuned into that being a possibility through this current Marvel run. And that they can pivot like that in the cinematic universe mm-hmm. and have it being. Like, it, there's no revolt because it's kind of like of the norm. Because this current age of Marvel is, is would you say this is, like, what, the newest age since the early 80s when Spider-Man was black, mm-hmm. Iron Man was Silver Century, mm-hmm. and I'm forget, uh, oh, we had a different cap. We had U.S. Asian as cap. Right, John Walker. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like we and then we yeah. It's not to it's not to say this is brand new that like, they've never and, changed. And there, there's a whole out. new X Men at thing. that point. The X Men that became the greatest superhero team of all time right. kind of emerged through the through that mm-hmm. early '80s. So like you did have and, in the '90s, they even switched Spider Man. It was it was the clone. It was Ben Riley with Spider Man. I love that story. Some people. It's that's such, what they're doing. They're doing something with that now a little bit in the in the in the book. Dude, so. that is such an awesome. Like disaster, <laughs> mistake. It is the but now it's it's the best now comic it's okay book. and now it's nostalgic it's and now the, they have a series. It's the about best it, comic book so. arc ever. Period. You know, I, because it's uh, it's just so great. I don't care. It's great because it's because yeah, it's it's the same as like in Watchmen when when the newspaper guy is the the kid reading the comic. He's like, kid, why are you reading that thing? And he goes, because it makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the clone saga and that is it dude like it's so it's know. so great i never but, liked that i always thought that was terrible back uh, then. even back were, then i didn't care they wanted it they wanted it to work so bad yeah I, you know so what bad i, wanted I it liked it work. when it was what was it, what was it sensational spider-man was that with when they had the remember they had the lenticular cover and jurgens did it and yes yeah you know and jurgens like you know i gotta say like that dude's been writing yeah. I mean, there's, one, there's a book right there. There's a Jurgens book right there. Yeah. Um, that dude's been writing, and he's writing, he's writing action comics right now, and then he's still writing Superman, and he did the best Superman book last year. He did Super- In the Convergence, that was a good book. He's, they he's, actually had a, a, they had a Superman and Lois book. Okay. And Lee Weeks drew it, and it was fantastic. Lee, I love Lee Weeks. And then they actually kept it, and they kept that. So when they redid Rebirth, I know we're going off the yeah, 17th okay. tangent, yeah. off the 17th tangent. Um, they kept that, because that was a separate Earth, essentially, um, Lois and Clark got married. They had a son, and now he's in the series. And now him and Damien are gonna have a series. Like it's yeah, and it works. Like to me, I don't know. Somehow it works, and that sort of series works. Now they also have a different Clark, also here. That's yeah. also a little confusing. But Jurgens is Jurgens is working that <laughs> Jurgens is working yet two Supermen going at the same time. Then yeah. there's an, you know well, Asian he, Superman, and he's there's the of stuff. only. But Jurgens Jurgens is the. He's the only Superman he, like he probably talent. wrote more Superman stories than yeah, anyone but, at but, this point. But it's not even that though. He's the only one that like visually had the character. Mm. Like I'm talking from like 
I guess the full modern day era, if you put the mid nineties, the yeah. early nineties to right now. Especially when like when remember when Art T Bear was inking him and it was like real thick. It was, it was yeah. great. Then well, breathing got on to breed, him. I think the breathing's inks. You think that's are, it? They're super cause, tight. Because you know what it is? The breathing had a way of adding nuance to like his feathering. It was a lot of that, depth, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. and mm-hmm. the, the feathering shaped those that artwork to the mm-hmm. point where I know I love it. Like I really do. I think it brought that it book out. right there is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and the book we're referencing is the uh, Superman Doomsday uh, trade paperback. It's when they had like a prestige format series after Doomsday, Doomsday. Hunter Prey. Yeah, that's right. Prey. Yep. Okay. With mullet Superman hashtag mullet Superman. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> and also it's gold armored Superman with one leg <laughs> so ripped he's off, got... <laughs> one, one like part leg costume like tights that's right off. oh so weird and he had like a he had like a uh like a monitor yeah. on him right he had like a he had a do, purse he had a do, man purse yeah, on him. do you do you remember like how the cyborg came back no. so so okay so real quick so they beat the hell out of cyborg leading into the death of doomsday okay doomsday they're like hey how do we deal with this guy they're like well let's strap him to a rock and shoot him into space mm-hmm post-death of Superman funeral for, for a friend. Right. The cyborg puts, like, a microchip and, and embeds that microchip into Doomsday's, like, back and is like, well, I'll stay here because I know eventually this guy's going to come back. Hmm. And then Doomsday arrives on an apocalypse. Okay? And now here's the thing. Completely shreds apocalypse and dark side in, like, a day. They can't even keep up with it. And then the cyborg emerges and says, I I forgot about now that. I'm going to take over. It's so stupid. Yeah. It's, it's like, now I'm going to take over Apocalypse. I'm like, it makes none of it makes any sense. <laughs> and it's great. <laughs> but, it, but the thing is, though, there's so many seeds. I was telling you earlier, there's so many seeds in that to where you could you could retell this Doomsday like arc, which is like the only arc that matters when it comes to the Main of Steel. But you could retell this arc going back to Doomsday Origin, which is a Kryptonian origin, mm-hmm. and intertwine that with the fate of him meeting Superman eventually through the cosmos, landing on Earth or whatever. You could tell this story with all of these little like nuances and connections and and um, aesthetic characters. Like, you know, like it's almost like DC's Dark Phoenix saga. Mm-hmm. Like, there's such a collection of characters in this the Superman Doomsday arc. And you, they could do such a good job with it. And it's so weird that they're constantly rebooting it. And they're not, like, mining Doomsday. They're constantly, like, warping Doomsday into what these was, other things. And yeah. I'm so confused on where the state of it wasn't, it wasn't, DC's... It was like a new guy. Remember in 52, wasn't he was almost like... Yeah. A, not a hero, but he was, like, a palatable character. Like, I don't know. It just didn't make sense. The, he like talked inside. I was always so little of the new fifty. The, you know what the only great takeaway of the new fifty two was? I barely remember. It's it so was, weird. It was, I it all it was Greg Rucker's Wonder Woman. And the only now? the only takeaway. No, it was Azarella Wonder Woman. Oh, the Azarella. Right. Yes, yep. yes, yes. And the only takeaway from that was they connected her to the new gods. Mm-hmm. And yep. the, and that was really it. That was like the one big idea. God, I hope they do that with with the movie. God, nah. like. Uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there are there are some connections, especially Justice League. It's going to go into New Gods, etc. Yeah. Where, where are you territory. with that trailer? The new new one, the one yeah. all in what was it, Japanese or whatever? Yeah, yeah. 
um, the sword. Of- you know, I really like the the weird. Uh, I like the nod where she catches the bullets, where she deflects the bullets, because that's yeah. a, that's a nod to Chris Reeve catching yeah. the bullet. Yeah. I think that's that's really cool. I just um. I, you know, I, I really want to say, like, I just feel, I feel like I need to stop watching trailers. Like I said earlier, yeah. I just feel, I feel like I just need to stop because if I don't see, the issue is, you know, to go on just a super small, I swear, it'll be a small mini tangent. I When I go see these movies, I want the scenes that are about to show up and then they don't. So when I saw Rogue One, which there's like eight scenes that are not in the movie, whether yeah. it be Krennic's cape in the water, stormtroopers in the water, them running across the beach, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the Tie Fighter coming up, you know, the Krennic's in a different building with Vader. I don't know. There's a couple. There's Vader walking. It's in a different scene. I don't. I don't know where those things. And and I just wanted. I Rebel wasn't in it. Like there's just certain things I was like ready for. Yeah. And then they didn't do it. So I feel. You know, I feel like weirdly betrayed by that. But then I saw it again. And I was like, all right, like. I wish I didn't see those trailers. I'd be fine with this movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, said, I just, I look. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I, if you haven't learned your lessons with trailers with <laughs> the Phantom Menace, no, you're never. Yeah, but going, everything was in the everything in the trailer for Phantom Menace. Yeah, but in the Phantom meeting. Menace portrayed such a different tone just because they had the Duel of the Fates music. You don't want to say yippee. I mean, there wasn't yippee in the trailer. He was, yeah. you know, on that. <laughs> or uh, try spinning. It's a good trick. You know, I want to. I just want to have, especially for uh, Attack of the Clones, I love it. He's like, I hate sand. It's coarse. Like, that's my favorite scene. <sighs> I hate so, sand. It's so coarse. It just gets everywhere. <laughs> That's why he lives. In, that's why he lives on a on a lava planet when he's older. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I I. But it's also too like that's his true birth. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. yeah. Which I thought that was like such a cool nod. But but you know what they needed in Rogue One? They just needed one little thing that explained to people Open who Darth Vader was, or or not even that. I'm okay with that. But they needed something something to explain who Vader was prior. To these, like, to what was happening, because if you if that was your first Star Wars movie, like mm-hmm. you would follow everything outside of who Vader is. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. you you need to just one thing to say ah, like in Barbara Bridge's dumb British accent that I can't do, like <laughs> ah, like Darth Vader, he is the the henchman of the Emperor, like That's just something, and and he's oh, I, yeah. I totally was like and the he, British person in front of me just now. I don't know if yeah. you heard that. And he is yeah, like blah blah blah, blah. like he's <laughs> relentless, like he he's killed the Jedi, like just something. There is no subtext for Darth Vader whatsoever. Yeah, no. there's really there's he's really just nothing. Like, boom. Like and then everyone's supposed to know who he is, and it's like no, because yeah. not everyone knows who Bucky Barnes is in the beginning of Winter Soldier. I mean, right. in Civil War, and Winter Soldier just came out like two years like right. like, like, you know, like you can't and then your 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 uh the last vader movie technically i mean you i can't count two minutes in phantom and uh no. revenge of the Sith. i don't count it's him 80, going like yeah. i don't count him it's 87 you know getting dressed yeah them dressing yeah, you know what i mean like he was just getting him let's yeah. just get him dressed and then put yeah. him up and then that's the end i, I was re-watching that like <laughs> what revenge like not too long ago Revenge moves better than I remembered, but holy crap, is that fight at the end exhausting? There's just too, uh, there's just so many flips. There's just like I'm like watching. I'm like, oh my god, they're like on the river, and he's on top of a droid thing lifting the lava, 
And I'm yeah. like, how long did they do this for? And then it's like, I totally forgot that once, like, they jump off the lava river. Mm-hmm. Not that the weird fact that they're Have jumping. The high ground. Yeah. I f- yep. t- forgot. He's like, and again. <laughs> I have the high ground. And I'm almost like, what does that mean to a Jedi? You control, like... It means that you're going to chop... I'm going to chop your legs off. But you control nature as a Jedi. (laughs) Like, you were just floating on a lava river. (laughs) 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 I'm like, I'm like, watching this thing. I'm like, what is the high... I don't care what flips you're going to do. I'm cutting your legs off. That's what I have have high ground. AKA, I'll cut your legs off. Maybe if I had a projectile weapon... (laughs) The high ground is, is uh, like, you got me on every point on that. Right. But I'm almost like, these dudes literally start fighting on, like, in a control room. They went to a right. hallway. They went to, like, like a skiff antenna hangar Lucas thing. was so in love with, like, I think the thing was. Oh, and they're also swinging. Like, like Errol Flynn style, they're swinging and sword fighting. And you're, and you're telling me a little <laughs> slain to hell is, oh, like, you, you go in and teach us about yeah. this trick. You know, I think I think he was just so in love with, like, see, that there was there was no middle Jedi concept, meaning that, like, you know, and, and, and as soon as I saw Rogue One, you know, we went to Applebee's, of course, to get the half-price appetizers yeah, I th- and yell. Yeah, I think that's why Rogue One was great, though, because they explored that concept. Well, if the, that's where you were the, going. The middle... Yeah. The middle Jedi. But they had to do that. I talked about this with Norm previously. They yeah. had to they had to do that because they built so much lockdown mythology mm-hmm. in the Sith, meaning that there could only be two, whatever the free that means. Mm-hmm. Right? Like well you go like Kylo Ren, like he's not even Sith. It doesn't matter. He's there, he's evil, he uses the force. Deal with it. Okay? And they, they He's being the, seduced by the light. Yeah. Oh, uh, you think? what they say they say in the movie i actually like that he's being seduced oh, by right. the other yes. side he's yes. not being seduced by the dark yeah. side oh yeah he's you're... being pulled to the light yeah. side which i where, think is fascinating where were you with the uh rogue one knights of ren theory i was so on board with that theory uh you're talking about the old dude the old dude you thought that was well, the no, emperor that, showing up or so the whole idea was that because of um that force worker speech about what will you do when you're captured like that was was that in the movie or was that just in the trailer? I don't think just, it was in the movie. No, just in the trailer. But people thought doesn't matter though. If, if that was it's not in, canon, yeah, people thought if that was in the movie that he was going, to, he was alluding to what if they get captured. So the whole idea was that Rogue One, the squad gets captured, and that's it. Like they kind of, like that's maybe like a little bit how the movie would have ended, and then that in Episode Eight, it gets revealed that they were like tortured and turned into the Knights of Ren. Nah, that's because a, yeah, it's because, a super well, stretch. it kind of it, it did match up though because there's a nice of rank character called Heavy, with a giant gun. There's a guy with like a bow safe, which is there's no Heavy. That's not a Star Wars name. It's got to be like no, his he's, duets. He's called heavy he's called Heavy. Something. I got the audio book right here. They call him Heavy. That's terrible. I don't know. They call him Heavy. <laughs> <laughs> they they got to it Yeah, like it's got to be. I even know Cassian Andor. I, I even know the new names. I know these all characters. of those names. What's what's the droid's name? K K K two S O K two S O. Which I mean. when I first saw on the period, like K two S O, like I was like, isn't that better? And then when they said it, I was like, no, I like K two S O better, but it doesn't matter. Right, yeah. It doesn't matter now. Yeah. Like, you know, the C-3PO, like, I was like, C-3PO, because that's more, it's all phonetic, yeah. you know? Yeah. My, um, my, my father used to tell me how confusing it was 
when those movies first came out, no one knew how to spell R2. Like, you would read it in the papers and stuff, and it would be like... Oh, they would say... Because you could it spell out. it. They would A-R-T-O-O. Yeah, no one, yeah. Knew, no one knew how to, like... And, and that's just... It really, like, when people were like... It's fun. When people were like, oh, yeah. like, Star Wars is this and that, it was like, no, Star Wars fucked people up. Yeah. Star Wars fucked people up. Especially when the figures came out, it was like Hammerhead, and Hammerhead wasn't called Hammerhead later. It was... Yeah. He'd have different names throughout, like... His, well, yeah, Hammerhead, uh, like, Zuckus, and Forlom switched names. Right, Because, yep. like, they got the original Mariner. <laughs> 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 like, it, and I don't care. He's still Forlom, and that, that, that bug-eyed dude is still Zuckus. No, I know, I know. Like, I yeah. don't care. The guy with the trench, trench coat is well, Forlom. Well, even go far as far as, say, like, when Transformers came out, Frenzy and... Frenzy and Rumble were switched. Yes. So I yeah. was always like that. And then a lot of times you'd have a cliff jump cliff jumper on, yes. on packaging. You'd have packaging and Bumblebee Cliff Jumper yeah. would float too. And it was like, what is this? Yeah. It's rare. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but a lot of people were like, well, what are their names? What are their names? I'm like, you didn't know the names when you were like, you know, six? No. You know no. what I mean? You didn't know that it that was, was like. Man. Yeah, it was Walrus Man. That's right. And that's like Panda Baba now. Yeah, no, that, it's not. It's now, Walrus now Man. He's, you like, know? he's like Coochie Mouth because his mouth looks like a. Uh, like it's a, a bamboo. It's a bamboo's like ass, right? It's a, yeah, or, yeah. yeah, a bamboo's ass. Yeah. <laughs> did did, uh, did did you know that if you in some jungles, like when you when they when you're like a tourist and you go through like you know even like some hotels and resorts that are like around jungle areas, no, they tell you not to like hold your baby out. You have to hold your baby close to your arms because oh a, a a a baboon may steal it and eat it. That's so cool. Could you imagine being just, on? How about just don't take your baby? Could down. you imagine being on vacation <laughs> and your baby gets stolen by a baboon? And gets I would eaten? never take my baby to anywhere. Dude, it would, it would it's get insane. Potentially stolen. Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan's podcast was talking about uh, that because okay. he knows like the craziest. This is the second podcast for everything podcast. The yeah. best. Yeah, I think his is his is really good. Yeah, it's I not. It's just nonstop, and he's and he don't need the. Uh, I don't think he need, even needs like the UFC anymore. He can, no. just, he can just do well, that. But I don't know what revenue he makes. But okay, know. so. So what we were trying to uh, do, let's see if we can here. eventually. Yeah, because like, because I just wanted to break down. You never told me what Civil War was about, but I just like. Uh, oh, so the, there is an human, there's a new inhuman that can see the future by a day or two. Okay. Yeah. So Captain Marvel, uh, Carol Danvers, Steals him and uses him as a weapon with shield essentially to see the future. Now, the issue is they see some things that are questionable, and at one point they have uh, the Hulk murdering a bunch of people. That's the vision, okay? Okay. So, supposedly, there was a strange deal spoilers, there was a strange deal with Bruce Banner and Hawkeye that in the event Hulk was ever to go too far, Hawkeye was supposed to. Okay. Kill him. All right. Uh, and that happens. And it happens. And then there's a question is, well, if when does the future happen? So it's almost like not like a time travel, don't mess this up. It's like, is this future going to happen? Or is it a possible future? Hmm. You know what I mean? So I think the concept, when I was thinking about it today, I was like, you know, that's actually kind of interesting. Like, where, what, what side would you be on? Like, should we listen to this guy? Is he telling the truth? Because something did happen that he, yeah. he foretold. And then, but then something else happens that you're just not exactly sure. So then there's another vision that happens, and it's like, it's like new. It's Miles Morales, Spider-Man, uh, from Ultimate Universe. Yeah. And he killed Cap. He's like above Cap, and he killed him, or you think he killed him. Okay. And you're just like, 
And so then Carol Danvers is trying to arrest him. And he's like, I'm not going to do this. Like, I'm not going to, I have no motivation where I would even do this. So then everyone's trying to attack her and stop her. And then Iron Man's trying to stop her. And this other thing happens, and it's like it, there's a whole bunch of middle stuff. I'm, I'm yeah. Skipping. So where are you with that? Was that well? It like, end, so, it sometimes things are different than how you're explaining. Was it? Yeah. Was it good? Was it well done? Was it? I don't know. Uh, you know what? The art was fantastic. Marquez was great. Um, he was late. He had a baby. He broke his hand. He did all sorts of stuff, and it was late. You know yeah. what I mean? Regardless, so, but it was good looking. Um, yeah. But at the at the end of it, basically, Iron Man they cop out because everyone thinks Iron Man's going to die, and it seems like everything's going that way. Yeah, it was late, so other books came out, and they had to be vague. They had to editorially change them because they couldn't say Iron Man died. Right. So in a couple books, they say that he's dead, and then another book it says he's not dead, and then when it eventually comes out, he does something almost like remember when Superman quote unquote died, but he was just cellular gen- regenerating, yeah, he was and just then sleeping. They, just sleeping. Well, essentially, like, <laughs> Iron Man did the same thing where he, like, was able to pull his consciousness out, turn it into, like, a Jor-El uh, hologram similar to the, the Man of Steel movie where you had uh, Russell Crowe popping up every time. He's like, hey, it's me. I'm Russell Crowe. I'm going to pop up and tell you what's going on. So, uh. so now they just have weird uh, mentor, Tony Stark mentoring this kid that he introduced himself to who, was, who found some old Iron Man tech and made a... Uh, an Iron Man suit—that's the Riri Williams character, the black girl that came out. Yeah, with she's the, a fifteen-year-old prodigy. The, with the afro. Mm-hmm. Yep. So okay. So earlier today, when we were talking, we were texting back and forth. I, you know, I kind of had the idea that, you know, we always we go out and then we'll, you'll say something. And I'm like, well, that's not even <laughs> happening. Yeah. So so Mike, this is my quiz portion of the show where so I'll say uh, who is. We're just going to say, who's who's the Hulk right now? I kind of uh, spoiled a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so no who, idea who's the Hulk. who the Hulk is. No idea. All right, so you would say normally... Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner's Hulk. No, Bruce Banner was killed by Hawkeye. He's dead. So Amadeus Cho is the Hulk now. However, a book came out last week, but he's the quote-unquote totally awesome Hulk. That's the book. Not okay. making that title up. That's an actual title of the book. Well, Amadeus Cho. Yeah, and Marvel had a editorial directive to use the... What, the adverbs over the titles? I don't know. Like, they had, like, because they started swapping them. At yeah. one point, it was kind of like, I get, did that all start with Astonishing X-Men? No, I think it started with, uh, I want to say it's uh, maybe with Astonishing X-Men, or Astonishing X-Men was, was that an Age of Apocalypse book? No. Astonishing X. oh, wait, was it? Yes, I think so. So I think they were just trying to get an adverb to get something that's slightly different. Because even yeah. with all those, they had, remember the Excalibur was Excalibur. Yes. They, they changed yeah. all the books to a certain level. Oh, yeah. Um, so they couldn't have Uncanny X-Men and Uncanny X-Men again. So they had to kind of put some things around and change that. So I want to say Sonic X-Men was there um, back then. But uh, I want to say that I want to say that Morrison did it when he did New X-Men. And then I remember everything for a while was new. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well... What does that mean? Like, I don't know what that means. That new yeah. is compared to what? You're never going to reference anything as new. Right. Like, you know, we're the new X-Men. I, right. I, you so, know, and drop, then, huzzah. so, okay, so, we have a different Hulk. We, I know we have a different Wolverine. You have two, well, you have, you have two Hulks. So you have, uh, Bruce, ba- Bruce Banner's dead, the actual Hulk is a 17-year-old prodigy. It's Amadeus Cho who can go in and out of Hulk. It doesn't get weird. Yeah, that's just... a good name for a character, though. The Amadeus Cho. 
Well, yeah, he's he, and his, his mother or or stepsister or someone. She's in Avengers two. So okay. the doctor, the Korean doctor, was oh, in that. Okay. Um, and and so that's a possibility. Eventually, they're going to pull that into the Marvel. Just yeah. like you were saying, they're going to they're just trying things out. Now, they had a book came out last week, and it was called The Hulk, and it was She Hulk, and it was the first. It's probably the th- probably the fourth, maybe fifth She Hulk book. And it's meta textual. Yeah, She Hulk books never. They never last. They're usually pretty good. What's what's the longest one? Uh, I hate this. Right, we're back to uh, John Byrne. There he is, John Byrne. So I say John Byrne. John Byrne's run, but his first he did twenty maybe issues. Um, he ran to thirty five or so. Yeah. And there's some yeah. interesting stuff in it later on, and yeah. then um, Javier Polito did a book with Charles Soule a couple years ago. Yes, that was, it was very very good. Yeah, she Hulk. Uh, it was usually... meant to be short. That was meant to end, which I yeah. thought was good. I mean, She Hulk is always met with really good artwork. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is it is it that way now? Is, do we um, have like the, a higher caliber? You know, the newest artist? one it wasn't. The cover was fantastic, um, and she's going to be gray, I think. So that's a little bit different. And it's just it's just called Hulk, and I don't really remember the art too much. So I guess it wasn't that. It didn't blow me. Mind. I read it like three days ago, so it wasn't that fantastic. Yeah. So lightning round. Who is who's Thor? Who's Thor? I know, I know this one. What's his name? Jane Foster. Right. That's a girl. But yes, uh, but Jane Foster yeah. with a twist. She has cancer and she's dying. But when she's sore, she's good. She's fine. So they are wrestling with that. And I, I almost think they're going to kill the character because she's not getting better. That's what's kind of interesting. Kill her, yeah. Um, but Thor, from that original sin thing we referenced earlier. How's she worthy? She's like how, how they, That's it. That's all you got to be. She's it's fine. Good. She can pick it up. She, now, she up heals until, lots of up people. Up until her, who else? Superman. Uh, Beta Ray Bill and, and that's it. Beta Ray Bill is in, in uh, there's a book called The Unworthy Thor. It's a mini series. Jason Aaron's also writing it. Yeah. It's very, very good. Um, he's got a big axe name. I forget what it's called. It's okay. pretty, pretty cool name. Though. But okay, but the whole thing though is kind of like if you just have to be good to wield the ha- the hammer. It's got to be a certain type of good. Not everyone can grab it. Right. Yeah. But if Captain America can gra- like pull it, he moved it. Foster's not <laughs> picking that shit up. <laughs> Like, or even Sp- Peter Parker. You're telling me Peter Parker came, like, it, it just create. it's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird role. It's so, especially um, when it's, you cannot huh? elevate a supporting character into, you might as well just create a new character. It wasn't, you know what, I think originally, I think Aaron came out recently, he was on an interview, The this is probably the fourth podcast, other reference. Uh, he was on a uh, a talks float for I Fanboy with Ron Richards, and I want to say that he said it was supposed to be Thor's mom, uh, Freya, and then and for whatever reason it couldn't be editorially, they wouldn't let it do it. The issue with this Marvel wise, movie wise, so we'll kind of do this and translate it to movie wise. Oh yeah, okay. Is that so? You think that came down from? I think it did, but that, what sucks as I know that um, you know Natalie Portman. I just saw her in. Yeah, I was uh, going to say you. They would have she, to have a position. She's with out. Portman. But right. she doesn't want to do anything more. She was in yeah. it. But she kind of was that. saying that even around Age of Ultron. Right. She doesn't want she to do it. She was already dumping it. Yeah. And same thing with Paltrow. She's out. Pepper Potts. Because there was a brief period of time where Pepper... What was that name? There was an Iron Woman. I'm trying yes. to rescue yeah. was her name. Yeah. Yeah. Which was... Uh, who cares? It's but interesting. Like, you know, yeah. For, but it didn't last too long. It would and, never hold a yeah. film. Yeah. But it was also interesting while it lasted. Like, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't like bad. a status quo... Movement right. like they are in. Now. I don't think that she replaced him in the book. So who? Yeah. So who's Iron Man? So we kind of 
Who you, you we know. talked about? It. Yeah, we know. Wait, wait. Who is Iron Man? So the so girl, the Tony girl. Stark's dead. Iron Man technically is Ruby Williams, but she's Iron Heart. I think her name is. And then um, you have weird Doctor Doom Iron Man coming around. Um, so that's weird. I don't know. So who is uh, who's? How many Spider Mans are there? Do you know how many Spider Mans there are? No. So there's two. You have Peter Parker, and then you have Miles Morales. And they don't really explain exactly how he got over here. It was just a secret wars. Boom, we're in it. You know, did the cat just turn off the turn off the show? Um, hold up, I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> hold up. We are back. Okay. Took a pee break and we checked out the snow. <laughs> <laughs> and just wanted to get things back on track too. Mm. A lot of good tangents. <laughs> like holy, too tangents. oh my god. Well, that's how it goes. It I mean, always if, goes if you, like that. If you were with us at the bar we go to to do this that we do every two, three months, this is exactly how it goes. The, the girls exactly around it. us get so turned on when we... That is the work. opposite, actually. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> Believe that is the opposite. Yeah. So we were kind of running through uh, who is, and, and I swear, I swear there's a point to this. Um, so when... <laughs> so... So who who's Ghost Rider? Who's who's your? Oh oh, the Ghost Rider is. was the last. No no, it's Robbie Reyes. He, and he has a. Like he drives what? What does he? He drives his. Oh, it's motor, a car. It's a car. That's it's right. A car. Just but like usually the, it's a motorcycle. Right. So we have to get a hot rod car. Fast and the Furious. I would have hated this concept, but so far everything that's come out from this. Yeah. It's been from one guy named Felipe Smith. Yeah. And his every book amazing. is great. So he's, he is a writer-artist, and then um, Trad Moore did most of the artwork that you're probably seeing. That's And they put it right on TV. They, they popped him right on TV, and it seems to work on It seems to just work. Yeah. I don't know. that kind of, So no one's really mad about that. Because mm-hmm. um, it works. <laughs> yeah. Who's, uh, who's Nova? Oh, my. I'm not even, yeah. What, what, Who traditionally is Nova? That's a good one. You don't know that one? It's Richard Ryder. Richard Ryder. Richard, okay. I was, with the I was mullet, say, good mullet going. I was thinking of Ben Cooper, but Ben Cooper is the guy that made the Halloween costumes. <laughs> <laughs> in that like is super, the 70s. That is, that is in and in and in. That is super in. Yeah. No, um, it is a uh, Spanish speaking. I want to say, uh, I know I'm going to get this wrong. It's going to sound terrible. I believe he's a Puerto Rican kid. Um, I don't know. I know he's Spanish speaking. His mom pretty okay. much speaks Spanish exclusively in the book. Um, and it's Sam, his name is Sam Alexander. Now it's weird. His name is Sam Alexander, as he is a as a Spanish kid. Okay. However, uh, he was named after Jeff Loeb's son, Samuel Alexander, who passed away. Um, Sam Jeff Loeb had a great run. Jerry Duggan had a great run. Uh, there was I'm trying to think of the guy's name Ryan. Someone he had a great run. Um, and then the current run that just started yeah. with uh, with uh, Ramon Perez and Dennis Loveness is well, fantastic. Wait, fantastic. Did, real quick, too. Did, did Richard Ryder does come back in the new, new, new one. Was Did you reference the Eric Larson run? Uh, no. You know, it's so weird. I, I That's funny because come he on, did man. have the run. I know. Yeah. I know. His, that's very that was part of his return to mm-hmm. regular, co- like, mainstream comics for whatever <laughs> weird reason. Because he acted like he needed to do that to keep Savage Dragon going. But yeah. then he keeps only doing Savage Dragon since the Marvel run. Right, right. So was it just kind of like... 
That's right, because he came back and did Defenders, and then he did Nova. And... He did... His Defenders was, I, I think, Kirby-driven, where he was only working mm. in four-panel grids, and... I think that's right, yeah. Yep. Like, he, it was really Kirby. And then he did an Avengers book that other people finished. I think he, he... Was that right? Where, like, I think Paul Dini finished some, or... Or Bruce Timm finished some. I think he co-wrote that. Yeah, I think Bruce Timm. Yeah, I think Bruce. Yeah. And then he also did a Jeff Matsuda from the School of Rob Liefeld. Wolverine. Oh, that's right. He did Wolverine. Right. Yeah, he puts yeah. Wolverine in space. That's right. He's like, do you actually go into What space? was up with that? That was like a, like six months where it was all Larson like all the time at yeah. Marvel. That's weird. I wonder what that was about. I'll, I'll, I think a little bit of what happened was they, they, they had to make sure that they made the right choice of letting... He was one of the ones that they made the right choice of letting go to Image Comics. Right. They right. had... <laughs> like, he also did Aquaman, too, for DC. His Aquaman run was very good. Yeah, actually, but yeah. but the thing is, though, it was almost like, we, we have to know, because we know we screwed up with Rob Liefeld, we know we screwed up with Jim Lee, we know we screwed up with McFarlane. He what, just screwed up with McFarlane, though. Like, he... Yeah. Like, well, he just got back to... Well, something happened as they... I just feel like Wait, either are the two of them fusing? Or? They they just did a, a run of Savage. They just did a run of Spawn. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. That for like about nine issues. And when they first started it, I would love. I should go back and read the first issue and read the editorial. I believe in the editorial in the back. Like oh, it was like Larson. Like, I'm gonna do this forever. I'm gonna do this for a long time. And then like six years later, it goes back to like just a boring like <laughs> Todd McFarlane. Like Spawn, it's just it's it's unreadable, and maybe it's not for me. I'm, I think no. it still sells like in the top one hundred. I think I'm pretty sure it still sells in the top one hundred. Though cannot be top one hundred still. I don't know. It cannot be. I just don't know how it's. I don't know. It's it, here's the thing with Spawn. It that it, the, the Spawn is the only example of any of these like single person IPs. So if we go to like the Crow, mm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Bone. Mm. I'm trying to think of like what else. Maybe Love and Rockets, uh, which is not really superhero fantasy driven. But right. and then you have Spawn. It's it's in a very elite league. Spawn is the only one of those properties, and the Crow a little bit of, of an exception because it never had like a monthly book. But Crow returned the form multiple times. Mm-hmm. Like this is like f you like. This is the crow. Like we're, it's a right. different. They're whatever. gonna option, and they're gonna option a crow movie for the forever. Yeah. yeah, I think it was recently. It was Jason Momoa. Yeah, was crow. I know, and he would have been. He would have been gangster. I, I was going to be. I the wanted crow. him to be. You like, were gonna be the crow. Yeah, yeah. I, I got my. <laughs> I got my option. The other day, but but Spawn, I do remember that where they had the crow, and there was a couple good. Alex Maleev drew one of those. I mean, there was some a couple good they, crow miniseries. That, that were like, was. Oh, right. I think that was Flesh and Blood. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good looking series. Brains, our brains are crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know it is yeah. dumb shit. <laughs> We're like, well, hold on a second. I believe. Yeah. Excuse me, sir. I believe that was flesh what? and blood. And also, speaking of McFarland, he also once held the crow license for just toys. The order that no, was comic book. Did McFarland he... produced the crow comic? It only ran like six or eight issues. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was. It, it was around the time he was doing a. a uh, like almost like a universe push where mm. it was Spawn, he had the crow, Cygor had a book. <laughs> For whatever reason, the, the, the cybernetic. What was, what was Cygor's original name? Oh, I should know this. It's like Prime 8. Oh, Prime 8. Okay. Prime. Well, 
dash eight. Okay, and then that also goes, but over, overt kill, overt kill, because overt was kill, overkill. yeah, had and, a had a patent somewhere. Someone yeah. had the patent, and that was part of what line? We're gonna go deeper in. The overkill was part of like what toy line or what? No, there was a there was a different kind oh. of situation that both of them, I believe, were created. Through. Well, you know, like well, here's the thing though: the overkill was created off of a, a video series, off of a stint. Off of our favorite person that we keep talking Stain about. Stanley, there was Stanley, a Stanley Rob Liefeld. Create your own yeah. like hero. Rob Liefeld, Stanley, and Tom McFarlane did this. Okay. Was there another video in that, or just those? No, no, that was a whole series. Like Liefeld had a series where yeah. I think he created Dead uh, Die Hard. Oof. On that and Cross from Berserkers. <laughs> Cross's ta- wait 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 a minute. Cross's tagline: He's the man. He don't want to cross. <laughs> That's so bad. That is as terrible. <laughs> Which was essentially a red cable. Cable was blue. Cross was red. Oh. Okay. Uh, well, Sportacio had one. Uh, What's his name from Groot? Sergio. Sergio Aragonis. Yeah, he yep. he had one. Um, Jim Lee McFarlane. I want to say, I'm not sure if, if Silvestri had one, but that was like a whole line, and that was they were tough to get at one time. Like you you had to yeah. go from comic shop to comic shop to hunt them down. I, I'm almost positive they're all. On but YouTube it's so funny because like right what now. what is the collectability of a weird VHS tape? It's like oh, it's the first appearance of no. Prime Eight. Yeah, no, because like, like you know what it was. The, um, we were talking about this earlier. This they were the the comics in the early '90s were so well covered in Wizard magazine. Mm. Comics now, um, the comic um, interview and comic, comic scene. Yeah, they yeah. kind of rejected image. They kind of tried mm. to be more traditional, but like comic interview, I don't think the only guy that they really profiled. The only two was Jim Lee and McFarland. Right. They really even profile. Like I don't think they did a complete issue of Liefeld, but they have like full issues of McFarland and. And yeah, Comics Journal steered away from that. That was all weird. We yeah, Comics Journal yeah. was highfalutin. Right. They wanted to talk about Wally Wood and his use of blacks. <laughs> and Alex Toth and his silhouettes. His character designs and silhouettes. Will Eisner, like, you know, like being... Will Eisner in the rain. Yeah. yeah. Got it. That's yep. it. Like, hey, I, I, I use my titles in my stories. But uh, And also, I, yep. think, I think at that time, we all... It became... Uh, that this may be a viable career option in the future, that it yeah. would make sense. And so that we were, I think we were, in a way, we were starved for instruction. Yeah. There was the, like, like, oh, what? They're actually showing you how to draw. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we well, didn't was, have anything. They were like selling that. the process that later sold DVDs. Right, right, like, right. Like, DVDs sold the process of making the movies, commentaries, everything had, right. like, okay. like, the movie yeah. Bats has a commentary and making of. And what movie? Bats. <laughs> it's this horror movie called Bats. I just I remember I just remember buying that oh, at Walmart no. because it had the making of and it had a commentary and it's oh like an eight legged freak freaks was bats. Oh. It's just called Bats. They bats fly around kill. It's like birds. <laughs> you get birds, bats, eight legged freaks. It's like these these mass <laughs> unsuspecting creature murder movies. No, no, okay. that's weird. Yeah, but but that's boy comics were in the nineties. Like mm-hmm. they sold the process, and they they there was a there was an industry, but there was also like a, um, you know, like a low hanging fruit money grab mm-hmm. that these a lot of these people. Because do you remember like Ultraverse? 
Ultraverse oh, yeah. had um, Firearm Zero. That was at a remember it had like a yeah a movie prequel. Well, I was going to yeah. say yeah, Firearm Zero. Yeah. Okay. Had that. James Robinson. Yeah, yeah, and then they had TV commercials. Mm. Yeah. You know, then they had like an anime series, The Ultra Force. Right. But uh, and then Nightman had a live action. Right, which was a weird Batman show, and he, yeah. was, he was like purple and red. But, right, but at the same time, you're almost like holy, like holy shit, like like Ultraverse came out of nowhere, full media push, right, and it it, it got washed away. I know there was the Marvel buyout with, mm-hmm. and the Black September. Wait, and you, wait, side note, side note, Black September is linked to the creation of the Infinity Gems. That's yeah, that's, that's right. stupid. Stupid '90s company <laughs> version crossover now is embedded in Marvel lore. The well, Marvel bought them to bury them. They bought them for their color processing. It's okay. That's it's fine. Malibu yeah. was way ahead of everything. But but I'll tell you one thing. What happened? To all those guys, man. There was like yeah, Brayfogle, yeah, Prime, Sinowski, Prime, as the, a writer, the Norm disappeared. Brave, yeah, the Norm Brayfogle uh, Prime is one is one of the best Shazam stories ever. Written, it's the yeah that is Shazam yeah okay it's so freaking good uh, it's muscular and, Shazam yeah it's Arnold Schwarzenegger dude, over muscular like, Shazam yeah, like look at ripped okay oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have the Exiles uh-huh. also good the X Men yeah okay um, Mantra also good it's Wonder Woman yeah yep. Okay, they were. It was what, a, a what, strong what we're saying. Line. Is, if no one understands what I'm doing, is is basically <laughs> every every superhero universe that came out in the '90s were the, it was the same. It was the archetypes of every DC character and Marvel character, but a lot of times they were done better. So, for example, there was no valid Shazam book uh, at the time. Uh, so the, this took the place of it. Uh, yeah. Wonder Woman was not a good book. Mantra was a good book. Okay, that and it had. Yeah. A lot of good people you had. So you had Terry Dodson the first time you saw yeah, him. Uh, it was really, really yeah. like new uh, post-image creator creators coming in, or people that like their 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 uh, their style flourished. Yeah. Scott Benefell well, never went anywhere. Well, he went to Dark Horse for a while, but he was really good too. He did uh, Ghost yeah, I'll, later I'll, on. Yeah, Ghost, Ghost and X, mm-hmm. both good yep. good characters. So uh, yeah, so so Dark Horse had Ghost. Which was well, it was like it was Phantom Lady, uh, maybe a bit of Wonder Woman, and then X was Batman. Yeah. But he would kill people. Right. And he was African American, so progressive. Yeah. Good job. I, well, yeah. Well, and, and also he Free had. Shadowhawk what, was so was beat him. X designed by Frank Miller? Uh, I think so. I, I think when they did the world's greatest comics, they pretty much pulled. Uh, the people they had around, they had uh, they had Doug Mankey doing a ton of the okay. ton of the artwork. I'm, I'm going crazy real quick. I'm going crazy though, because you're you're quizzing me with world's current, greatest with current Marvel. Okay, mm. I want to quiz you on. We know what Image Comics did, like right? The ninth. This is like the tangent. This is the ninth tangent inside. But the I'm really. In, I love it. No, it's this is exactly really, what the show is. I'm really into exactly this one. Yeah. I'm really into this one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Look, we know what Image Comics did. To everything, mm-hmm. so eventually these bigger companies and mid mid-sized companies caught on. They were like, "We have to emulate what Image Comics has done." Mm-hmm. As of like putting people together, letting these guys keep their rights and let them create. How many other attempts from other companies can you name that aped the Image Comic formula? Not within a universe, but within like 
putting people together and giving them kind of like a uh, like an imprint. Um. Oh. Okay. So, Dark Horse. Yes. Uh, the the big one, Dark Horse. Was Legend. Yes. And that was uh, that was uh, it was it was a housing of of almost like the the older probably the generation. best collection. Yeah. Yeah. So you had um you had uh, Big Guy Rusty the Boy Robot with Jeff Darrow. You had Sin City Frank Miller. Uh, Alred Madman was in there. You had um, Hellboy. Hellboy. Yep. So Hellboy and, was and in the best. Sin City three hundred and so the best went of that. all of them. Next Man Star by, by John Byrne. Next Man and Star Slammers. Yeah. Wait. Wait. Was. Wait, Wait, Star Slammers, Slammers hold was on. not. No, that was no. What was but I want to say the last issue may have come out through Dark Horse. Maybe. Okay, so this goes to my second Bravura. Okay, Bravura was the Malibu. Yes, and that was Jim Starlin Breed. That was which was uh, uh, Power and Glory. Power and Glory, Chaken, Howard Chaken. Yeah. Um, also, Star Slammers, Simon. Also, read American mentioned. Flag if you haven't read American Flag. Yeah, right, that's got to the best. That's yeah. got to be one of the um, best use of words, like sound that's effect words. That's the best words. lettering. Actually, that was the yeah. first uh, comic book that I did. That was the first comic strip okay. that I did. Was was all, was all about lettering, okay. and it was the argument between John Workman, Thor Work, and Ken Brzezinek work in American Flag. Nice, okay. which was pre Photoshop, by the way. It was basically yeah, yeah, no, it was that basically was basically Ken yeah. Brzezinek taking uh, just. Zipatones and yeah. just taking wallpaper and just weird shit. Yes, yeah. just, just pasting it onto the boards. Unreal. Yeah, yeah which yep. you can. T- oh, okay. And then uh, Barry Windsor Smith room. So what? Yeah. What? Well, that was. Or made that continuity. Right. But, they did but, story but, but Rune was Ultraverse. But Rune was the only crossover in Malibu. Just think about how good the '90s were. Like, so they actually like gave Barry Windsor Smith a giant treasury-sized book to put. Like yeah. six concepts in, yeah, you know, and then they put out slip cases. God, well, I don't, I don't know why I don't have that shit. You know what I mean? That's that's weird. Is that? Would, do you know the aftermarket for? Uh, you know, just you saying I don't that. Know. I'm like anything Barry Windsor, like that dude is from. I met him and I met him and uh, Dynamic Forces had a con in New York and it was the best con because pretty much it was doubled for people to go to Nick Berucci's hotel room and just sign shit all night. Yeah, I don't even know like what Barry Windsor looks like. He's one of the only. He looks like uh, he looks like Bill Nighy from from uh. your favorite movie Love Love Actually. He looks like that guy. But there <laughs> yeah. was a guy who asked him. I remember him him literally being belligerent to someone. He's like, "Who is your inspiration?" He's like Jack Kirby. He's like next. He was like mean to the guy. Yes. He's like Jack Kirby. That's all there is. Next, and he was like all British. I'm not gonna do my. Yes. I can't yeah. top your British impression. No, you can't. So I won't. I won't even try. No, you just gotta watch Rogue <laughs> One more. And it'll come. Everyone's to you. British. So like, in a, okay, I'll do a 17 tangent. Um, if 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 you do so, like while we're so the reason the reason we're talking all these Marvel characters, we're talking about diversity. We're talking about females. We're talking about you know African Americans. You're talking about Kamala Khan's a uh, Arabian. Yeah. You know she's from. Um, Saudi Arabia. So, like, you're talking all these characters here. Why in the Star Wars universe, if you're a British, or in Carrie Fisher's case, God rest her soul, for, like, five minutes British, um, the first five minutes of Star Wars, she's British because she's taking, like, elocution lesson, you know, lessons yeah. in speaking. Um, you have to be brunette. If you're a female, you have to be brunette and British. That's it. And then, yeah. and, and then, and then, and then, Star Wars casting news for Han Solo, Han Solo, 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 Solo movie. That's what it's called. Um, <laughs> yeah, the that's solo what it's called. Tenth degree. Right. So, which 
you know, a Star Wars story wraparound. But like they they cast I mean they cast uh what's her name? They cast Emilia Clark. Yeah. From who's guess what? She's a British brunette. Yeah. Awesome. There's, Way to go. Yeah, there's just some there's also a theory that for uh, like a lot of these like modern these newer actresses that they all have an, like an overbite because the smile shows up and their teeth show up on camera so much <laughs> more prominent because everyone seems to have an overbite now. So Felicity Jones and Daisy Ridley have an overbite. Emily Clark does have an overbite. Yeah. yeah. That's wow. Okay. There's uh, okay. And, and hashtag overbites but, for yeah, Star Wars. But you know what it is up? Like, I don't Can I get that going? Does that sound like Yeah, overbites for Star Wars. I'm gonna write that down. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it like but in my mind, because uh, like you know, I've 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 read a lot about old like old Hollywood. You know, like that was a town built on ideas. Okay? Like just like like ideas and what people thought were best practices and some of that stuff still exists today. Mm-hmm. It gets packed and, and it's almost like it's like a way to execute. And it's it's just, I forget what Woody Allen movie talks about it, but it's almost like you almost want it to be true. But he talks about it might be um, Stardust Memories, it might okay. be Star or Broadway Danny Rose, mm-hmm. but one of those maybe one of those. But he talks about like why things are funny with the letter K, and as a comedy writer, you only write things that begin with K. Like chicken is funny, but bear is not. Cucumber is not funny, but pickle is. And he goes through all this stuff, and you're like, holy crap, maybe, like, that makes a lot of sense. But, like, it's the same with, like, the three rule. Like, like you you show a MacGuffin twice, and by a third time, the audience gets it. Right, right. So, like, there's these things, but they're kind of true, because they they do work. Like, you know, and and maybe the the Disney overbite thing... (laughs) Is a real thing. Like maybe it's real. Like they, they, they. <laughs> That's fascinating. I just, I, I can just imagine people just saying like, like uh, it has to be like this, and then like you get orders from the top, and you just follow your like, like you know, like when it comes to the executive structure, like they sit down and they decide these things, and and two years might go by before they have another discussion on it. Right. Like they don't like they all know these people are just doing their jobs. I don't, Whatever. I yeah, know, I know we're like week three into Star Wars, just completely overtaking all box office. So I, you know, it's so, not no stopping. So it. It, is is that vindicating Rogue One now? Um, it's it's uh, legs to to where people were like, it's not like really a standalone and and it um. It's it's too dark and it's too slow you know, in the beginning. I, um, and here's here's the problem. It, like I I love I do think it's very very good. Here's here's the issue is is this is that you make a movie that's a standalone movie, but it's not a standalone movie because it it pushes it so far into saga, but then they're saying it's not a saga movie, so it's confusing. Yeah. And then like the, a couple things confuse me on that movie is that they they literally end minutes before episode four, like yeah. minutes. Yeah. Okay. Um. And, and so you're creating a sense of dread that you already knew was going to happen at the beginning of Star Wars. Yeah. The beginning of episode well, four. Yeah, but it's, so. it's also, too, where in episode four they say the ship received a transmission. Right. And, and we all know it was a USB drive. First it was a huge floppy. <laughs> yeah. It was a huge. <laughs> and then became a USB drive right. that the guy nice, beautiful gave, flat. The guy handing it off. gave to the other guy before he got to give it to creepy. The, 
Kind yeah, of fish but that's yeah, okay. but but the whole thing though. It's but the button's really weird and ironic. It's it's such a strange button on the, and the end of the movie that that she's there. Like that's it, the movie doesn't say that it's a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't say it just says Rogue One. There's no wraparound text. Yeah. It's a different. But uh, you know, is, I'll, I'll tell Disney you thing. I'll tell yeah. you what I think they're doing though, because they're defining it as they're kind of pushing the Star Wars anthology. Pretty soon, that's fine. pretty soon that's going to go away, and pretty soon when we're done with episode nine, the episodes are going to go away too for a while. So we'll only have these like anthologies, mm-hmm. and and people have to get used to Star Wars movies being different. And I think if they do like a few movies that are like in relatable ideas and topics and things connected to mm-hmm. one through nine, that. Eventually, we'll get Star Wars movies that are that were just like the comics from Dark Horse, that were yeah, like Dark Crimson Empire, Empire. Yeah, 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 like Crimson Empire, like these mm-hmm. like like thread movies that like an X Wing Rogue Squadron film. Exactly, yep. that is completely unrelated to anything that happened within the episodes. And once they do that, and Star Wars becomes like a true like anthology series, it's going to be bigger than any of the episodes. Because they're going to be able to have a level of experiment with these movies, and and it's going to work just like what happened with the Dark Horse comics. You're going to have people that like, like some of the humor, like mm-hmm. you know, like Dark Horse did it all. You know, you go, and and there's going they to went to dark times. They went way in the future with like Cade Skywalker. Yeah. Like it, it was like Luke's like grandson. Like you're, they did a lot of you're going weird to get, shit. Yeah, and yeah. I think you're going to get that stuff. And that stuff was like outside of Dark Empire. That stuff was the better. Like you know, like Dark Empire was great because it was yeah. like. Like the first one out of the gate, that tried to make that that connective tissue of all. I feel like the story. they're asking that was they were asking for permission to, to go with experiments, and that's the way I feel with Rogue One. Is it like it didn't? It wanted to bridge the gap between like I'm doing my own thing, yeah, but I can't do my own thing. Right. Like you know what I mean? Like it was kind of like yeah, and which was weird because um, and this is where like sound became very important to me. To me, I think that sound in Star Wars is extremely important, not just the John Williams concepts. And what I mean by that is, is I felt that every time, um, I, I think I want the Star Wars movies to sound a certain way. And this was another thing where my expectation of the movie just kept ruining the movie for myself. Well, I, I, I get that. I like, really do. Like I, I understand that you want to make your own film, but at the same point, when I see yeah. Darth Vader walk around, I want to hear the Imperial March. When yeah. I see like a, a heroic, like, Tie fighter battle, like you know, that like when I yeah. see the when I see the X wings moving, I don't know. I just need to hear that, and and it, it was distracting. It almost felt like it was like like a yeah. knockoff but, movie because when they started to do that, I was like, oh, they're gonna, oh no, they're not. But that's but that's what I mean. And my brain kept going yeah. like, but that's, am I hearing that's that what noise? I mean about how they're like taking you off the nipple with this shit. Yeah, they they like literally. They literally are. Yeah, <laughs> because like, like I saw so like I felt some of that too, but at the same time I'm like. When they when when I knew they were going to kill everyone, like mm. after um that dude got blown up in the uh by the grenade the grenade that yeah. gets like like that dude that did like Bodie Rook I know every character yeah like the the hail mary the hail mary like stormtrooper like the Aaron Rodgers stormtrooper that like hooked that I thing like in. you know what I thought that was pretty cool like I I don't know I, to me I like that everyone died a, a different way I mean of course I love I love the Donnie Yen character you know the yeah. Ch- Chirrut U- oh wait wait you Chirrut mean Uwe. you mean uh, Snowman from the the Blood Pack in Blade Two. <laughs> 
You mean Snowman? Oh my god, that's right. What if he's the exact same character? What if he's playing literally <laughs> yeah. the same character? He just moves from movie to movie. <laughs> <laughs> the snowman was like the best part of the blood pack. Oh shit! It was so freaking cool. I love movie. Blade Two. Jesus Blade Christ! The, Blade Two. I think my we're favorite. gonna close the podcast. We're gonna go now. We're gonna go watch Blade Two, yeah. and then stay up all night and watch Speed Racer twice. I'll, I'll be <laughs> perfectly happy with it. <laughs> How would if, that be? If the snow apocalypse happens, we're fine. Like we're really excited about it. Yeah, we it's actually we got we, snow we got everything we need here. Cat, you have a lot of cat food. Yeah. I'm, so if we run out of food, I, I'm hungry. Yeah, plenty I, of protein. Yeah. Well, now I'm, in, now I'm in the. Uh, I mean, after the, eight the seasons food. of uh, Walking Dead, I think cat food's like a delicacy in the season eight. Oh, I never. So even, that's good. Yeah, you know, I haven't watched anything. You're fine. You're doing fine. You know what's happening? Carl's miserable, three. and like he's on a rooftop with beans. No big deal. Totally fine. Okay. It's the same. I'm just like, I think that shows where where I knew it was going to end up. They're like out of zombie things to do. Right, but the whole point of the concept was oh, what happens. What happens yeah, after? No, yeah. like I mean, the whole their initial walking to the concept is like what will happen after two hours because we've never seen that and that's interesting. But now we're up to like two hundred and seventy hours of film, <laughs> and yes. now we're like, oh, can, when are we supposed to end this? Wasn't yeah. that the concept? Oh shit, we forgot. Um, so to go back to like we're gonna stop the tangent, go back to my other tangent, which is the other yes. tangent. So Star Wars sounds okay. So oh, yeah. so music. So Michael Giacchino had about five weeks to make this yeah, thing because. Yeah. So I don't, and I love Michael Giacchino. He has our Star, Speed Racer. That's our guy. Yeah, yeah, that's our guy that has the best score ever. He did. Um, he did Doctor Strange, which is a very strange. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, no, ironically, I thought, pun I, intended. I, I thought. Yeah, I thought Strange had good themes. There was weird, like, like there was harpsichord. There was crazy yeah, there shit. Was there was crazy stuff in, in it. And Doctor Strange. Yeah. yeah, and that's the first time in a while because most of the scores, especially like the Captain America scores, they're all like I don't even know what. They're all yeah, just but, like they're all strange. They're dude, all the weird. Al- the yeah. Al- Alan Silvestri's Captain America: First Avenger is that's the, the most heroic. That's well, that's that's, that's the Rocketeer like concept. Yeah, that's the, that's him but moving then Rocketeer the, um, themes. But also like the um, the helicarrier theme in Avengers, mm-hmm. top notch. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of the Marvel stuff is a little bit overlooked because people are still, they're so locked into John Williams. Like, they really think if, if, the, if, if the theme doesn't hum the title of the movie. <laughs> Huzzah, <laughs> we did the movie. Yeah, Rogue, like, Rogue One. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this is the Superman movie. Like, right, right. Is, like, you know, like, if it doesn't, if you well, can't do I said it, that about, like, uh, when I was yelling about Rogue One to everyone, and they're like, you hate it. I'm like, no, I love it. You know what I mean? But everyone's like, you hate it. Yeah. I'm like, no, I don't. I really love it. But, like, so when Darth Vader shows up, I want to hear the... Dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun, dun. I want to hear that, but then when that doesn't show up, I'm like, what's happening? So I almost feel like if, if Jaws showed up in Star Wars for some reason, who the fuck knows? So Jaws shows up. <laughs> like, if Jaws showed up, he's like... Like, and it's not the, like... Like, if it's not that, I feel, like, weird. I feel strange. I really... But you know what it is? If they can change... Batman themes, change Spider-Man themes, change. Yeah, but you can okay. So like in your brain right now, the, the what X-Men. is the Tim Burton Batman theme? What is the what is the Danny Elfman? Like yeah. you know it, right. Like but, you know it. But the thing is that you hear it in your head in any Batman movie. In Batman vs. Right. you're hearing the Danny Elfman theme. You know, like I mean, to me, the Hans Zimmer, he just falls on his piano, and that's the theme. Yeah. Like who's, you know what I mean? Who's your um, excluding John Williams? Mm-hmm. And his like fifty effing yeah. It's, you know things are you know things are messed up and and the just the way how things go. That John Williams has been nominated for like fifty Academy Awards, right? Multiple times, many years. 
Because whatever sure. movie he'll like, he'll do a Spielberg, he'll do a Luca, he'll do yeah, he'll three do, a he'll year, he'll do whatever. Okay, like Memoirs of a Geisha, like nominated, right. then Schindler's List gets nominated. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and you, he's only won like four. Right, and the four that he won were early. Okay, so now like his peers are just like no. <laughs> Were you gonna say that you want me to rank them? You want like, me to rank well, my composers? Yeah, like, who, like outside, like just who, like not even that. Like what, what even like score a movie stands out outside of uh, outside I think, uh, of Williams. I think, uh, Giacchino's tra- uh, track is really good. So yeah. like I think that track is good. Um, so I, I would have to go Giacchino for all his Pixar work, which goes okay, from like yeah, up, yeah. like up is fantastic. Like I feel up inside out. Um, you know, it's working Doctor Strange. Such a waste. I hate that. It's such a waste. It depends on where you're coming. Like it depends on where you're coming. That I think was the like score. a DreamWorks. That was like Blue Sky. That was even DreamWorks. <laughs> I think DreamWorks has for years has been topping Pixar. I'm the only one that thinks that. For years. Uh, I like the Kung Fu Pandas. The, I don't know. Kung Fu Pandas. Yeah. Monsters All the Kung Fu Pandas aliens, are ridiculous. Mega Mind. Mega Mind is yeah, fantastic. that's very underrated. Yeah, that's huge. Underrated. That, but uh, I don't care. But anyway, yeah. So who's what's Illumination's no good though. I think Illumination's Illumination, garbage. Yeah, Illumin. But you know what it is though, dude. They they struck gold with the. They uh, print money. With with the minions, <laughs> they struck gold. And you know what though? Those things make me pee myself whenever they. You know what's crazy about that? That's the director is just making shit up. Yeah. And that's what I find the most exciting. Yeah, and then the weird, like weird Star Wars slash Marvel connectivity. I wanted to say it earlier when we were talking about Alan Silvestri, uh, which I believe Alan Silvestri did the Rocketeer uh, yes. score with Joe Johnston. Joe Johnston, creator of what? He created what? Oh, he cr- wait, hold up, Boba Fett's helmet. He created Boba Fett all together. Yeah, he's all actually together. in. If yeah. you if you can actually go on YouTube and you can see Joe Johnston, I believe yeah. it's I think it's him. Okay. he's actually in a, a Boba Fett prototype. It's all white. The white one, yeah, yeah. The one and that they love around. binding to that. Yeah, yeah. I saw some of that. Yeah, and he's like walking it, and they were like, it was like a it was like a documentary. It was like a CBS Sunday Morning. They're like, this is the new Star Wars character, and he's like, oh, we're putting this together. And he's yeah. walking around. They even color it. It was like what? Is no, that? Because, yeah, and but I think it wasn't Boba Fett's original. The Ralph McQuire original concept work, white. Uh, I thought he was. I don't know. I, I thought Joe Johnson sketched it, and I, I know that Joe Johnson. Had, like, I know they had a big part in like. Yeah. You well, know. It, those those environments are collaborative, though. Yeah. Meaning that like someone draws a sketch and ends up on your table, and you incorporate yeah. that into like a full fledged. Well, I still tell people painting. that like, uh, and people don't believe me, and you can look it up. Like that, the um, Millennium Falcon's a it's a burger. Yeah, it's a burger with with the olive. With the olive, yeah. My father used to tell me that. I couldn't like. I'm like, well, I can't see it, but now I'm older. I'm like, oh yeah, all right. And then and then you watch, you watch several. There's a well, it was like the journey of myth. There's some. There's something you can watch online now. You can watch a three hour, four hour documentary. The the original Falcon was a blockade runner. That's right. Then Space 2099 came out with a similar similar. ship, and they were like, no. And yep. then boom, Falcon. Like whatever. Like yeah. they're like, we gotta do something. And it was supposed <laughs> like, to fly sideways, and that didn't look good. And when yeah. it, they did it, and they're like, all right, just make it. Because originally, when it would fly sideways, the uh, the cockpit was supposed to just turn. Yeah, yeah. Oh, then, well, you know what they did that with? Um, Dash Rendar's uh, Alp. That's right. Alp Rider. Yeah. Alp Rider. His ship. I think that's right. Alp, yeah. Yeah. Dash Rendar was the. What was that? Shadows of the Empire. Shadows, Empire? Shadows of the Empire. Yeah. Which what? was between um, Empire and Jedi. And Jedi. Explains where Leia gets her disguise from. 
Mm. Leia runs into a villain called Shizor, which is like um, Shizor XI. Yeah, yeah. Which is a a gangster above Jabba the Hutt that works with the Empire. Mm -hmm. Like he's like the. um, Well, they use they're using Thrawn in Rebels. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I don't even care about that. I guess they got to do shit. I saw the new preview and it looked a little compelling because it has Obi Wan in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's supposedly that they um. They're they're like fan service to get Mark and and. Mark's like, it worked. It totally worked. I'm going to watch this. <laughs> I, I read it. I'm going to binge it, and then I'm going <laughs> to yeah. tweet about it. And I'm going to be angry, and I'm going to hashtag it. Yeah. Overbites for Star Wars. That's my hashtag. Yeah, that's actually a pretty good hashtag. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. We created it. Here. You heard it here first. It's not going to go anywhere. Mullet uh, Superman. Hashtag Mullet Superman. Yeah. <laughs> Mullet <laughs> Superman might come back. If they put Mullet Superman in Justice League, I'll be so happy. Well, you know, what are they doing? Do you know anything that they're doing with that? With, I've not seen any set pics of, look, Justice League wrapped, and I just don't, they haven't, there wasn't a lot of stuff leaked from it, I think it's kind of interesting that there's nothing leaked from it. Well, I I believe all leaks are purpose, are on purpose. Probably, yeah. Because if they they can lock down Luke Skywalker not appearing in Force Awakens. That's pretty fascinating, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so any leak is just on, like... No, there was like, a leak for that. He was in the costume. There was a leak for that. I saw it. I saw it. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, yeah, but, but, but the, not on the mountain. But these leaks. Yeah. yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, but these. We're gonna take him to weird to Iceland. Take him to fucking nowhere. Yeah. So you know you can't see. Matt Matt Mickelson. I just want to do a quick shout. Matt Mickelson Award for best character <laughs> of the year. Like just just best because Matt Mickelson played two characters that were very interesting this year. He's always been great, but you know him playing Casilli is totally different. Than anything he's ever played, really fascinating, kind of an interesting, yeah. sympathetic villain, good Marvel villain, and then I loved him in in Rogue One. I yeah, loved yeah, him yeah. in Rogue One. Yeah, I think he's he's super fascinating. He's a um, he's got like a screen presence. He's so good in I it. Know, wasn't even. And yeah. the hologram scene is just nuts. Yeah, it, it should have punched. I think a little bit heavier because I don't think that if I would have had extra six or seven lines of gins that I've already seen. Yeah, if they were in there, like. You know, like I just think I just feel like I feel like I know more about Jin from the trailers than what I got in the movie. Yeah, well, here's the one point that people are missing with Rogue One, mm-hmm. and I to me this is very clear, is that Jin's father, you know, what the guy's name? Galen Urso. Yeah, Galen. I know the, all the names. The guy from Valhalla that rips out <laughs> men's extraments. <laughs> it's right. like the first five minutes of that movie. That's okay, right. that's a brutal, beautiful colors in that it, movie, right? It's a beautiful um, movie. Our, I guess our greatest modern day director now, our Nicholas Winding Refn. He is fantastic. Mm-hmm. He is he is made the best movie of the year. I wonder. I wonder if we lost everyone just now. Probably. So the Neon Demon also beautiful, beautiful colors. Haunting Schooler. Only um, God forgives. Drive. Bronson. This dude is a force. I of do nature. love that guy. Yeah. He's a force of nature, man. He makes yeah. real movies. He he he's, he's you're what you I'm sure you've watched his interviews on YouTube. He's completely unapologetic for anything he yeah. does. It's fascinating. Yeah. He's a new auteur that no one I, yeah. I feel that like that stuff's gonna matter. Yeah. Only God forgives is as it's so funny because that is that movie. Uh, I don't understand what the blowback was. You know what's funny? That could be the the literal like other side of La La Land, because it's about an actress. Yeah. And it's like it could literally yeah. be the flip side of that movie. That's the um, real quick talking about scores, only God forgives. Incredible right. score. Yep. The theme for that movie is some serious. It's super haunting, sh- dude. 
You didn't see um it's, it's like a march too, which is great. Just before I before we forget, uh there's no new Ben Burt. Like I don't feel that any of the new Star Wars movies have any type of like weird like stuff. There's none of not, it. Not not yet. It's too late. They did episode seven. They did Rogue One, and the, to, to me, yeah, but but, but see, I can actually think about think I can think about episode one. I can but, think about the episode one, two, or three. But, but I can here, hear the weird clunks in the pod pod racers. Like yeah. you know what I mean? I can hear. Uh, I, I see what you mean. But yeah, I'll I'll tell you one thing though. I love those sound designs, man. They. Here's one thing. There's no sound design in these movies. They. They're the same. It's yeah. the same thing. I just did it. For, I think You're for welcome. now. I think. You could hire me. I, I could be yeah. a TIE fighter. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I can't even do it. <laughs> well, I can't do a British accent. Yeah, or like so the... Yeah, it's just like... It's it, so awesome. Yeah. But but I think a lot of the movement for the new Star Wars movies was like, we have to get it back. Mm-hmm. Because it literally got destroyed by a maniac that no one said no to. Well, I... And, and now <laughs> you, you can debate the merits of those episodes one, two, and three. We can debate the merit of those movies up and down, mm-hmm. back yeah. and forth. But essentially, it doesn't even matter, but the, the repercussions of those movies was it destroyed the biggest film franchise in history. Destroyed. And I, I do understand them like sticking to a similar storyline or sticking to something similar for Force Awakens. Doing something very familiar with Rogue One. Both and of these movies, the directors have impossible yeah. tasks. But now doesn't impossible. it seem but doesn't it seem easier now after Rogue One that now like there can yeah, be like sure. people yeah. stepping in and marching and and contributing. Yeah. Like you did not get like before they've offered Force Awakens to a ton of people, and everyone was like, "You're crazy! No, I can't do it." Yeah, I, I want, I, I wanted to do it my entire career. I can't do yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. decline. Uh, this is Thank my so much. childhood dream, but no. <laughs> <laughs> well, supposedly, like, well, Aaron said no. Yeah, he had Star Wars is is in a ton of Star Trek, the new one, like yeah. a lot of R two D two is in that movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's what I mean. Like there's lots of but, in that. Yeah, but and, and he declines. But and we never seen anything. Look, no one cared if James Bond ever came back, right? Mm-hmm. And then right. they got the the Paul Fig. Um, who's that guy? Who's James Bond? Dane. Uh, yeah, the Martin Campbell. Yeah, the Daniel Kissing Craig. Royale. So yeah, the Martin yeah. Campbell. Re- yeah, revamp. but that was written by Paul Fig, though. Wasn't he the story guy for the those the first that, that and Quantum of Solace? Not Paul Fig. Who's the guy that did uh, Paul Fig Crash? Paul Fig Spy, which is also no, 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 not Crash. Really the, good. Yeah, the guy that did Crash. crash. Oh, Paul Haggis. Paul Haggis. Oh, I don't know. Is that was, how, I'm that pretty happened? sure he was the guy behind yeah. the the James Bond revival. But no one cared if James Bond came back. No one really even cared. After like Batman begins, like you're like okay, you're like no Batman, but right. it was a there was no other film ever that had to come back like Star Wars. I, I understand if they played it safe to get it back, but knowing how far they've come by playing it safe, you're almost like shit, dude. Like they're really going to let these guys start doing stuff. They're mm-hmm. going to let them push and look. Just imagine that, like. 
when Marvel started with what they have. Mm-hmm. It started with one great movie and three movies I kind of felt a little bit flat and and flat I felt I loved them all, but you know, like generally a little flat line. Right. And then you got the Avengers. And like they were they they built towards this like they had this they created this like momentum and built like a culture within right. the Marvel Studios. You know, like it's all culture based. Like that's a lot of the X Factor people don't realize. Like the Transformer movies are a culture, the Harry Potter movies are a culture. Pixar is a culture. Star Wars now, like they're growing that culture. They're only two movies deep. It's not that like it's not like no. yeah. It was. I mean, Force Awakens is an impossible feat. So, but I think there was something that I heard uh, that Kevin Smith said. He's like they're creating something called almost almost like a new nostalgia. So I'm seeing something new, yet I have nostalgia for it, whether it be sound, whether it be there's a droid that I know. Like there's just yeah. enough. I mean, or or even just concept, or even if someone going to a planet and taking plans and putting in a droid, and we gotta get the oh, droid over there. Like, yeah, the 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 theme is close enough to what I want it to be. And and you know what, though, real quick, Kylo Ren's lightsaber, awesome sound design. That is good. Yeah, that's probably Kylo the best. Ren's ship landing, that low mm-hmm. hum. Yeah, really good too. Yeah, I and and, and maybe I'm just because I'm a Kylo Ren. Fane boy, yeah, and, and I have I, a, you have a collar and pillow. It's right there. I'm it, seeing it. Yeah, right I now. also have a collar and sex box. <laughs> I'm not, not. This is not a joke, but all right. Yeah, but you know, you gotta keep your. Uh, you know, it's a lonely Saturday night. just a pillow. Gonna... <laughs> My mother bought me the pillow from Target. She's like, "You like Star Wars? Here's a. I got this for you. The the pillow's gotta end up on the bed. Right. Yeah. It, wow. Yeah. It got ro- it got rotated up there just because I got Christmas pillows. Right. On the bed, so. Yeah, we, we do Christmas coordinate. here. Yep. Yeah, you gotta coordinate. But <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I'm a little bit of a Kylo Ren uh fanboy, but mm-hmm. at the same time though, no, it's like but like would you even consider Captain what's it, Phasma? Phasma? What the heck is that dude's girl's name? Boba Fett? No, Captain Phasma. I know it's got it's it's uh, Oh, you're saying it's Boba Fett. But even like Because it's the cool looking character that does nothing. Right, and gets but, thrown into the trash, or it gets thrown away, or maybe you don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. But um, she like even had her like her the voice like we know what that girl sounds Gwendolyn like. Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah, yep. but it's but even like that was good design. Even, like Carlo Ren's distortion, like it's great, it's really creepy. good design. Yeah, yep. that's what I mean. Like, there was a lot to. There's a lot of stuff in there. I, I just I like just BB-8s, mean, like, dude, BB eights. Tweaks and burps and things all sound design hundred times better than R2. BB-8 well, is a cute little mother effer. He's so freaking cute. He's way better than R2 in my eyes. I have I have BB-8 shirt. I have I was BB-8. For oh Halloween. wait wait you, yeah. So I you should for really. that, that picture. <laughs> I should for that picture. You're like here's a BB-8 shirt. I have BB-8. Shirt. I have BB-8 shirt, shirt that is either that, obnoxiously great or greatly obnoxious. I thought it was one of the pajamas. So that's a shirt that's shirt. A, that's a t-shirt. Uh, amazingly on clearance. You believe that? I bought uh, that on clearance. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, can I, I buy two of these? Do you have more of these? Yeah, like, no. I think more of my size. They're like, no, no, no. Yeah, I, dude, BB-8 sounds Yeah, I was, uh, you amazing. know what was so funny was I was, so Star Wars came out was December last year, the 16th or something like that, 18th, and um, 
I went to a Halloween party, and I kind of knew, I kind of thought everyone, I went to Center City, I went right to, like, the Sheridan, they had a huge thing. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I remember yeah, I, built we my, were, I built my BB-8 costume, yeah. and, I, and I made it out of, out of <laughs> umbrella, I made it out of umbrellas, and I spun the umbrellas with some, like, you know, it was very innovative, I took a BB-8 toy, I took the sound, the sound little button out yeah. of it, and I made this, I put it on my, on the handle, and I made the sounds, and I got a, I got a, a, a dome thing, and I made the costume, it's 38 bucks, 48 bucks. Yeah. And I put it up, and I made it, handmade it, painted it, and uh, went to this thing, and, and like, seven people knew who I was. There was, like, a thousand people there. Yeah. No one knew who I was. I was walking in, I was like, I'm going to win this costume contest, because I made this from, like, scratch, and I and I am BB-8, and no one yeah. knows who I am. And, and I would spin, I taped the two umbrellas together, and then I would spin them, like, with my hand, because I just had, like, a bungee cord did you, holding them. Did you get any girls with this? Oh, God, no. No, no way. <laughs> Was there any girls there? No. There must have been girls there. No, there was a girl that I knew, and she would, like, oh, a, you know, she was but, like, like your, yeah. you know, but she had her own thing I going. I would give you, you know a pops I mean? if you pulled some No, and I had, like, a fever that night. I went in, and I was, like, 108. I was, like, I was, I was burning up, what the hell but you I was, doing? like, because I needed, I was, like, this is important on BB-8. Do you no, understand? it's not important. You sleep through the fever. No, I went home, and I vomited, and it was horrible. Yeah. But I was, like, to me, in my brain, in the beginning of the day, I'm, like, I'm going to go here. I'm going to win a costume contest. Win like a th- it was, like, $1,000. I won nothing. I lost money. I think I lost my wallet. I don't know what happened. And I went home and I vomited. Like, it was the worst night ever. But I expected ever. But then if I went this year, I was like, everyone knows who BB-8 is. So don't. Yeah. Anyway. Yes, BB-8. Best. That's a very good sound design. Yeah. I just feel just that, like, I know when I think about even. Okay. So so think about, like, when Obi-Wan jumps on. When I'm talking episode two, Obi-Wan, Attack of the Clones, he jumps on that weird lizard thing. Can you hear what the lizard thing sounds like? Yeah. It's He's like. Like, a, like, a like he does, like. Yeah. Right, so I just feel that I know. So, so real, real quick though, I know what all the sound. I, does, know, I just does, think Ben Burtt's ridiculous. Does, does that lizard lizard thing die when it gets shot from the? Uh, Nothing dies in Attack of the Clones. Everything, actually, everything dies in Attack of the Clones. So yeah. So then they kill the little lizard dude. Because like <laughs> you never see what happens, he falls. But how can right. Obi Wan take that fall and live, but the lizard die? This is Obi Wan. Again, he's resilient. So he uses Here's, the force. Okay, so he don't use the force the to save the lizard. So we'll go to Obi Wan theory for a second. So, so, uh, Ian McGregor directed some shitty movie this year, and he was on tour. And the only way to promote that shitty movie is to answer questions about Star Wars. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> so the only that's, way to get promotion, sounds... for like, what's the name of his movie? I don't know. He directed the movie. <laughs> what was it? I don't know. It's a not Star Wars movie. It's a not Star Wars movie. So they're like, hey. They, they made new movies. Do, do you think you'd be Obi-Wan? You're old now. And he's like, okay. And he really doesn't look that old. They're putting out Train Spotting too. He kind of looks the same. He doesn't look that yeah. different. Yeah, he, all, he doesn't Everyone seem Everyone aged like, yeah. horribly. Like that trailer, I'm like, well, Mark Renton looks exactly the same as Mark Renton in Train Spotting 1. So, like, it's very strange when I'll, I see that. I'll tell you one thing. You have to watch The Island, directed by Michael Bay. You love that. I do... Uh, oh, you know what's funny? Didn't he take a scene from that? There was a highway scene he stole yeah, from himself. Yeah, put it in Bad Boys too. But And I think he even put it in Transformers. I think he used it multiple, multiple times. No, <sighs> I, w- I wouldn't say, no. Transformers is littered with high- highway chase scenes. And, but and, isn't and, swiping if you did it yourself in a movie that no one saw? No, because like, you know what it is? You're, you're, you're perfecting. Because I'll tell you one repurposing thing. Repurposing it. Some of the car stunts are phenomenal. In Bad Boys too, like they, like yeah. I think that was like literally when they started flipping cars, mm-hmm. and they have like a cannon that air shoots the car. It's like the craziest thing, and that's how the cars like they roll 
like and and you never saw you never saw real cars roll like that right. ever. And now like you watch any Face and Furious movie and every freaking right, car right. does it. But I'm almost positive whatever they put forth in 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 the island mm-hmm. got perfected for the industry in Bad that Boys too. You throw your hands and you have Obi Wan and Black Widow and huh. Wow. Yeah, in the future movie. I was telling someone recently we were watching trailers. I was like, look, there's like there's Michael Caine, so that's there's Alfred. Like I yeah. just I come every movie has a character yeah. with a character. It's all it, no, it's all overlaps right now. Right. So right now yeah. it's like there's Wolverine. Like <laughs> yeah. what was, oh, what, I the, was, the prestige is like there's Alfred yeah. and Wolverine and Batman. Oh dude and Black Widow's in that. Yeah. Like, how do you do this movie? Dude, I was watching. I became Harvey Firestein just now. I have no <laughs> idea how that happened. <laughs> Almost as good as your as British. I'm going to call my lawyer. Maybe not my lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> this is where it gets loopy. Yeah. This, is, this is the okay. time. I was just watching um, Joe and Ethan Cohen's. Um, mm. They made the movie with Poe Dameron. Oh, oh Inside the Well and Davis. Okay. Yep. And, Fantastic. And it's Poe Dameron and Kylo Ren. And, <laughs> <laughs> and wait, wait, well, is, did Justin Timberlake do anything? Yeah, Shit. yeah Justin Timberlake. He was in Shrek, like, but he was in, like, what did he do in Shrek? What was Shrek 3? He was... Oh, was... Oh, he was... He was, like, Prince Charming. Was he Prince Charming or something? He might have... No, 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 no. Shrek 2 had Prince Charming. Uh, he played somebody in... He, he was in Shrek 3. I would say, why can't he be the, the Facebook guy? He wasn't in that. Well... Yeah. Oh, he was—he was—he uh, was the Napster guy. He yeah, was Napster. Napster. Shane Nap- something. You have Napster hanging out with Kylo Ren and, and Poe Dameron, and they sung a song together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they created a song together. I'm just like watching this movie, and I'm like, man, I can't even watch a movie right now. You know what's so like, weird is that, like, I think that um, Oscar Isaac, like that movie, I really, I saw that movie. It was one of the many. It's gonna sound really depressing for a second. You ready? So that was one of the many movies I see by myself. Because I'd say, "Hey, I'm gonna go see this movie," and I was like, "No, I never seen the movie by myself." I I always no one. I never been out to eat by myself. Like went to like a place to eat by myself, and I never seen the movie. And I almost saw Doc. Almost. Almost saw Doctor Strange by myself because I wanted to see it so bad. I see. I saw. And I just I held up. But you know, I was supposed to see it with a girl, and she's like, "You want to go?" Because like, no, we're kind of like friends or whatever. And then the election happened, and she, wait, wait. She's a depressed or. But no, no, she shoots me a text message out of nowhere, out of nowhere. Who did you vote for? And I'm like, well, like, it's no, I, I didn't vote because I'm registered in Jersey and I live in PA, so, like, whatever. And, but um, it's no secret I support Donald Trump. Right. It was now, a stack of now, Trump now, books behind now you. Now, I had multiple conversations with this girl about Donald Trump. She's been here. She's seen my Donald Trump bookshelf. Like, have it, like, right there. Like, <laughs> right there. I, I yeah, like, everyone sees it. Everyone knows it. Everyone, yeah. like, we there's all Trump, talk about There's it. Trump bios behind you, but that's not the Trump section. Trump no, section yeah, yeah. There. The Trump bios are written by critics of history. Right. The Over there yeah. is your Trump And section. all of these bios throughout here were ones way before any election. Mm-hmm. These were ones about his business practices or documenting what mm-hmm. he did with the casinos. Very insightful stuff. But anyway, I've always been, like, a, I've always read Trump. I know who's going to run for president, but whatever. So... I don't think he knew. Yeah, he, right. He's just like, well, it's a Tuesday. What am I doing? 
You know, I still, I still go back. Did you ever see the video where they provoked him, where he went to like a, a White House conference, or he went to like yes, a White House dinner? Yeah, that's people think that the correspondence. I totally dinner, think it's that. That's where they think it came from because he got he he Obama no one, mocked him. Yeah, because he said you'll never. You, there's no way that you'll be president. And he's yeah. like, well, I'll show you. Yeah. Like I'm gonna do it. And, and that, like, not only that, dude, he ripped apart the parties, the party's front runners. He ripped right. apart the golden boys mm-hmm. quickly. I'm telling you, dude, there was something there. Like yeah. you, you can't engineer it. You can't fake it. There's something there. Something. No, I mean, in the age of YouTube, it's very interesting. You can go back and see some of that and see the so, theories. And there's really not too much. It's very fascinating to me. But it also goes back to, I mean, shit, when we were kids, we were walking around, like, Deptford. Did you grow up in Deptford? Well, not far. Like, you were in like 15 minutes, yeah. Right. So, like, we're walking around. And when we were young, you know, we're, like, old now. We're 30. We're almost 40. But the... um. It was a concept when you were younger that anyone could be president. Yes. Okay. And then when we grew up, we understood that like you had to do a bunch of stuff to be president, and it would be impossible to be president. Suppo- it became to a point where you're like, I think it would be impossible to be president. Yeah. Suppose. Yeah. Suppose. Because here's the thing, it's like somehow people got the impression that these government jobs are full time jobs. They're all part time jobs. Every level of government, most. Uh, local offices should only be open a couple of days a week. It takes very little to run. Now it's like this giant business. There's no bigger business than the U.S. government. What's wrong with a businessman running the world's biggest business? I don't get it. But it's that's where how ridiculous it is right now because people think like there's such a thing as qualification. Mm-hmm. For I'm very confused with that. Like what? What qualification is there? A degree? Is there? What mm-hmm. books do you read to become qualified for president? Where should you just start to become qualified for for president? What right. you just throw yourself into the ether and get lucky and maybe get experience and then if you are qualified, shouldn't you have like quantifiable credentials and success? Right. And definitely Hillary like never had that, but she rightfully attacked her on. But that's what I mean. Like, I'm not like this dogmatic Trump supporter, but at the same time, there's like no way I could go for Hillary because she, like, if I got subpoenaed for something and I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to delete this laptop. So you subpoenaed me for my laptop. Uh, I lost it. I'm going to jail. <laughs> right. She you personally, you're going to she jail. She cannot. Right. Like, she doesn't. But at, at the same point, this girl was like, and I told her, I was perfectly honest. I said, look, I said, I, I support Trump. And then she goes, I don't know how I feel about that. And I said, well, okay. And I never wrote back. And that's that's why I miss seeing Dr. Strange. <laughs> and I was, like, so bummed out. Because, like, the girl was, like, oh, like, good time. We, like, we always hung out. We had so many good nights. Right. And it was just one of those things where I'm just. But you know what, though? I did message her on Christmas. I wish her a happy Christmas. And there was, um, wait, did, I wish you a happy like Christmas. Like, Kwan's, do you mean, like, like. Kwan's Monica or something? Did you do like Happy Kwan's Monica? No, I do. Like I huge do. No, I do Christmas. Because it's fucking Christmas. I, Put the Christ I, dude, in Christmas. I don't care. Even even my, my atheist friends, I don't fucking care. It's goddamn Christmas. Mm. It's the idea. Whatever. Like, get over it. But the. Um, but We the, love him bo- being born, and then we love killing him. We <laughs> love killing him. <laughs> we love watching dramatizations of killing him. Oh. Let's kill him. <laughs> yeah. We do. I'm Those sorry. That's solid like movies, that's though, a, man. Right? What's, what are we gonna what's, watch? What's What's your top 
like top Christ movies. What are you? Oh, going I to? mean, I go Passion of the Christ number you one. You go Passion. I can't. I've seen that movie one time. That's it. I'm okay with that. You know what? Because that was an experience, and there was people, and there was like I sat near. There was just people. To me, it was more of like an event. It was like an event film. Like it was like. Uh, shit, the only other event film that popped in my head was like the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I guess is weird to, to compare Passion of the Crisis to yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But remember when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out? We were all at the AMC 8. You know, we yeah, couldn't we, wait. Yeah, we were yeah. in line. You well, know what I mean? Like, that it was, was a little it. bit like Masters of the Universe, The yeah, Wizard. We were, it was it. That was and it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Those were like the three movies <laughs> I really remember. Dude, what I said The Wizard. The Wizard was huge. <laughs> was huge, dude. I Does anyone know what The Wizard is? They have to know. It's the old, it's the only video game movie that matters, including video game adaptations, because <laughs> those are just disgusting. <laughs> They're all terrible. Yeah. Assassin's Creed, they 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 made so many mistakes. How could you go wrong with a, like a Michael Fassbender? Not even Assassin's that. Like Creed movie? when you nail the look of it. Like, it looked like the game, Apparently right? it's terrible. And then, it's yeah, and then, I can't say it, so I don't like, know. Like, I had no idea that the game's... They say the games jump back and forth like that. Yeah. I know that was a factor in the games. Yeah, I only really, like, seen But why would you? Gameplay. Why would know. you do that, though? It's so much to more interesting in the other, like, scenario of just, like, assassin during Victorian... Right. So what's your favorite... We gotta go back to Jesus. Always, always, okay. Always go back to, to Jesus. So now, what's your favorite Christ movie? What's your favorite, like... Well, it's gotta have? be Ben-Hur. But that's... It's a tale of Christ as mm. subtitled... Ben-Hur is not Christ, but Ben-Hur is the the best story in the age of Christ and how Christ would influence people. So, Star Wars-Ben-Hur connection, you know what the Star Wars-Ben-Hur connection is? Oh, jeez. Because it always, listen, hashtag it always goes back to Star Wars. So, we have, how many hashtags do we make tonight? Hashtag it always goes back to Star Wars is this. Uh, Gareth Edwards took the, um, the same lenses that they used on Ben-Hur for okay. all the chariot sequences. Yeah. Um, and he put them on all the cameras for Star Wars. Okay. Rogue One. So oh. Rogue One, as you're seeing, and that's that's my weird nitpick of Rogue One, is the uncanny valley of the the, the talk the Tarkin. Like the Tarkin uh, thing bothers me because I don't think that yeah it doesn't like kill me like but it it's just way is he in it too much is he in the movie more than he is in New Hope? It seems like uh, it it's is. no it's it, like a while he's hanging out. And to me, so if you're going to take, if you're going to go and you're going to take the war, now, third act, yes, fantastic third act, having those lenses on that, if that's a thing, you know, I don't know if he's still shooting digital, um, I want to say he's shooting, everyone's shooting on the red dragon, you know what that is, or the red yeah. something, whatever, yeah. that's a new camera, a yeah. new IMAXI camera that's supposed to be great, yeah, look, they shot Guardians on it, the new yeah, Guardians. Yeah, there's, there's always new technology, new processes, he takes an uh, old lens and then right. puts it on and, and there's always someone. Yeah, there's always... And then they throw a digital guy in there and it looks weird. Yeah. Where was all, where was all my practical guys? Where's the weird, like, wampa-looking guy that's barely I, in it? Yeah, but I like... And where's the weird the guy that goes... Like, he's in it, like, yeah, twice. But where's I, the space monkey? The space monkey's barely yeah, in it. Yeah, but I like that, though. I like that... I want more, more, a little more space monkey. No, I like hashtag that... Hashtag more space Because you know what it is? <laughs> yeah, that's a good hashtag. <laughs> more space monkey. The, look, here, my, here's my thing. And I, I and I did arrive to this a little bit while watching Star Trek Beyond, right? Yep. Beyond. Dirt bike. Dirt bike. Star yeah. Trek. Yes. Hey, I don't fucking care. That's awesome. It's pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. Just 
have they all sure got dirt bikes. <laughs> Why does that have to be one guy distracting them with doing the donuts with the dirt bike? Yeah, it should Why does it just have to be Kirk? Yeah, it should have been kind of like Megaforce. <laughs> they all should have had rocket dirt bikes. And I'll tell you one thing. If you're listening this deep into the podcast. I'm sure everyone shut off. Tweet me at AKA Pad. AKA PAD. Let me know that you knew that reference. <laughs> you will get something. I don't care. I don't care. Put it in the mail. I don't freaking care. You will get something. But but no, no. It's but here's I'll the give thing. Give me this piece of paper where I wrote down various hashtags <laughs> that will not catch on. Here's what I realized with uh, Star Trek Beyond. Mm-hmm. That not every alien needs to do something. That movie had too many like little weird alien things doing crap. It's Abrams staple. Yeah, a little too much. But it was a little. It was way better. And even darkness way better in Star Trek. Okay, Rogue One was like, like we're in, like galaxies. We're in, mm. like yeah, you know, like we're 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 in the age of space travel or whatever whatever age this is in. Like this stuff is real. It's prevalent. It's part of, like the way these people live. I like that they added them because like they kind of did some of that in the originals. Mm-hmm. Like Prune Face being like one of the guys, the rebels that lay in it on on Endor. Prune Face. Like yeah, you know, like you always ha- you did always have background characters. Yeah, yeah. In that, and I like that Rogue One just 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 put it there and was like, you know what? Who cares? It looks fun. It looks it's cool. It's funny. You figure it out. Like you audience figure it out. And that and that is what that's like the Boba Fett effect. More, mm-hmm. more people are asking about the Wampa thing than, like, almost anything in that movie. They're like, what was that? I'm like, I'm fucking out. Like, was right, cool. Right. It had, like, a giant gun, whatever the hell it is. And yeah. it did create that. And, yeah. And, and I don't know if it was, like, designed, throwing shit to a wall or whatever, but it was – it succeeded. Well, see, I think that in, the, in the, that the third act, I think I think that's the best third act besides, besides Return of the Jedi. Um because everything was compelling. Like, I yeah. feel like when they moved around, they really only had two, right? Because they just had, well, they had three. They had the ground troops. Yeah, yeah. And they had it, was, Jin, it was a triple. And then they had, so they did, so yeah. they, they, they did that. They, um, you know, uh, Saw Guerrero says it's a trap. And then you have General Dodonna, <laughs> which General Dodonna is based off of Winston Churchill. I don't know if you know that. He has that little lip thing oh, okay. on purpose because he was, he was modeled after Winston Churchill, That's which I think cool. is great. That's cool, yeah, yeah. That's like so interesting uh, like it's you know what i mean they, they just do a lot of cool little work in it that you find yeah. out later like oh that's a great nod or that's a I'll, great thing i'll uh, say this real quick though about returning them to jedi because mm. i was watching the episodes for someone we watched all 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 six did, what order did you watch them there's something called a, <laughs> a hack what's it called a hacksaw there's something called like a where you're supposed to watch four five well, you can skip one, like one, two, three, six. Oh, you know what I'm no, talking about? We, That's like the way we that did you can one, watch three, that. six in order. I will tell you one thing: complete failure. Mm-hmm. You cannot watch those movies in order because you don't understand the callbacks in the earlier movies. Mm-hmm. Like when they reference like Jabba the Hutt, you're like, no one, you don't even care who that is. If you've never seen the movies for the first time, by the time you see Return of the Jedi, you hardly remember who Jabba is. Mm-hmm. Like, right. like you don't remember the Tuscan Raiders, and and uh, the Pod race, race or what? Right. Like, there's so many of these things. Well, the four five, the four, the reason why you do four five, you do four five, 
Because then the reveal is fascinating. Then you can get to watch the origin of yeah. Anakin. Yeah, I... Uh, you can actually I, watch, like, but you can actually watch... There's a one-hour version of yeah. the prequels. Did you I've, ever watch I, that? I've been... I, I know of its existence. I've been... I, I'm, Probably would be like but the one-hour version of the prequels has a little bit of one, not much, yeah, hardly anything, yeah. right? <laughs> like pretty much the the Qui-Gon dying and him saying I'm adopting this kid, and they're like no, and they're like no, really I am. Okay. And then like that was it. Then he dies, and then you know uh, this isn't I, you can't even say I feel like I should say spoilers, but come on, this movie's been out for a long time. Yeah. Um, and then it goes, but when you watch Attack of the Clones deleted scene, there's Attack of the Clones deleted scenes, which are all really, really good. And what's interesting is watching the Attack of the Clones deleted scenes, it's, it's Anakin showing up, and you meet, you meet Padme's family, okay? Um, and he's kind of like it's, like, it's like, guess who's coming to dinner? My weirdo boyfriend who's creepy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, my weirdo creepy boyfriend. Yeah. Now, the weird thing in that that predates Harry Potter is all the, all the, uh, the, um, the uh, they actually have pictures on the wall, and they're all moving. Like, you know how they had that yeah, in Harry Potter? Right, yeah. Like, that beat Harry Potter by years. Like, you know, tons of years. Wow. But that was a... Yeah. Uh, and they had a couple of them that worked say, oh, this is my aunt. And they showed a picture of this person doing something. And it was interesting, like, oh. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. But they, so what they did is say they, they took the deletions, put them in, because it made it a little more relevant. It took all the him rolling around the thing, because it made him somewhat relevant. He was a little bit, like, rebel without a cause. Not to say yeah. that, that Manic and Skywalker was any good. I'm just saying that, like, you know, it made it more interesting. And then they pretty much have... You know, they take out a lot of the weird fight scenes. Like you said, the, the Battle of Mustafar is forever long. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. But I have the high ground now. Yeah. And I'm going to leave you here. Sorry. I got the high ground. And I can't. Well, that was the weird thing. So, so to me, in Rogue One, and I know, I guess we should just recall this. We're always going to go back to Star Wars and we hate Stan Lee. Maybe, I don't know what you're going to call the episode. But, like, if you create I'm, the rules for yeah. Rogue One and you show me every planet, we go to a planet every six minutes. Yeah, which is kind of that was their opening crawl, the scroll though. Sure. Like they 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 set they put the pieces in place very quickly in that movie. They create instead of doing yeah. the opening crawl, they created things quickly, right. and they told you the planets. Yeah, and that was fine. Like what? But why skip Mustafar? Why do that? Because I'll tell you why. Because it didn't matter. It didn't matter. But to me, it was the calling out to the seven people in the theater out of the hundred. The but, seven, the five, the, the seven percent the, going, I know what this is. This is actually Mustafar. And that's why. Like, yeah. Like, but, what is, what but, are you but the thing is, uh, for? But that was a little bit of what I call, like, the Thanos effect. Mm-hmm. The, the geeks are the ones that told everyone who Thanos was. So we're the seven people in the theater going, oh, this is why. This is yeah. Like, and then we're telling our friends. Why, and, why is this going on? Pete, why is this happening? Exactly. Exactly. And that's what to make us feel. I guess we are pretentious, self-important people because we're making a podcast literally about our fandom. Well, yeah, not so. Yeah, somewhat. It's I mean, literally. Well, what we're we doing. were supposed to be a little bit more analytical tonight because <laughs> I actually had like figures and numbers. Real quick, jumping too. So, like, let me let me tell you about this real quick. So, Civil War, right? Mm. Uh, Civil War number one orders three hundred eighty-one thousand. Secret Wars number one five hundred twenty-seven thousand. People were wholeheartedly rejecting Civil War 2 before it even got released. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, like, I guess part of what we were going to discuss is, like, like I've looked into, like, what you were saying via text message. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think what's happening is just a part of DC's cycle, as it's always been. Meaning that Marvel went into a direction the timing matched up with. I think it, like, where, where do you think... 
the Marvel now, 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 yeah. whatever. Future seven now. Yeah. Now, okay. now yeah. cubed. What do you think that seven. would stack up with the new 52? Uh well I think at least with the new fifty I, I mean I, I mean think, new fifty two rebirth which one no, I we... think new fifty two I think I think it would split new fifty two based on how mm. the new fifty two was selling based on what Marvel now 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 was selling well see and, and I and I think part of DC's spike is timing and they they got like a they, you know they got something going at the right time mm-hmm. but at but it's such a beat I don't even care if you don't like where Marvel is right now, to me, Marvel never betrayed like the line or the legacy like DC has with Flashpoint. Right. I just think that like if like, you if you go in right now, here's the thing: is that if you walk into a store right now and you want to buy a Captain America comic book, if you buy Captain America, Captain America, if you don't know this, spoilers, he's a Hydra agent. He's he's a he's well, a brainwashed yeah. agent of Hydra. And then if you pick up the wrong Captain America book. It's Sam Wilson with a shield. With yeah. the real shield, and Captain America has a weird triangle shield. It's a new shield. It's not exactly his old shield, but it's a new shield. Yeah, that's yeah. So it's confusing. So then, so then I say, well, you know what? All right, I can't pick Cap up. That's fine. I'll pick up Hulk. Okay, well, this is an Asian kid. Okay, hold on. Let me grab Iron Man. Wait, that's a black girl. Okay, hold on one second. I'll pick up. Oh, wait, this is Iron Man too. Wait, that's 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 Doctor Doom. Okay, hold on a second. Let me pick up Spider Man. Wait, this is a this is a young. Um, you know, Miles Morales is a young. I think he's. I think he's half Spanish and half black. I don't know. Like, oh, yeah. it's just like crazy. Oh, I'll pick up Miss Marvel. Is that Carol Danvers? He's, no, it, it's a. It's an. Uh, it's a Arabian girl. I just think that it's like all over the place. Like it's crazy. Oh, yeah. there's the wasp. Who's that? Is that Janet Van Dyne? No, that's like it's just. Oh, there's Hawkeye, right? I know Hawkeye. He's from the movies, right? Nope, it's yeah. Kate Bishop. It's well, a girl. But here's. Oh, wait, here. where's Wolverine? Hold on a second. It's a girl. Wait, there's Wolverine. But why is he so old? Like yes. I just don't know. There's really nowhere you can go on the stands and pick up anything that's recognizable. That's recognizable. Okay. So here's a little bit of that. It it all seems to be like a big experiment to me. It's just it's it's seventy percent. Yeah. I feel like the line is seventy percent experiment. Yeah. I mean you can I mean but, I'm not I'm yeah, not saying that I experiments will, are bad. But I, think it's I will all right. say this though. Like this is a little bit of I'll I'll reference it because it, it is one of these true examples where People bitch about where, like, what's original anymore. Like, people stick to that point. They want everything's an adaptation or a sequel. You hear it endlessly. Mm. When you get something truly original, Pacific Rim. Like, that is, like, one of the best, like, maybe. Maybe, like, I would say, I would, like, I, I rank solvers, like, mid-level. But like just as of like entry universe building movie, you kind of have like Dark Crystal, mm-hmm. Pacific Rim, like Star Wars Episode Four, like maybe. And I say maybe Episode Four because there was it's so loose in Episode Four. There's like one right. or two lines that you hold on to in Episode Four, um, and the movie kind of ends, like the like like it's it's kind of like um. Dark Crystal is a continuation at the end of that movie. Mm-hmm. And it also, like, to a larger effect, Pacific Rim also, even though Pacific Rim has kind of like a resolution feeling, but it's still, like, not, like it's still not the end. Like, there's still, you know, it's, like, you, 
Star Wars kind of ends it. <laughs> like, Star Wars, like, we blew it up, we gave away the medals, like, it is right. over, okay? Right, right, right. Yep. But, so, when people get things that are original, they flip the fuck out. When they don't get things original, they flip out. Marvel right now is in this, like, the largest experimentational phase since, like, the early 80s. Like mm-hmm. Thor didn't look like Thor. Thor had like the the, the, the Walt Simons and Thor right. had a beard, big beard, totally different armor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you know they they took even their, Fantastic Four characters. They threw someone out. Someone was always out of right, it. Right, yeah, yeah. That was like the yeah, She-Hulk. They threw Fantastic She-Hulk Four. in. They yeah. Herb, They just had. We were always yeah, messing Herb, around. Herbie. <laughs> Herbie. <laughs> Herbie <in there>. yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was fun. It still ends up being fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, so like that's what I mean. And look, it. Like, was there a lot of the the, the lock resonate through the eighties? Was I mean, we had Thor's best run in the eighties. Mm-hmm. We had a look of Spider Man that people are still addicted to, like the black costume. Absolutely, it's yeah, still huge. Yeah, and that well, basically created Venom. Yeah, and Venom still resonates because of that experiment in eighty six. Yeah. So, yep. like, I and and I I think like so this is like the post Secret Wars Marvel universe that's completely retarded. I'll say it's just retarded. Mm-hmm. I, I'm with you. I don't like a lot of it, but I, I, I think what comes next is really going to be what resonates. And you know what? Too like sometimes you gotta let things perch. Like let the market tank these titles. Mm-hmm. Let them respond. Like, like let them kind of. I would. I would love it. I would love this if they like just stopped. Like kind of ended everything and then went back <laughs> to like the like the mid nineties and like started over in that era and just like did the mid nineties without Arnslaw and Heroes Reborn and <laughs> Age of Apocalypse like and you just kind of went boom and you just took those characters and tweaked them up a little bit and just sent them back and then it's like whoa like that's nuts and that that's just me being fantasy boy. No, but, no. I mean, it's, like, yeah. I don't know though. I mean, I did like you know before we throw everything out, I'm just gonna throw down a bunch of Marvel books that I like. Okay. Yeah. Hands down, the new Nova books, fantastic. Ramon Perez, the new Punisher book, Becky Cloonan's been. Um, it did start off with Steve Dillon, who just passed away. Rest in yeah. peace. Which yeah. Yeah. Because he was really sad. young. He was. He was fifty-two or four say? or something like that. Where is he? Top Punisher artist. Uh, he's got to be top. He's got to yeah. I still go Mike Zach in my brain. Just I was going to say Michael like, Zach's number two. Yeah, I'd say that. Um, you know, you know what's so funny is that the the, the, pun- the Punisher he does right here is different than his Max Punisher, which is different than his Marvel yeah. Knights Punisher. So he has three different lines where he does three different Punisher styles slightly. It's still his Frank. Frank is still the same face. Yeah, he does the hair a little different. Does the costumes a little bit different? Yeah, um, because it's three different tones. Um, this new Clunan one was the cleanest. I don't know if he's different pens. I can't ask so, him. He died. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> it yeah. sucks. It's really weird because it happened very fast. Apparently, like no one yeah, exactly I, knows. Was, yeah. But he looked very gaunt. The last when he was doing promotions for preacher, he looked very different. Wow. He just looked like a big Irish drunk guy. I met him previously. Yeah. He does some sketches for me, and it was a super nice guy. I know my, some of my friends went out to drink with him at one yeah. point. And I just know that he was always like a big drinker, but suppose he wasn't a liver thing, something else. I'm not really sure. I can't speculate, even though it sounds like I'm speculating. I think it was um, murder. I don't think it was murder. Now, no. Um, so, so Wade Wade has two books. So Wade has Black Widow that he's doing with Chris Somni. 
um, and he's doing a Champions book, which was his Avengers book, and okay. it, and that's all the young people, mm. which which it makes no sense because Wade has to be close to I don't know forty eight, maybe fifty, maybe fifty at this point. Mm. He's writing all these young characters, so he's writing Miss Marvel, Miles Morales, Amadeus Cho, Hulk, uh, Vision's daughter. Wow, you know, like and 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 it's like young Cyclops, mm. you know, and. It's all really good. Like so, Champions is really good. Black Widow is really good. Power Man and Iron Fist is fantastic. Nice. Yeah. All new Wolverine is fantastic. Like that's really good with Lara as Weapon X slash now she's mm. Wolverine. Yeah. Old Man Logan, which is a displaced, literal alternate, old man, old man, yeah, alternate yeah. timeline where he future. he remembers everything and comes here, and then he interacts with people that murdered future his future kids, and he has like really strange. Wow. So he's super confused. Yeah. And it and he's and he's and it's it's messy and art's fantastic and that's really fun. Yeah. Um, the the new Doctor Strange book that Chris Bacalo is doing and it's almost co-scripted with Jason. Yeah, Aaron. that's the one across the board. Everyone seems to be. Yeah, we're all fine with that because there's no, there's no like you can say oh I love this Doctor Strange run which run you yeah. don't you have known like that's what I think and that's why like as as we're saying this all this Marvel experimentation is yeah. for future Marvel concepts I'm like. But those Marvel movies don't are not dependent upon the acceptance of blank. You think they are? I don't think that they are no, at this I, point. No, I don't. No, I don't think they're dependent on the acceptance. Mm-hmm. I think they're dependent on um, generating, so that the uh, the the minds that know better because this is what they do, and mm-hmm. you know, like this is how they pay for their lives. That they they want ideas to pick and choose from. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really it. And we kind of even saw that with the Captain America movies, where it was like origin, okay. Um, what's next? Winter Soldier. What's in between? Don't worry about it. it yeah, nothing. it's a completely different tone. Like mad back bom- to back, it like, makes no sense. Mad bomber story. Like what was right, like, right. what's the only other Captain? <laughs> you're know. gonna do nuke, and then you're going to do. I, that's it. You can do Operation Rebirth. You can like there's. I'll tell you the, the one Captain America story that. They would, they could just never do, but that was like probably the best Captain America arc mm. between what they did with the movies was Scourge. Remember mm. him? Yeah, and yeah. He, and he he starts murdering, like he murdered like twelve or fifteen supervillains with like right. Uzi. Right. And Captain America had to like hunt him down and confront him, dude. That's a movie. <laughs> this dude just like flipping out, just like going like like. Like post traumatic stress syndrome aren't supervillains and yeah, just wonder, killing them. I wonder if they would do sleep. like if you could do Streets of Poison. Or Streets of Poison was a book where his super soldier serum stopped working and he started uh, to age, and then he yeah. took it and he was like a drug addict. That was like so eighties. That yeah, was like well, so like yeah. he was like basically all coked out and well, weird. Well, and what was what was the one in the nineties? The the Bloodstone. The Bloodstone, yeah, that was the uh, Kieran Dwyer one, the Bloodstone Hunt. Yeah, yeah. that was a, it. Was yeah. all mystical and stuff but like that. So I don't like know if that would work. Indiana Jones, Captain. Yeah, America. yeah, yeah. No, where but, you could do like real shitty cat movies, like Cap Wolf. Yeah, you make him like a wolf, or you put him in the super oh, armor. Dave Remember the Hoover's armor he had? The armor. Too. Poor Dave Hoover. He's really? Dead. Oh yeah. shit! What was Dave that, that two thousand sixteen? Was that a sixteener? No, no, he was a couple years ago. Oh, Okay, yeah, that sucks. But he's the guy that that does. Yeah, that was one of my first subscriptions. And Jack Flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Jack Flag and um, was also Dave Hoover, and Cap Wolf was Dave Hoover. Yeah. yeah. Did he do the he armor? Said, did he do the armor? He, he might did have did the armor. armor. Too. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was a yeah. contributor. Yeah. yeah. And then the armor, that was when he was basically 
running out of powers, and then they ki- he dies. Yeah. You know what I mean? They actually like yeah. kill him, and then they, they, they pull an Operation Rebirth. They never knew what to do with him oh, until Brubaker yeah. came on. I don't, oh, no, I, Wade, I think Wade, Wade had Garney. a slight resurgence. Yeah, the Sentinel And Liberty. then they kick him out. Dumb. They had, they had to. They, they were just, tanking. And how did that not work? It was no. How did it that was, not sell? It was so ad, weird. It was adju- there was so much adulation for that. Time but it didn't sell. It, apparently, it had not sold because yeah. I know that the Life Souls have sold tons more. Well, Life, Life Souls still has the highest selling Avengers and Captain America books. Probably, I believe. Yeah, but what's so weird about that is, is that like that's where you can't get the magic back because then when they brought Wayne yeah, Guardian back, they tried to. It yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. It didn't work. Yeah, but I'll, you know what though? I I'll tell you this though. This is crazy. This is crazy that we've been recording for like probably five hours yeah. at this point. This is great. Well, may, maybe let, let me end it with this point, and then you can you can have a rebuttal, or okay. you, or you, you can I'm sure you I can will say your piece. When it comes to mining content, you do have Brubaker, mm. and all right, so huge success. You have the origin, fine. I know what you're gonna do. The the next best <laughs> avenue is. The Rob Liefeld Heroes Reborn. Because. <laughs> yes. It's uh, not be- the next best avenue. Yes, because <laughs> the way how they set set him up in that, that and, and, and what, what, what did they do in Avengers? He is somewhat, or in, in Avengers and Winter Soldier. Captain America is manipulated and controlled by Nick Fury. The two are at odds, mm-hmm. same as they are in Heroes Reborn. Okay, Captain America is someone living like a fake life, and I'm not saying like that. That tune was in Heroes Reborn, but at the same time, like they introduced like the origin of Falcon is the best Falcon origin in comics, where where Falcon's like his buddy at the docks, and he gets like caught. I think he gets caught in his explosion, and he's dying. And the Rob Liefeld Captain America slices his arm with a shield and drips like the green glowing blood. I, I it, barely remember this. Into the Falcon's mouth. And that's how the Falcon <laughs> gets powers. <laughs> oh, comics. Dude, I'm telling you, dude, like it is it it's it is a, it's it's so it's so much comic book. Right. And that's what I mean to where like, but then again it's the that Liefeld like Edge, I guess. Like I don't know how you would describe mm. what what he adds, because whatever he does, it works. I don't, like he's a, he's like a Michael Bay. Like trash him all you want, fucking people buy shit all the time. So yeah, like, no, I know it's undeniable. I mean, I remember someone a long time ago. We talked about like how like uh, the way his artwork would resonate and uh, that it's it's dynamic to a level. And someone was like, "Well, it's Kirby asking." And we were all like, "No, he doesn't have it." No. It, but at another point, that it yeah. is number one, it's recognizable. It is dynamic. It does have a certain type of like flair. Um, but it, when it's when it's really good, when it's not not when it's like Bloodstrike or some whatever weird stuff he does, you know what I mean? When well, it's I, really it, terrible it, stuff. But like, I'll, I do understand some of that. Heroes Reborn stuff was actually pretty. You know, was actually pretty yeah. good. I just it it just it's beyond me how many missteps Cap has had. Yeah. Like you know, like that, yeah. and then they had to put the A back on them, and they they kicked they kicked Liefeld off. Yes, around six. Well, uh, six, they didn't kick him off. He, I think they wanted to drop his rates. They mm-hmm. wanted to drop what they were paying him, and he mm-hmm. said, 
like because they were actually planning other reboot like so here here's how i think it was away okay i think the liefeld side would have expanded the heroes reborn marvel universe to the point that they wouldn't have taken away opportunities from what would have became marvel knights mm-hmm. okay so they have this falling out liefeld's like like that's it like uh, I could just like do my own stuff. I'm out of here. Then Jim Lee takes it over for the rates. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and that work is horrible. It's it like, gives it to the, the, Brett Booth. Is that right? Why the cap went to Brett Booth? Thought cap. I thought um, Fantastic Four went to Brett Booth. Oh, I think and right. I think Ryan Benjamin. Yeah. Picked up cap. Oof. Yeah, that's right. And but the thing is though, it's such a difference, and it literally stinks. Like Jim Lee's homage pulls in like the Serpent King, mm-hmm. like the Serpent, as as the end of that, and like Rob Liefeld's big villain was Masterman, which is awesome. Like he was like, he's not. Yeah, just this. But he was also from the early days of Cap too. Yeah, sure. He yep. was. Not, he was like the original okay? Nazi. Yeah, yeah. And, the original uh, Nazi leader. But and they, dude, he had Cable fighting Modok. In, in Heroes Reborn, like I barely remember like that, Cable yeah. shows up in Heroes, which is like you're like what? Okay, but <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is though, they had already produced artwork for Dane Dane Fraga yeah. was supposed to come in and do Daredevil. Okay, Dane Fraga had like Daredevil artwork and and oh, posters and covers already done, and the implication of that is that they would. Because Liefeld was jumping sales so much, they were going to let him cherry pick the lesser characters. And at that point, Daredevil was like garbage, right? You, you right? You had like Gary Nord drawing him. Hey, or Scott McDaniel, the the techno storyline. But I'm yeah, the, I can't think about who was where it was going on right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Daredevil was kind of tanked. Yeah. But the thing is that they they were they and you can kind of see Liefeld taking over. Moonlight, Liefeld taking over uh, Cloak and mm. Dagger, maybe even Punisher, because what Punisher was was Punisher black and in prison by then? That was before that, but yeah, <laughs> it happens. Like, uh, what are you gonna do? You're donating to that story. Yeah, <laughs> you lose it. Okay. You know, I read that at the time, and like for whatever reason, it was in the sequence. And I think it was Mike Barron. It was it was pretty good writing throughout, and I was like, yeah, I buy this. Like, I remember like reading, and I was like, all right, like I just I, for whatever reason, it was totally fine. Yeah, dude, I still had one of the. Most underrated gimmick covers. Do you remember it came in like a paper bag? I don't know. If it I came in that. like a paper bag and it was like a wanted like like poster almost. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like I think the bag was like it was the Punisher and then you you took the comic out and it was like Black Punisher. Like oh. like that was like the reveal. Like That's not terrible. Not that you had to read the story. <laughs> For the reveal, you just had to get the gimmick. They just cover. needed the gimmick cover, they yeah. the mylar or whatever. They had so much weird shit back then; it was so funny. But you know what? Like people, like that is not the reason why comics tanked. See, they were they were experimenting then. They were making Black Punisher. Maybe that's what America needed. Maybe that's what we need. Well, I did, but you know, yeah. But the thing is, I, I that's what I mean about like, like, and you kind of see a little bit of it in like a character like Ghost Rider, mm-hmm. where a character like Ghost Rider has so little to mind, like. Now you're forced to make a movie out of this concept that may not be a good concept. It mm. just may not work. Like right. Punisher is a lot like that. Like it, it's just like, but it may not work. And yeah, but and, Punisher works in Daredevil season two. 
That's why I don't want. I don't he's, necessarily he's want. Tidbit, yeah, I don't I, want a Punisher series. Barely, I'm doing one. He kind of barely worked in seasons. It kind of got a little bit. Got old by the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you're like I don't want. I don't want a Punisher you're series. You're like, oh, he's like. I want an Iron Man. I want an Iron Fist series. I think I'll be. I don't know what. Oh God, I don't know what Iron Fist are doing, man. Because I'll tell you what, the it's living exciting. weapon that they did uh, a yeah. couple years ago, the Carrie Andrews one, was just oh, yeah. phenomenal. He's, is is he? He's like the true savant in comics. Uh, he's dude, very interesting. He's do, he does a book called Renato Jones right now, a which is thousand fantastic. Styles, a thousand stars. Yeah, the book he's doing right now called it's called uh, Renato Jones. I think it's a hundred percent. Okay. Um, for Image, and it's fantastic. I should maybe check it out because the issue that. one had the best like creative like single. Like little like letters page where he's talking about like just go do it. Yeah. Like it was super super fascinating. He's like, you know what? If you want to do this, just do it. Yeah. Because he th- he makes like short films. Like he's super, very fascinating. Well, he's yeah. made full length features. He he's actually done the special effects. He's like a special effects yeah, it's wizard. Just crazy. That's yeah. what I mean. Like he is like he is like a Renaissance man mm-hmm. in comics. And like if you compare his Iron Fist to Spider Man mm-hmm. Requiem, was it Requiem? Uh, that few, oof, that that really that called it's his, Dark Knight Returns his his worst Spider- work hashtag his worst work his worst goddamn work but yeah okay but but vi- it, the, but the visually, concepts are so good yeah <laughs> but visually though too it's spectacular and then mm-hmm. he did like a Thundercats G Force or Battle of the Planets crossover I don't even know if I ever saw that yeah for Wildstorm yeah. DC when they they were doing that merger yeah, yeah, yeah. that is such a crazy style of his and then. I'm trying to remember like what he did before that, like like there there was like he was on the run where like every everything literally was like a different style. Yeah, well, I, it, I at never first s- when he when he did the Spider Man one, everyone's like, oh, it's Dark Knight Returns Spider Man. Yeah, and it kind of was. Well, I'm um, trying to remember what the takeaway the takeaway ideas were for that the Doctor Octopus. Was it Doctor yeah. Octopus like? I want to say that's somebody dying. Was he getting murdered? Or, I forget exactly how it worked. Yeah. But, yeah, it was just like it was super old Spider-Man, you know. But yeah, just so going back to like character, I don't know. If, I I don't know what Iron Fist are doing. I don't know if Punisher's going to work in this yeah. in this larger event. But it does yeah, look they can they can, I think they can move forward. As you were saying, life I was getting Daredevil. I don't even know that Dan Frey got Daredevil work. Oof. Yeah, I'd love but to see that. But they were going to, but they were, but they were starting with Yellow. And red too, they're start like they were kind. Look, Liefeld knows comics. Mm-hmm. He oh, yeah. he he is he um he's he's loved comics more than like I've heard a lot of creators talk about comics. Like he like he literally owns issues of Commandy by Jack Kirby, like full issues, like right, original full, full art, art Commandy yep. issues. Yeah, mm-hmm. like. Like, dude, man, like, that is crazy. I understand, like, a lot of these guys make a lot of money. They own some of the originals. They ha- hang them up on the wall. But, like, even that fact alone, I mean, like, that shows you his, like, mindset. But, I and I do think he, he of the modern era, like, aside from guys stylistically aping or paying homage to Kirby, no other artist emulated Kirby than Rob Liefeld. I don't like it's 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 hard to say and and he's easily criticized but at the same time like 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 you know like McFarlane's anatomy is no better or worse than Liefeld's mm-hmm. like like but Liefeld had a way of drawing that was so rapid 
like and and you know, there's like a spontaneity, a spontaneity in his earlier work that we really never seen at all. Like he was, it was so like that that those new mutant pages are so spontaneous, and you're just like and dude, it, it fucked people up. Like Jim Lee was always like the golden child. Mm-hmm. He's like he drew proper. McFarlane was this like crazy detailed guy, and then like you had right. Liefeld in this weird middle spot between the two of them. Right. And I don't know. Like he he Liefeld locked in on a style that is so. And I'm telling you though, I think comics would be better with some of that. Like all the like, like you know my background. Yeah, you know, like I I can sit down and draw a picture. Like I can sit down and draw. There's, everyone today when I when I go into a comic shop and pick things off the rack all the artwork for me looks the same like outside of guys like the guy that drew like secret wars and, and like there, there's there's a couple dudes that like stand out but it all relatively looks the same mm. to me like i don't know but yeah all right i think we're going to let's let's call it quits we we've <laughs> talked <laughs> We drank a lot of beers. This this is the longest episode. <laughs> I drank a lot of beers. You probably edit out. I love it. edit out uh, the majority of my hashtags. You probably have like half. I think I was trying to get a lot of stuff going. <laughs> yeah, this is a I'm 20, not sure how well twenty went. minute episode without Mark's hashtag <laughs> rants. Uh, but no, 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 look, we. Uh, so for a Marvel episode, we talked about sixty percent Star Wars. Yeah, I so. think I think we're going to. Um, we needed to do this as a part of our process. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I wonder, maybe we should jump into the next episode and we get back to the Marvel stuff real quick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and, yep. yeah. And maybe we'll have a Michael Bay discussion. I don't know. I should, you know what? I should probably watch, I, I only watch, I only watch Pain and Gain peripherally. So maybe I should watch Pain and Gain. Yeah. Watch it. There. Watch it all the way through. You know, it's funny. Like when I thought about Pain and Gain, I, what pops in my head was, you know, that was a departure that no one supported. Like you said, no one supported Pain and Gain. Yeah. But someone, but still, War Dogs came out and it was relatively supported, even though it was by the guy who made The Hangover. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, but it still, it got some traction and it yeah. got some support. But, it it rated yeah. higher. Yeah, uh, yeah, and which it's is bothering you. Yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. it's it. But to me though, it's like the movies are structurally are the same. Mm-hmm. The their use of like music and and kind of like pop tracks are both dated period movies. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it, like all the same, and you know, and, and and I hate to say it, but. War Dogs also takes you to school a little bit. It, it right. tells you how evil the Bush administration was for going to war, it, right. um, regardless of war that unilaterally was supported by the U.S. government and funds were appropriated for, and we had allied support to go into Iraq, but whatever. Like, so, it, should, it's so just, you want to? If you could hashtag, you would hashtag take you to school. Yeah, we did take you to school a lot. Yeah, or I, we're, we're mad at films that take you to school. Yeah, I, more so. We're I, not, I, yeah, I think I really do think it's it's a trend. I mm-hmm. honestly feel like it's something that is there. I think um, Ghostbusters twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. I was expecting that to be a little bit like that. It was less, but it was definitely there. Mm-hmm. Like there's that there's that elephant line in the in the the beginning of that movie where he's like, "This is where P D Barnum got the idea for enslaving elephants," and you're like. What is we're in the Ghostbusters movie? <laughs> like it takes you so much out of the movie, and you're like, and 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 I get it though, like I get it. You you have a voice, you have an opinion, you have a platform, but there was no take me to school and Back to the Future, and Ghostbusters and Gremlins and 
even RoboCop. Hmm. You're not taking anyone to school in those movies. Right. No, take me to school in Star Wars. Like these movies that that have beyond stood the test of time. Yeah. Do you think there's taking you to school in like Rogue One anywhere, or, or is it more about like cultural? Nah, no. I think. Okay with cult, like, you know what yeah. it is? I think Rogue One takes you to school in Star Wars. <laughs> it's like we're just fine it's like we're gonna take your school uh the force is like power like yeah right. like we're gonna read through the force with this movie well, you, know, take- th- you know what i think is interesting like is i had someone that i spoke to at work and they were talking about like i'm one with the force the force is with me is almost a new yeah like may the force be with you like it's a, it changed it and it made it more of a religion co- a religious concept yeah. yeah and i was like yes that's right because um you know, the original concept, uh, the original title of Star Wars was like the Journal of the Wills featuring Luke the Starkiller yes. yeah. uh, in the saga of Star Wars. It was something like yeah. insane. And they're yeah. like, oh, well, they all love Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. hashtag Star Wars. So it's like, um, so I kind of like that they were like the guardians of the wills and they had yeah. this weird, they were like weird, like Buddhist monks. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and they were like, it's crazy that. It really shows you, like, th- this is what really gives me confidence that they're, they are trending and building towards something that mm-hmm. people may not be aware of overall, like the, the, the Star Wars canopy, where I can't think of anything that they, they mine so much of a piece of work that never made it to light. Mm-hmm. Like, that they're mining, like, the first draft of Star Wars and these initial ideas so much in two of these movies like this right. like the star killer base the right, the right. wills and th- these are major plot points like i like i swear to god like introduce uh what was it like obi-wan was a female at one point or luke skywalker was right. a female yep and then then we almost have a female luke skywalker with right she is female luke skywalker. Yeah, yeah and yeah. you're just like man like they really went deep with it like i swear to god one of these movies is gonna have a white boba fat I swear to God, mm-hmm. he may may not have a role. You might just see the sun, just see him walking around, yeah. like and people are going to flip out. They're going to go nuts. Right. They're going to go crazy over a concept. There is no one cares about the concepts of uh, wait wait Batman Triumphant. Like no one's like making Ben Affleck. Ben Ben Affleck they is totally making a movie. They should totally yeah. make some make some comments out of yeah, that. But they should. But Ben Affleck isn't making the Batman and mining Batman triumphant material. Right, right, right. It's he's not interested in that. And that's so nostalgia. ridiculous. You're like, yeah. that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Star Wars, perfectly fine. Yeah. Perfectly fine. I love it though. Like if if it and that's that's what I mean about like that's, that's why look like, I think it's so weird that, that we shit on Lucas. He was brimming with so much stuff. Like I, I listened to there was a there was an audiobook I listened to which was like pretty much the entire history of Star Wars. Oh, great, cool. And, and like it just got into all these crazy things. The reason why so much are mistakes, which later on become things. Yeah. So for example, happy like, accidents. Yeah. So like so the the stormtrooper outfits they were supposed to have these little like batons that battled. Oh. Lightsabers, which happens in, in oh okay yes yeah, like, so, yeah. And, and that's why they have a weird tube on the back of that yeah it's an original design thing and they were like well it's supposed to go in there like, I don't know we just I don't know like you know and and it was it was supposed to have those little things that like literally like, when he took out that little tube yeah to stop like the the traitor the yeah traitor. that great line too um so like that's what that was and I'm like oh okay like so there's yeah. there's all these happy mistakes and like I say if we're still mining weird ideas of this this little uh, this tiny 
bearded man who's at his desk and super yeah. like introverted well, and terrible with yeah. people. Well, it's yeah, fascinating. Yeah, but you know? it, it it is, but it's still kind of <coughs> along the lines that it's almost as if like episodes one, two, and three were this. The reason why they were viewed as a atrocity is is people cannot be convinced that like that it wasn't unintentional mm. like like these movies and his point of view was intentional so he forcefully with intent made something so far from what he did like you know like if people were like look look like you like we we wanted this. Like you should want this. We want mm-hmm. this. Everyone right. knows, everyone in this universe wants this. And then he goes, nah. Like we're doing like, and I think uh, it's a little bit of that. That well, some I, people can I, yeah. define it. Some people can't. But I think there's like almost like a like a instinct that mm-hmm. gets triggered in you when you saw those movies and you re even re even when I was rewatching them, I'm like. Fuck, like, let me find something good. Like, let me just look. Let me just enter, get right. brain dump, entertain myself, like, sit down, eat a bunch of ice cream, eat a bunch of Doritos, like, have There's fun. There's just all these block of dramas that don't seem to work. Uh, that's where I kind of go. I, I think that just making films with limitation is better. And I think when they, when they make films with Yes Men, so Lucas basically could have any budget he wanted. He walks into a room, no one can tell him no, even as, like, even Rick McCallum can't tell him no. Yeah. He's going to make whatever he wants. And it's not his fault, like, to a certain level. Like, it's not his fault that they're that they're not... They might be great in his mind, but it, it's like... It's Dark Knight 2. You know what I mean? Like, like, and he's making Dark Knight 3. Guess what? Dark Knight yeah. 3 sucks. You know what's going to yeah. happen? Well, he's making Dark Knight 4. Frank Myers making Dark Knight 4. Yeah. And you know what we talked about after that? Is it really? Making, like, a Dark Knight 5. Like, he's already talked about making, like, a Dark Knight 5. And I'm like, no. Because, like, I don't want it. Now, does Dark Knight yeah. 2 tarnish Dark Knight 1? Yeah. Does Dark Knight Three tarnish one yeah. and two? Yeah, it yeah. makes it makes two look good. Three makes two look good. What? Yeah, three's that bad. Three's pretty messy. I understand. There's like they're supposed to have the best of the best of the best. No, of the best because you have you have and this is <sighs> where you have Adam Cooper drawing like Miller and you have Jansen who is why is he drawing like much. Miller? I don't know. He's but he's drawing like Frank Miller from he's doing DK two impression, which I don't know why. Like I don't know. I don't know. It's all just messy, and that's the thing is I don't. I think that you go past it. Uh, why? So like, okay, so the Deadpool movie's out, right? So Deadpool, what's the best part about Deadpool to a certain level when he doesn't have his bag of guns? You know why he doesn't have his bag of guns? Because they didn't have any money to make that scene. Yeah, right. So what makes that better? Everything. Yeah. Like that limitation makes it better. Right. Yeah. Well, the, look, it's all about limitations. Like that makes it creative. Well, it it. It puts you against the wall, and you have to pivot. I think that's right. good. That's compromise. That's that's what that's yeah. what makes the best. You know, the best albums are made. The first out, like they're yeah. the, the best creative things are made like in a room that the things yeah. aren't that good. Like but, the first Foo Fighters album is made in like Dave Grohl's basement by himself. Yeah, on his demo, and he's barely mastered, and it's on the radio. Yeah, you know? but but here's a little bit of that though. When it becomes beyond that, what happens? Like you, you know, like like out. when it when it when it really becomes something like on Star Wars level, and and this is where, like, like I do defend Lucas because I do think this machine, 
like that he 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 enabled it and helped you know like again making adjustments and returning them to Jedi just to sell merchandise. Yeah. Watch, essentially the point I was trying to get to earlier is Return of the Jedi is the beginning where they rescue Han and lose confront confrontation with Vader. Mm. That is the only two parts of that movie that even matter or make any sense. The entire, like, and I, and Returns actually one of my favorite, just because it's, it, it's so, like, crazy and messy and erratic and magic. Mm-hmm. It's all these things. It's like, it's kind of like 80s. It is like an 80s movie, okay? Yeah. But, well, it is, it's 1983, so yeah. it's the second age. But it's, it's kind of like a complete mess at the same time, though. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's a complete mess. You know, but he, he made concessions to sell merchandise in that movie. And he had no intention of making any other. He said, I don't freaking care. Like, Ewoks, I don't freaking care. Like, let's make some money. Like, this is maybe my last chance to make money. No one knew. No one knew what the special editions were going to bring. Right. Like, the special, Star Wars went away for a while. Special editions brought it back. Once the special editions did what they did, it was almost like, it was just like destiny at that point. I'd be stupid to not keep going with this But what he did was he failed to be Walt Disney. And there was a template for Walt Disney at that point where, yeah, Walt Disney walked away from some of his operations and just started hiring people more brilliant than him. He always did that. And these people made the movies and Walt had his input. Like, Walt ran things through his office. Very similar to, like, what Vince McMahon does today. Like, it's still, that whole billion-dollar company still runs through Vince, through his office. Like... That's what Lucas should have... That's really what the prequel should have been like. Maybe outside the first one or whatever. Like, you want to come back and do it. But people like people knew he had resources to, to be smarter and go this other route. And that's... I think... I really do think that's... It got... It, like, people saw through it. I think he made errors in that. I don't think his decisions were... I think you can take one, two, and three and give them to someone else and, and it can be a better, different movie. But for some reason, his involvement in those movies, like, it's different. It's a different type of reaction. Okay? But, um, but anyway, I think it's time we sign off. Okay. Did you want to say good goodbye? Yes. And Thanks for listening to all of our unnecessary yeah. hashtags and, <laughs> and myriad are, of, uh, of tangents. Are, are you going to be back? Yeah. You, like, you have to be back now because we really have I've, to. I uh, got to uh, one quarter of my notes. <laughs> I know. Well, I didn't get through hardly any of mine. Look, look, I had all these Michael Bay bullet points off. No. You know what? Michael Bay, still the second the second highest grossing American I, I filmmaker. Yeah. I, I give I give your props. That's why you're here. That's why you're here. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>